see the name of the 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 the, the, the weed you smoking and so clear. <laughs> All right, so we are live. Black African the, 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 the weed you smoking. It's so clear. <laughs> What's happening? A well-organized lie defeats a disorganized truth every time. Woo-hoo, weed. Man, y'all already know what it is, man. It's God killer in the house. And I'm coming to do what we got to do, and we're going to do what we got to do. We're standing tall. We standing strong. Hey, and it's I'm the Raw Squad up. What's good, family, man? Y'all already know what it is, man. We got a powerful build tonight, man. You know, we like to do it in prompts sometimes. So, you know, we're going to get it in. We got a special guest today, uh, Brother uh, Chief X. He's going to be in the building, man. We're going to start our show off uh, dealing with, uh, you know, this week on Facebook. You know what I'm saying? We want to kind of always address that. We want to make sure we do that. So first, let me uh, introduce my comrade, Brother Wujai. What's good, man? Peace, peace. I want to say peace and hotel to everybody. Yeah, it's good to have the brother uh, on. And, uh, you know, I'm just going to sit back and, and uh, chime in where I fit in. Right. Yeah, we already know it. What's good, Brother Chief? You know what I'm saying? The long gunman. You know what I'm saying? The hit man. What's up with you, brother? How you feeling? What's happening, Brother Ak and Brother Wujawa? Um, good to be here and uh, sharing some of um, my personal thoughts and information. And um, you know, they call me Chief X, the God best reincarnated. Um, and I always bring in this common sense science. Yeah, the, the, the Facebook champion. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? I had to get you on, man. You know, you had me, you did me real solid. You know what I'm saying? So I wanted to make sure Wu Jam say, look, man, Chief in that group stirring it up, man. Let's get him on. Deal with some of the things he was talking about. Uh, of course, this is a no fly zone, no spookiness. You know what I'm saying? We like to keep it centered in Africa. You know what I'm saying? When at all possible. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But for certain and for sure, man, uh, it's a beautiful thing to be able to express yourself uh, with no limits. You know what I'm saying? We don't never want to limit the mind. We want to uh, stand up, have proper correction, and move the community forward, because that's just what we're about, man. So, you know, first I'd like to say uh, this show is brought to you by, you know what I'm saying, Abs You Wear. You know what I'm saying? Bringing the shirts, bringing the gear, bringing the shoes to the community, the African-American community, the conscious community, and just the black community abroad, all right? We ship all around the world. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Brother Wu Jobs, the name of your business there, bro. Oh, man. I got, uh, well, Hickle Multimedia. People should know me as Hickle Multimedia. Uh, you know, people can support HickleMultimedia.com. Um, yeah, that's about it. Yeah, man, he designed a lot of the graphics. You know what I'm saying? As you've seen on the shirts and the hoodies, uh, we got this new line coming out. Uh, no Religion uh, It's coming out. And it's gonna be uh, in the Black Dot Bookstore and Cultural Center, and you're gonna be able to get it online. So make sure you come out. And you know we got a class this week, uh, the Black uh, Black Power Powwow. All right, um, Saturday six to nine. You feel me? Man, we had a powerful showing last time, and I'm hoping to get the same response. Uh, let me see. Uh, where the fly at, Wuja? Put that fly up real quick. 
I'll get it up. I'll put it up. All right. Okay. So in, in a minute, we'll put the flyer up there. But yeah, uh, what's the name of your business there, uh, Brother Chief S? Because ain't nothing shaking without the bacon. Exactly. We, uh, we, we, we stay in business and doing things and trying to improve and advance ourselves. And um, I always tell people, you have to be of service. That's the main thing. Be of service to the people and to the community. And my business is, nothing's in here, but this is um, one of my packages, bodyandherbs.com. Okay, I sell anything Moringa-related. Moringa is the most nutritious plant on earth by far. That's not a sales pitch. It is the absolute truth. If you Google what the most nutritious plant on earth is, don't nothing but Moringa pop up. So support some black business, bodyandherbs.com. Yeah. Um, just so everyone um, will know about this this weekend, the uh, Black Power Pow Wow is this Saturday. Um, the flyer's up on the screen. Everyone should be able to see it. It's um it's held at the Black Dot Cultural Center, uh, Main Street in Latonia, Georgia. So anyone lives in the Atlanta area, um, come on out. Uh, this will be our third time, right, Unc? This is our third time? Third or fourth? Nope, second time. Second? No, this is our third. Our third. Because last time was our second. Yeah, this is our third time. And um, was it? Yeah. Time flies. <laughs> And so, but listen, uh, for those who missed it last time, don't don't miss it this time. If you live in the area, come on out because we have a lot of fun. It's it's like a cipher. It's a it's a it's a um you know a nice crowd. We uh talk about different topics and people chime in. We have a real good discussion. And you know, last time it was scheduled from six to nine as well, but it's at the Black Dot Cultural Center where we don't have to, you know, we're not forced to get out. So last time we went on until what one in the morning. We were just yeah. talking. We were talking yeah. for, for a long, long time with some good brothers from the um, Hebrew um, camp uh, down here in Atlanta. And uh, we had real good conversation. Those brothers were re well read and studied. And so we had a real good conversation on, on a few topics. Um, so we, you know, we're just going to do it again. Uh, but this time it's the, the main theme is about mind, body and soul. And so we have um, a brother, uh, Dirk Twine. That's uh, an herbologist. He's going to be uh, speaking about uh, health and health uh, issues and, you know, um, whatever else that's associated with that. And so and so this is why it's, it's uh, the theme is mind, body and soul. And uh, so I'll just be kind of chiming in on I'm going to kind of vibe with the, the with the information that he brings out and brings forth. And, you know, I'm going to do my thing. And as well as the brother Unc. So come on out and support. This this Saturday, six to nine. Yeah, I mean, fine on the raw squad style, man. Y'all already know. Um, yeah, we're gonna be kicking the knowledge and the wisdom. a uh, lot of space for interaction, a lot of space for question and answer. Uh, you just can't come to fool because you're gonna get beat out of there with signs. Okay. Um so really, you know, me and Wuja was having a real good conversation. We always had these intellectual uh, um, conversations because we gunfighters at the beginning and the end of the day. So we put blanks in there and be shooting at each other all day long. You know, 
Wuja claim he ain't never took an L. But I swear he be catching these. I swear, <laughs> boy. Boy. Nah, listen, I'm going to tell you. Everybody who's listening, if y'all were a fly on the wall, y'all would realize Brother Wujao takes no L's when it comes to <laughs> when it comes to uh, debate or argument. I'm telling you, that <laughs> takes no L's. But no, see, that, that's the beauty of the Amara squad. Every single one of my colleagues on the Amara squad, we, we can put an issue on the table and then we can bang out the issue that's what the word debate means the heart and core of the word debate means to hammer out and that's exactly what we do with each other on issues you know we we, we know how to separate the issues from the person and all that good stuff so we have a really good uh flow a really good time and so me and unc is no different we just you know unc bring up a topic and we we hammer it out you know and so sometimes sometimes our conversation should be should be public like today we had a good conversation on the phone Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Unc, man, I hope you remember everything you were saying. You know, we, you know what? We was talking about uh, how in the Nile Valley that they like to combine um, science with their mythology, right? And, or let's put it this way, their spirituality with science. And I was saying, and I'm still saying it, that basically, you know, I feel like that's another level of maturity. You know what I'm saying? For them back then. But to live in a world with those who can't comprehend that, they're going to take either side, you know what I'm saying, and run too far with it. Right? So so when the Europeans, really the Europeans actually start to take off when they got the damn church up out of their science. That's a damn fact. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not the one to say that the Nile Valley were, were right or wrong. You can look at their culture and their civilization and see how long it lasted. You feel me? Just how long it lasted, I mean, before they was, you know what I'm saying, invaded and and destroyed by enemies. Lasted a very long time. Uh, I know Nubia has one of the longest running governments, you know what I'm saying, Nile Valley, second up, you know what I mean? Um, Somewhere in between that. But I will say this, the world took off when they separated their religion from their science. It's just a fact. You know what I'm saying? And me and Wu Jai was going back and forth with that. So he so so give your position real quick before we bring uh brother Chief in. What you saying, Wu Jai? <laughs> okay, so what I was saying, this is what I always said, because this topic came up before in the in the Amara Squad Facebook group. And um I tell people that myth in and of itself is simply a narrative. It's a collection of narratives and it's communicated with figurative language, figurative expressions. And so that's what a myth is. And so when you deal with science, science is a body or corpus of knowledge that was accumulated by using the tools and methods in order for us to know when something is known. And so what happens is in ancient Africa and a lot of African communities of different uh, groups of people in Africa, they recorded their science or their body of knowledge, or if you want to say wisdom is a better word, or if you choose to use that word, they recorded their wisdom and their and their accumulative knowledge of the people in a very figurative way. And they collected those figurative ways of, of documentation. We call them myths today. And because it's done in a figurative language or figurative expressions, and if we're not part and parcel of that community, 
we won't know what the reality is behind the figurative uh, expression. And by figurative, I mean you got metaphors, uh, um, hyperboles, you know, analogies, all these symbolisms, all those kinds of things. Remember, every symbol is a stand-in for a reality. And if you don't know the reality at, that goes along with the symbol, then you're going to just look at the symbol and you could be wrong. So what happens is myths are taken, some people take these myths or narratives literally when they shouldn't be. And so that's, that creates the problem. But in, in those times, the science and their myths were not a separate thing. They were not dichotomies. They were not opposed of one another. The myth was just an expressive way of documenting their accumulative knowledge. And then, of course, within the culture, you also have fiction. You know, you have fictional writing and stuff, but you can tell the difference between the two. And so that's that's what that was my stance. And so what you were saying was that when the world separated the two was when the world took off. And I was saying, I see why you're saying that, but I'm saying that that it's because of the separation that we're messed up. Mm. Because that's where that's where you get these belief systems uh, of today. And so you have these two the two roads, the pseudo science and then the scientific uh, road. OK, so let me back that and support that with Mark Bunnell's book. You can go to page uh, 181 and I think it talks about uh, mythology being transmitted uh, as Egyptian. Let me see what this is. Let me find that. Yeah. Mythology as allegory for Egyptian science. So he's absolutely correct. That is the way they transmitted that. Uh, I would say at that point in juncture, um, the whole world wasn't known. What I'm saying is the Egyptians didn't know there was, you know, contrary to belief, they didn't know that there was a Native American population over in America. They didn't know that. They didn't know about Australia. You know what I'm saying? It was certain things, parts of the world, they just did not know about. And what I'm saying is, as the world began to grow, as, as Europe started to expand, as more people started to get connected together, that became a daggone problem. That became the stage for warfare on regular occurrence. That became the playground for pseudos. So for instance, the pseudo, right? Because you gotta have some character here. The pseudo will take mythology and strangely, you know, strangely mix it in. You know what I'm saying? To make it turn to fit him, to make it seem like he's the supreme authority on said situation. And use that to affect, to affect human lives. You know what I'm saying? We call that cult-like behavior. This is a, this is where a lot of cults flourish at. So these Europeans, you know what I'm saying, they was they was crazy with it, making up all kind of stuff. They didn't get a chance to sit down with the Nile Valley. The daggone Greeks barely could understand. They were speculating on what the Nile Valley was talking about. You know what I'm saying? They basically had to take the groundwork. And, you know, Theophile Banger talks about this in his book. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, I mean, like, like the Greeks did the best they could do, right? But you got to remember, man, by the time the Greeks come around, 600, 600 BCE, man, come on, man, we, we're not even under indigenous rule in the Nile Valley anymore at that point. <coughs> 300, 400, 500, come on, man, Taharka, one of the last African rulers, uh, man, he rules the Nile Valley in 700-something. All right, he ended up getting chased out by uh, not the Persians, but the, uh, what are they called? Not the Persians, but, dang. Who is it, Wuja? 
who defeats the Harker? Shinnachev. He's a general. He's a king. Shinnachev. He's a general, and he's a Syrian army. He take over the valley. And then the Persians kick out. You know what I'm saying? The Persians kick them out. Defeat them. And then the Greeks defeat them. And then the Romans defeat the Greeks. Right? And then the Arabs defeat them. And then the Europeans defeat them. You feel me? You know, uh, uh, French defeated, and then the British come in and defeat the French. All right, so my point, what I'm saying is, that there ain't nobody get to sit down and understand what the hell we was really talking about. So they was trying to untangle things, right? What they did realize was, to mix that religion with that science was bananas at that point, and they couldn't get no leeway. When they separated the two, separated church from state, ah, we got something. We we in the same problem right now. We trying to mix and blend. Man, the mind is not ready for that. Like this, it takes you know patience. But the, it takes understanding. And, and let me go ahead. I'm gonna let you get in. So me and Wuja can have this conversation and understand exactly where we coming from. So what I was gonna say though, the the problem is when other people look at another groups of pe people's uh, accumulative knowledge and try to do something with it. That's where the problem comes in. Because if I am a part of a community of people and there's wisdom collected over generations after generations after generations, and there's a system put in place where this information is passed down from those generations to generations and it's done in a systematic way, then I'm not confused. It's only when people who are not part of my community that come in and try to learn and mischaracterize what our what our accumulative knowledge is that it, it becomes messed up. So what happens is people will try to study another groups of people's uh, science as myths and not know the realities behind the figurative speech and, and not know which way to take it. This is why in Africa and uh, most African communities, or many around the world, indigenous communities around the world, they have what's called initiatory systems where people are guided and walk through procedurally through a learning process. Not too much different than our public school system or, or our school system here in the United States where you go through from K through 12. And once you pass and, sh and show proficiency at one degree or one grade, you move on to the next and the next and the next and the next. And so you learn in a systematic way. But if you try to skip school or bypass it and try to learn and talk about it, then you're talking about something that you know nothing about and then you misconstrue it. And then over time, that a, a system is built around that ignorance. And this is what belief gave birth to beliefs, because if you if you look at people who read the uh, Bible, for example, there are a lot of people who don't know how to take the Bible, whether some parts are literal, some parts are figurative, some parts are, are analogies, some parts are whatever. And people use the Bible for a variety of reasons. Like you can use the Bible for any situation. Pastors do it today, all day at church, every day to this very day. So that's when the problem comes in. So you have to separate church and state, but it wasn't like that before. And, and Kemet is the prime example where the king, the political figure of the entire country was also the high priest. How about that? How about the high priest was also the chief scientist? How about that? Exactly. Yeah, talks about that. How about that? Exactly. So, so I'm saying, so, so the separation of those two things is foreign 
to a lot of African communities. And that's why I said to you earlier that it's a it's a Western it's a Western type of thing for that to happen. That's not that's yeah. not a predominantly African um African no. practice. Now it is though. God darn it. Now it is. <laughs> now it is. Now it is. Now now it is. And I'm glad I'm glad for that because you know, I get taught of hogwash. I get taught of people. And, and then you would have to understand to the point where, you know what I'm saying, you could only use science, you know what I mean, to build a building. You couldn't hum and hum and hum and hum and hum and build a building. That ain't going to work. So you would have to have understanding completely. And so those people that that, that, that once was in charge of, of, of the known world at that time, they're not around anymore. Right? They're not around anymore. And, and, and we have so much conflict just amongst each others trying to express what the Nile Valley was talking about or what they talking about in Africa. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can see it in the group. We did that, that reincarnation thing. Oh, man. People was all over the place. So you want to add something to that, Chief? Got something to say to that? What you think? Yeah, I'm I think, saying I, keep that keep it separated. I think that's a good uh, a good. Thing to introduce uh chief because chief been bringing the heat on a couple of topics and i always really? give chief uh chief x a shout out when i go live if i see him pop in my in my live stream and everything uh you know he he put some posts that'll uh take a little few people off but it, it'll make people think so you know so chief you know i know you got a rhyme of reason behind what you do so so won't you won't you tell everybody you know what's your what's your what's your what's the method to your madness put it that way Okay. Hey, and before I go into that, I also want to ask you one question, Wujaw. Because um, <laughs> Ankh was saying when he got started that um, the uh, Egyptians didn't even know the Native Americans. Uh, um, so yeah. I asked this question one time to the community because I was curious. Not that I had the answer. That's why I asked the question. My question was, did the Nile Valley civilization, Nile Valley Africans, did they even know it was a Western Hemisphere? So I, I want, <laughs> and no one could answer that. So I wanted to ask you, would y'all, did you ever get an answer to that? Uh, no, and 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 um, there's no record that they recorded such such a thing. Like you know, the Egyptians, the uh, the, the records in the Nile Valley are as a plethora of documentation. There's even maps. People are not even aware that that the Egyptians uh, drew maps. And things. First map makers. Yes, they drew maps. Matter of fact, in uh, Theophile Abinga's uh, African Philosophy, yeah. which is a is a man, when, when when people ask me for a recommendation of a book about about yeah. uh, Egypt or whatever, yeah. I always say Theophile Abinga's African Philosophy because that book is over six hundred pages long, uh, uh, and he does a very very good job of touching a lot of different subjects, giving primary sources, giving the uh, um, the glyphs. Yep. Uh, the transliterations and his commentary so it's, it's a very transparent uh, book i always recommend that but anyway so the west because people had this notion that the west that when the egyptians or the remish called the west the west they think it's america and it's not it has nothing whatsoever to do with america the word is ament or amentet um and it, it's the same word for the right hand side of your body the right hand side and so the right side of the bank of the nile and that desert from the from the fertile area uh, to the, towards the right where the sun sets uh, was the necropolis where people were buried. And so the West to them, when they say uh, Wasir, 
who people know as Osiris, is the foremost of the Westerners. That is a word idiom for the dead. It's not talking about America whatsoever. There's no record um, documentation of them describing America or Americans. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay, so this this topic today and a method to my madness is, um, you know, I'm a sincere truth seeker. So um, a lot of times I like to know instead of believe. Um, I got issues with wild claims and no evidence. Um, so I like to drop some thought-provoking posts. Um, a lot of times it may piss people off or make people mad because then they have to think deeper than they really wanted to. Um, so I'm gonna start off with saying, I'm a physical being. I'm a natural man, okay? I'm a physical being walking the physical earth. I'm on my journey walking the physical earth as a physical man, okay? Outside of that, outside of my five senses, hearing, touching, feeling, smelling, and things like that, I'm clueless about, okay? Outside of my physical being in the five senses, what people sometimes may call the spirit world or the spirit realm, which I know nothing about in all honesty. I haven't died and passed and crossed over and came back to be able to tell people about it. So when people in general talk about spirituality, uh, the spirit realm, it's really their own personal opinion. It's people's own personal philosophy and or they're parroting a tradition that was spoke of in the culture that they're in or the tribe that they're in. They're parroting their tribe or culture's uh, uh, um, spiritual practices. They don't know for sure of a surety, but this is what they heard. So they embrace certain things and take it on and then go to the people and teach it as if it may be a fact or if it may be true or they allude to some, it's, uh, allude to it about something. So I don't know nothing about the spirit world. So I question a lot of things. And I come to find out that when people talk about the ancestors or the spirit world, it's all personal opinion. It's all people's personal philosophy on what they think from listening to others, listening to what different tribes had to say, studying different cultures, and they sit back and compile all that information and come to their own personal conclusion. And that's where we're at, okay? So it's not, in my opinion, science-based. Um, it's mythology, like you guys spoke on earlier. It's people's personal opinion, okay? So a lot of times people will sit back and say, hey, I wanna give thanks and honor to the ancestors, okay? So questions have come up with, well, what ancestors are you talking about? Let's get some um, clarity. Let's be specific, okay? Um, 
just stay out something to think about, for instance, are they talking about only black people, only African people as the ancestors? Are they talking about all of humanity? Are they talking about Asians? Are they talking about whites? Are they thinking those ancestors? I mean, where does the cutoff go? Um, how do we figure it all out? Say for instance, I have a grandmother who's black and white. She's a mixed grandmother and my daddy is white, okay? But I'm pro-black because I follow a line of my uh, uh, mixed uh, uh, um, grandmother and I'm melanated and I have some curly hair. So if I say thanks to ancestors, am I thinking the white side of my family or am I thinking the black side of my family? It gets confusion and it also can get kind of spooky, right? Um, a guy said the other day that um, his, his deceased grandfather visited his son. So I pondered, okay? Because then we get into what we call the paranormal. Um, the uh, uh, um, you get into the physical and the mental. In other words, if an ancestor came back, some spirit came back to, someone claims a spirit came back to see them and they was talking with an ancestor. Some people actually claim that they physically see that person. I don't know about that because I know scientifically how the eyeball works. When my eyeball sees something, like I'm looking at my monitor. This monitor is a physical monitor. In my eyeball, the way it, it, it sees something, it acts as a mirror. And it reflects off that object, that physical object I'm looking at, and registers in the brain as to what it is. So if an ancestor came back and someone claimed that ancestor is not a physical being, so the eyeball cannot see it. What they call that, they call that pair, um, um, I forget the exact word, but like para, uh, um, damn, I can't think of the word. But anyway, I'm, people are claiming to see things that are not there. And the eyeball doesn't work like that scientifically. Mm -hmm. I can't hear an ancestor talk if it's not a physical noise being made. So like when I clap my hands, you guys hear that because two physical forces are coming together making a vibrational sound which registers to your eardrum and you figure out what that sound was and you hear it. So I can't hear my ancestor talk if it's not a physical sound and something coming together and some vibration which is vibrating my eardrum making me hear it. So it's a lot of confusion going on. Um, who am I giving honor and thank to and how far do I go back? Do I just go back a couple generations? Do I go back and thank those like um, um, the white folk that helped Harriet Tubman in the Underground Railroad to get black folk free? Do I, am I giving thanks to European ancestors who helped Africans get free? <laughs> do you understand what I'm saying? Well, John, can you hear me still? 
Yeah, give you loud and clear. Yep. Okay. So it gets confusing. Who am I thanking? And how far does it go back? Okay. Am I giving honor to? One, I made a post the other day, and a guy um, said, they told us those were stars in the sky. But I'm here to tell you those are the ancestors. They are the ancestors technically and scientifically because all beings, all living beings and things are made of stardust. We are made of the same elements of stardust. So technically, scientifically, stars can be the ancestors. A cat, scientifically, can be an ancestor since we're made of the same thing. How far do we go back? Now, do I go back to uh, Tasmanian people who, <laughs> who physically look like they're caught between a Neanderthal and a Homo sapien sapien? You know how, they, how Tasmanian people look in the face? Do I go back? Am I thanking them? How far does this go back? It gets confusion. It can get spooky. Um, um, tribes have different systems of what they feel and teach about the ancestors. Some, some, some answers I had got was, um, like Naya, she said she honors those perceived to be warriors, militant, or strategic in fighting against white supremacy. Okay, so everyone has their own. One person said, you honor those who you can name. One person said, you honor those who you may have a picture of. You put the picture in some rum and some things on your altar and you honor the ancestors in your own special way. I mean, everyone has their own philosophy and personal way of doing things. And in my opinion, when I hear all this, it's not scientific. You dig? So I guess, you know, nowadays in 2018 and going into 2019, we're advancing and we're looking for some specific information. We're looking for specifics. You know what I'm saying? We're trying to learn. Is this pseudo or is this scientific? Um, so, you know, anybody so, got any questions? Is that is yeah, something else? So no, no, that's that's a good that's a good uh spot to pause because you said a mouthful with that. Uh so so um Mm-hmm. Now, well, Uncle, you want to chime in because I, I, I had made a comment on your post about that. Like, I, um, you, you had posted the yeah, I chime in the um, you had posted the meme. It was a meme of, of what it said. It says uh, they tell they told you those were stars, but I'm telling you those are the an those are ancestors. And so, what I said on that particular post was that both things. Are you gonna ask me to chime in then start talking? <laughs> The hell's going on? <laughs> oh, oh! I didn't hear you. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. You, you go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I, I'll come in. I'll come in next. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm not gonna come in here and blow smoke up nobody's. Y'all know what? I'm not gonna do that. Go ahead. You want to say something, Chief? Real quick. This is what I wanted to say. Um, um, because sometimes we talk about um, being conscious. Okay. <laughs> and a guy had asked a question: How do you interact? with that ancestor. Is that ancestor conscious? Okay, consciousness. So for instance, hold up, but without chief, a but brain, chief. nobody's conscious in my opinion. But hold up, Chief, though, before you, that's, let's, let's, let's pause. Yeah, that's, yeah, we let's, argue, let's We pause. argued that last night for a good hour. Yeah, let's, let's pause that for a second, because you about okay. to, you oh, about that. to. Let's open up another can of worms. Yeah, you about to open up a whole nother uh, <laughs> cabinet. Don't let them get me, Chief, that's all I'm gonna tell you, bro. You, 
Yeah, you about to open up another this. cabinet, but go ahead, huh? Let me say this. So I'm not gonna blow smoke up nobody. Uh venerating the ancestors uh never had to be scientific and should not uh be put under scientific scrutiny. It wasn't even designed for that, right? Because regardless of what anybody say, you know, my mother it, uh, that gave birth to me and my father, uh, I got them on my altar. And for me, let me tell you what it is for me, it, it, it's the remembrance of them. When my children walk by, they see them. Uh, it's, honoring, it's honoring the life that they lived and it's really honoring the life that they gave me. Uh, the most important thing that they gave to me was life. Without them, I would not be here. Uh, I have deified my mother and my father. And so I honor them. I keep their name live in the cosmos. My grandchildren will also do the same. And I don't think this is a scientific process. And no, my mother never came back and talked to me. My father did. But the lessons and the words that they hearkened, right, stay with me whenever I'm in those situations. So like I always said, there ain't no way for you to go. Ain't no way for you to go. Ain't no way to go. You know what I'm saying? It is what it is. So, you know, me and Wuja talked about the genes and all that. But but I, I never thought that venerating the ancestors uh, had to be scientific. When people try to do that, then it becomes. <laughs> but it's but but, but it's, it's ancient. It's one. It's part of one of man's oldest understandings to venerate that. That's the first matter of fact. That's the first thing we did was honor the people before us. That's one of the oldest rituals known to mankind. All right. So I, I never thought it to be needed to be uh, scientific at all. It's okay. a belief. Go ahead, go ahead, Wuja. I know you're going to bring some, some super clarity to it. <laughs> no, I was just going to say that basically, Chief X, what you, were just, what you were expressing is that ancestral veneration is a very subjective uh, act that people do. So, so different people have different ways of performing this thing that we call ancestral veneration. And... Different people have different definitions of what an ancestor is. So, for example, some people use the word ancestor as a synonym for a dead person, whether whether they related to you or not. They, they, they will just use the word ancestor as just somebody who has passed, who has passed away. Then there are people who use ancestor strictly for a relative, like I would say a living ancestor. That means somebody who's still alive, but older than me, but is related to me. And so so different people have different definitions and different ways that they perform what's called ancestral veneration. And so because it's so subjective, then Uncle, what you're saying is that it doesn't have to be scientific. And when people try to make it scientific, that's when it becomes kind of pseudo. But now we can we can give some objective aspects to it, to to it, just like we could do any uh, anything else. So. So that's why I chimed in on the post because the post provokes a, a good, uh, a good uh, line of thinking because where does the demarcation line come into play? Like, for example, I tell my daughters that like before they eat their food, like, you know, you know, how people eat food and then they say grace. Most people say grace in different ways. But I, I put forth the question on the table. I said, now imagine all of the people, human beings, that went through trial and error to figure out what foods are edible and what's not edible, what poisons you, what kills you, and what heals you, and what helps you. There had, there had to have been at some point in historical humanity, in way back in time, where people had to experiment 
and observe. They had to observe animals eating certain things. Um, and that and that's not always um, a clear indication either, because some foods an animal could eat that humans cannot eat. But mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. at some point, there had to be some experimental things going on and people lost their lives trying to figure out what to eat and what not to eat when food became um, scarce or plentiful, whatever the case is. So there was a bit of sacrificing going on. So I put the question on the table, uh, you know, when people think. Uh, something for the food that they're about to eat at a dinner table you need to keep in mind those human humans that's that was part of those experimental uh measures in order to figure out what's edible and what's not which is why we eat what we eat to this very day so so that's that's to add some some just objectivity to it regardless of your belief or how you venerate your your ancestors or set up your altars or whatever the case is so there's an aspect that we could talk about it in an objective sense and then there's a lot of subjectivity where people can give their personal uh, opinions and and what they do and so on and so forth and that's what i saw on the post a lot of people were were giving their renditions of it and not really bringing it towards it it being uh, objective so so chief x i had tagged you in a post that i did a, a while back about the elemental chart i said i said when people are in the business of thanking ancestors do they also have in mind the uh the periodic elements the chart from hydrogen all the way to einsteinium and all all that i'm saying do people actually think about that and and i put that out there for the very reasons similar reasons to why you posted your post where do you draw the line Hmm. where do you draw the line and so the common ancestor to all humans beings happens to be a fish and so if you're going to venerate people prior to you that's unrelated to you directly, then why not venerate that fish as well? Why, why isn't that fish on your altar? And so and so then it becomes a personal thing. It's, it's your choice. So people choose to venerate those that you know. And so and this is the last thing I'm going to say. So, Unc, in our conversation, I brought up DNA. Reason why I brought up DNA is because even in today's practice of ancestral veneration, where people are are having pictures or keeping people's names uh, in mind to to do their veneration to this very day, a lot of people are venerating people who are not physically connected to them. They don't have the genes of that ancestor within them at all, but because they're in their uh, in you know because they're known to be in in somebody's lineage, they will they will venerate them. So. So a scientific way of looking at that would be, okay, your, your mother and father, you know that they're related to you. But the further back you go, just because they're in your, your, your uh, somebody's line does not mean that, that you have their genes within you at all. And so people, people, some people are venerating people who are not even um, related to them, genetically related to them. And so that's why I brought up uh, the DNA. And I'm not saying nothing's wrong with that, but I'm saying I don't think people realize that that's that that can actually take place, and that's what's happening. Let me put some literature on on, on the situation real fast to kind of understand what ancestors are. So, if you look through the prism of ancestors, through the eyes of Hindu culture, through the eyes of uh, uh, Chinese culture, Japanese culture, you're going to get different understandings, right? You're going to get cultural understanding. Uh, look at it through the eyes of a European, 
European culture, you're going to get different uh, understanding. You know, they venerate their ancestors on the back of a damn dollar on, on their money. You feel me? So let's see from an African context what is meant by ancestor. Let's look to the works of uh, Brother Sahotep. Uh, this helped me get great understanding on what it was. Uh, he has the ability to demystify things. Between him and Wuja, they do a great job of demystifying things. Um, so let's say this. Uh, the title of the article, y'all can get this online, is The African Origin of the Word God. Type in The African Origin of the Word God. Let's come to the summary. And watch this. It say, in summary, the word God deals with uh, two primary conceptualization, distance and water. All right. Now, he's taking it to the African context. We know they didn't use the word God. Right. But the meaning goes back to this. And when the Africans was talking about it, they was talking about distance and water. It says the RDL root has a primary meaning of sky. So they were talking about the sky, heavens, rain, top, upper, height, and age. If we come to the, now this is my adding in. If you come to the Bible, you come to Strong's number 410, it's the word L, right? And so you'll see in the Bible, you see the most high. So whenever people say most high, they're really giving you a, a quote unquote uh, um, Hebrew expression, the most high, Ilion, Ilion, L, the most high, the highest L, right? And so you can kind of see where they took this from. Right now, watch this. So he says, uh, "Hold on." So they was talking about upper rain, because you know the rain comes from the sky. The top, the upper height and age, right? The oldest. Okay. It say these forms. Now watch this. Give way to secondary meanings of ownership, lordship, chiefs, kings, elders, and ancestors. This is why I'm bringing this paper up. Because it's, it's giving you a look on what the Africans thought about the ancestors. It's a those in relatively high social positions. Okay, so damn, how can the ancestors, you know, take a position, you know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? Uh, 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 of high, they gone, right? Well, let's, let's finish explaining this. It says, God is a title, in case all y'all didn't know that, of rank. So anybody who's ranked high, Right, you can be, be bestowed the title God. All right, it says, and is why the kings of Africa are divine kings. Kings are believed to be the intermediaries between the ancestors and the community at large. It says they are also the incarnation of an earlier king or founding fathers. It says, for which. He shares the royal bloodline. These We're talking about African beliefs now, right? Now, it says, so the Christians' notion that African kings are gods as a superhuman being is false. So they do that and try to create jokes. That's why I like to bring understanding, you know what I'm saying, to these different words. They say, they say human beings are false. Superhuman beings is false and is based on and ignorance of African language and customs. See, so when in this group, and we're going back and forth, a lot of people aren't privy to this information, and they're actually ignorant to African customs and traditions. That's why we had such a battle over the word 
reincarnation because most people were ignorant, right, to that word, right, or the understanding that you would find in African culture, and they was jumbling it together and mixing it up. Let me finish this. It's a a king is a god, a mukulu, because he is the highest ranked person in a society. So ancestor or elder. I'm gonna say this again. Africans have many gods, right? Because a god is an ancestor or an elder. They say every community has thousands of gods who live before those currently living, living now. Because they live before us in the community, right? And it is their discoveries that allow the community to thrive currently. They are ranked higher. That's why we talk about Mount Malcolm X. That's why we talk about Martin Luther King. You know what I'm saying? Because their work that they put in the community, without the work that they put in the community, we would not be pushed forward, whether you like it or not. Those two brothers help push the community forward, and then we get to a whole host of sisters, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Francis Crest Welsing. We can just go down the list, right? They are high rank. It's a giving high accolades, so we give them high accolades, right? It's a than those in the community living now, see? In wisdom and age, so Malcolm and Martin, you know what I'm saying, are older than us, right? They've been here longer. Wisdom, age, watch this. Since all living human beings trace their lineage all the way back to God, God in our pre is our primary ancestor. It say elders in the community are also gods. Kulu, their age and wisdom provides them with the special status in African societies. It say they have a, a they have a proven track record of service. So you gotta have a proven track record and service. You be considered an ancestor. See, anybody can be an ancestor. Right, and have made major contributions, right, to the explanation to the expansion and sustaining of the community. See what I'm saying? So everybody can't be a damn ancestor. Y'all didn't know that, did y'all? Watch this. It says for for this, they are given high status and title. It says, without understanding why God is God, right, one will never get to the understanding. The ancient Africans were conveying by the uses of this term. There you go. So hey, I, you said you said everybody can't be an ancestor. No, hell no. And it made me it made me think about something. Um, like in life, there's kind of like duality to everything. If there's up, there's down. If there's right, there's left. If there's a girl, there's a boy. So if we honor ancestors, are we also and you said there's no, everybody's not an answer. So are we to dishonor some ancestors also? <laughs> you know I'm saying? You really got to. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. I like everybody. I mean, come on, let's be for everybody didn't bring something to the community, bro. But see, this is the thing. You feel me? Now my mother and father brought something to me. Well, see, that, that's, that's where subjectivity comes in on steroids. Because, <laughs> because, um, like I said, some people use the word. See, when we when we tackle a subject, right, the word, the very word ancestor, you have to look at the word ancestors. Obviously, these uh, the word ancestor, the literal word ancestor was not used 
by these African communities that w that we're discussing right now that you that you just talked about. Uh, um, so so the people that coined the word ancestor, we have to go to their original intended uh, meaning. You get to, you have to get the denoted uh, meaning first and work your way out there and then try to match. Like, for example, I'm gonna give an example why that's very, very important to any conversation, because I asked. I asked a question on my timeline. I said, what is spirit made of exactly? And man, I got a whole lot of answers, but that's for another show. But I'm going to use this as an example. Some, some people said that spirit is X, Y, and Z. Like a lot of people had different answers. And then a lot of people, uh, some of the answers were tying spirit into ancient Kemet. And they were saying spirit is Ka or the Ba, which a lot of people are familiar with those two words being uh, Egyptian words. Now, if you go to the word itself, spirit, it's it was coined from Latin in the Latin language spiritus. And it meant breath. So so in order to match that intended original meaning over in Kemet, you have to find a word that meant breath or wind, which is the word chow. It's not the word ka and it's not the word ba. So somewhere along the lines along the line something got crossed up and so in order for us to untangle the web we have to trace it out so it's always important to to go to the to the um, source or root of a word and then work your way back obviously the etymology of a word does not dictate its current use and meaning so we should be aware of that and be careful of that but it's good to trace out its history so you can see how it changed if indeed it changed. So the word ancestor simply means something that proceeds, that goes before before something else. That's all mm -hmm. it means. Mm -hmm. So oh, really? so when we say that not everybody's an ancestor, well, guess what? According to the word itself, everything prior would be an ancestor. That's why I brought up the fish, because the common ancestor to all humans on the planet Earth living today, it like, for example, we talked about this uh, today, Unc, uh, mitochondrial Eve. Mitochondrial mm -hmm. Eve is the maternal ancestor, female ancestor to all living human beings on the planet right now. Is that so? So she would be the ultimate ancestor of all of humanity living to this very day. She'd be the God. So, so absolutely. Let me shout out uh, Chief Holiday. And you say, why in the hell are you shouting out Chief Holiday? I mean, because we've been on some platforms and, you know, he's been, you know, he's been kind of respectful. I got to give him that. So I'm always shout out a person, you know, when they just, you know, treat me, you know, respectfully. And I think that attitude that he has of being respectful, uh, it, it'll help him get over his pseudo-isms. All right. And so respect is one of the first ways that you can actually move forward and get out the pseudo-isms. So we was on this show real quick. Uh, it was about 10, 10, they call them elbows, right? Or nay, whatever y'all call them, whatever y'all name is. I don't know what it is. About 10 of them, and we was on um, the Flat Earth Guy show. Um, uh, what's his name? Uh, call him, what I, what's his name, Chief? Um, Sanchez? Yeah, 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 yeah. Sanchitos, because he always cheating, right? <laughs> and, um, and, and I was getting in discourse, and one of the Aboriginal brothers, uh, I said molecule clock, and he said, no, it's molecular clock. And I say, no, I say molecule clock. And I said, that's the way I'm saying it. But 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 since we're in science, right, 
terms are very, very important in science, and we want to get them right. So I just want to let everybody know that brother was right. It, it, it is actually molecular, molecular clock, right? That's the proper name for it, not molecule clock. See, and what we do, we can always be honest. We can say, we can go back and say, yeah, I said that wrong. I was wrong. It's really molecular clock, molecular clock, not molecule clock. See, I can do that. Now, they can never go back and say, hey, um, you know what? DNA is real. See, because if they admit that DNA is real, their whole goddamn thing unraveled at that point. So, you know, around here, when we're dealing with science, we need to be correct. When we're wrong, we need to come back, no matter what, and tell the brothers y'all was right on that subject. So, you know what I'm saying? I'm just letting y'all know that um, it's a few brothers in the Aboriginal community that I would actually like to have a conversation with, you know, simply because, yo, they seem to want to have uh, the propensity to kind of study evolution a little bit. They kind of start with, it, 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 you know, it's like diving in their head a little bit. And I think Chief X was arguing with another brother over, web, not Chief X, uh, Chief Holiday was arguing about with one of his other brothers about evolution and the guy was saying, no, 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 you're saying, yeah. So, you know what I mean? They, they gonna work that out, I'm sure of it. So, you know, you know, just shout out to Chief, Chief Broken Feather Holiday. Shout out to you, brother, just for being respectful and one day you'll get it. Okay, so also, let, let me, I wanna just add, cause um, I can mention something uh, regarding spirit. Uh, somebody said spirit, um, <clears throat> meaning breath. I, I like to sometimes always say, um, to me, spirit, means personality. Um, I think spirituality is an individual thing, not a corporate thing. Everybody has their own individual spirituality. Everybody has their own individual spirit. So when I say spirit means personality, like if I see a cheerleader, cheerleading, I say she, has a, she is a spirited cheerleader. I'm describing something about her behavior. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Um, this guy has spirit. He has spunk. I like the spirit in him. I like his personality. I like his ways. I like his aura. So some, I always like to add that um, spirit also means personality when you break down the word and kind of do the research on it. Um, um, that's what I get from it also. Everybody has their own individual spirituality. Everybody has their own spirit. And is it your spirituality is your personality, how you are. Now, Chief. Uh, your name. You know what you just said? Like your name is your person. But go ahead. Go ahead, Wuja. Uh, I just want to say that what you're describing, there's nothing wrong with what you said. But that is what more so what the Ka in the Nile Valley would be. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so, so, but now this is the difference. Spirit meant when or breath right Rock. and Rock. and so and so the word spiritus started to replace the word enemy which was the word for soul and so spirit and soul became so intertwined that they're used that they're used interchangeably now today but the word enemy is the word for animation to move and so the way you just used it you, you said the, the cheerleader is very spirited like you like the way that she moves or whatever, or the vibe or something that they give off. And you're, you're describing it as their personality. And so this is where it crosses over into how Africans demarcate what we call spirit. And they have different portions of spirit. Like in Africa, 
what we call spirit today is not this monolithic or homogeneous one entity. It's broken down as a composite of things. There's elements to it. So in Kemet, you'll see different uh, words used that are all translated as spirit. That one word is spirit, but they're different words in, in the Egyptian language. You have uh, Kaibet, you have Ak, you have the Sahu, the um, Ka, and the Ba. Some people translate it by as soul, but spirit and soul are interchangeable, like I said. And so you have these different words. And so if we, all, if we translate all these words as the one single word spirit, then we're going to lose it. We're going to lose the, the variations that's there, the, the differences and the nuance. And so what you just described is two different forms of spirit. But and you, I mean, you know, you may not know, know that, know that there's two different forms. But in Africa, they had they had a more fine tuned barometer to indicate these things to where they can tell the difference. So you have the personality, which is really a sustained configuration of energy and your spirit, your 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 personality can change through your lifetime. And each personality is given a ren or an ID or a name. And so we still do this today, this very day where when you're young, you may do something. You may do something so outspoken or so or so revealing that you you will pick up a nickname by your by your household or your friends they'll give you a nickname and then as you get older you may receive a new nickname because you have changed your personality your sustained configuration of energy that you express to the rest of the world that's what receives a name and so when you talk about that that's a slightly different than what a spirit is to the to the latin speaking folks that that looked at it as wind or breath so that so this is why it's important for us to to really get detailed and know these differences and that's how it gets lost in the sauce that's how things get get confusing because people we just use the the very shallow ways of using these words and these concepts and we get real real lost because we try to overlay and retrofit them on african cultures or indigenous cultures and we'll be wrong as two left feet <laughs> well, yeah. I, I mean, an elder told me one time he said be careful about nicknames nicknames will fuck you up right so for instance you know, you gang man, your name is Little Assassin. Guess what you're gonna do? You're gonna try to live up to your name and you're gonna be killing and assassinating folks. So folks, the elder always told me, be careful of your nickname because people try to live up to their name. So if you have some kind of negative nickname, you're gonna have a negative experience going through life trying to live up to your nickname. And that's a, that's a, no, that's a very good. That's a good piece of wisdom. It, it works in reverse, too. You got people who try to live up to their name, but then you got people who get named for their previous actions. And then when their actions change, their name changes. So so, you know, you have you have that going on, too. And see, in Africa, they they had a way of dealing with all that stuff because you, you receive multiple names. Have you noticed that a lot of African communities, they got like one person can have like 10 names and and. And, you know, you get them to write their name down. You're like, wow, that's all your name? Because names become whole sentences, which turn into whole paragraphs, you know, in terms of how you would translate it and whatnot. Uh, not every African uh, culture, uh, but there are quite a few that have long names. I know, I know people in Kenya, um, even in West Africa, especially in Kemet, you know, the king had five names. Long, they call it a titulary five of them somebody also says something about um karma um and that's um 
karma actually is a Hindu concept also. Yes. We, may, we, we keep it simple in American and, and misrepresent another culture's uh-huh. word. But karma is a Sanskrit word, right? So yeah, it's, it it's deeper than, hey, cause and effect. I, I push this bottle and it falls to the ground. In, in, in Hindu faith, it's deeper than that. It's talking about um, your karma and what you do today may affect your life today, but more in, ge- in general, it will affect future existences and future lives. Like what I do today may come back on a future life of mine a thousand years from now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that- I think it's a deity too, though. Karma. I think it's a, a female deity. Well, now I was just going to say, that's a good point, though, uh, Chief X. And that's that's the importance of us not to just talk about other people's culture in a very shallow way. Like, you can't microwave this stuff. You can't, like, we can't talk about karma and then mischaracterize it by being shallow with it and oversimplifying it and then just tossing it around like a rag doll. We have to respect the culture in which it, it is plugged into a system. And so... Same thing with yoga, the same thing with karma, same thing with tantra. Like even in China, in China you have uh, Qigong, you have uh, Bazi, their astrology system, you have their spatial system called Feng Shui. You got all these different things that needs to be, uh, if, if we're going to talk about them, we better talk about them in the context of the system that it exists in and not to oversimplify these things and just try to bring them over and make everything African or whatever the case is. So we have to be real careful about that. And I see people do it with a lot of things, karma uh, included. You know, it's not like you said; it's not as simple as cause and effect. But although that's a that's a, a underlying principle of it, but but like you said, it's it's for future life existences when they uh, come back until they reach nirvana and all this other kind of stuff. So until we talk about, we you know we got to bring the whole baggage. We can't just take a cherry pick uh, a piece of it. It doesn't work that way, and we always mess up when we do that. Always. Huh. So I don't know how much time we had, right? But I um I heard some people in the time in the chat room. Why why can't they come in? Um I'm open for that. I definitely want the show to go two hours. How long have we been going? Uh hour and ten minutes. We are pretty good. We got we we want we don't want to be too hours. On All right, so we can uh kinda like uh we can uh post that uh link in and let y'all get it in. We're gonna what's have the what's the time frame? We got another 45 minutes. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, we can let the people, we can put the link in there, come in there, y'all can talk about what y'all want to talk about. I think we kind of uh, got a lot of that out. Also, real quick, um, you can go to, I want y'all to read, uh, you need to get this Get this book, Chief, get their five bangers work. Um, he talks about now Valley Kings uh, being stars. Okay. Um think that would help you out on that and it was part of mythology so don't nobody else tell you nothing different try to fake you out but they'll file banger goes to actual text and talks about what they was actually talking about what they meant when they was considering themselves stars you know stars are forever at least human beings would think that uh and so they wanted to be forever and so they consider themselves stars you can get into that and read that but uh yeah did a whole section on that Hey, we'll draw on Ankh. One main question that I'd like to maybe hear both of you guys elaborate. Well, hold on. Well, wait, 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 Chief, real quick. On page 239, it's a human destiny, uh, destiny 
stars in the afterlife. And that kind of uh, answers your question when you were talking about stars, though. But go ahead and put put that uh, thing in the chat room, um, Wuja. Yeah, I will, I'm, I'm going to do that. All right, go ahead, Chief. Yeah, and, and this question, I, I think this is like, would be like the major question regarding this entire topic. Mm -hmm. uh, and maybe we can get uh, participation if somebody else want to come on or, and questions. Because um, a guy had asked it last night. His question was, how do deceased interact with the living? Okay. Are the deceased helping the living? Are the deceased harming the living? What is, how are the deceased interacting with the living? Now, we don't have to just answer that now, but I just wanted to throw that out there because uh, that's something I'd like to hear people elaborate on. Okay, that's, that's a- now, Just to add to that though, Wajaro, if the deceased are helping the, the, the living, that would mean it would require some kind of consciousness from the deceased. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Uh oh, see, but you, you, boy, you trying hard to get that conscious conversation going on. Boy. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me just make one statement about it. If I got busted over the head with a bat and I started bleeding internally from my brain, I can have brain damage. I may not remember my mama's name. My brother may walk in the door and my night, I might not recognize him or be able to tell him. That means I'm not conscious of my mama and my brother, right? So if an ancestor's brain dead, their brain is gone, it's no longer there, then an ancestor can't be conscious because they're brain dead. So how can they help the living? Okay, so that so all right, let's pause right there for a second because <laughs> put the link in that oh Wuja? Yeah, uh, I'm about to do it. <laughs> yeah, man, just come on, man. Go for it. Yeah, the link is too long for the let me explain it to you, Unc. On YouTube, they only allow you a certain amount of characters. So when I post try to keep posting the link, I gotta manually type it in because it's too long for the uh link. So I'm I'm I got it covered. I'm about to put it up there. So but Chief X, um that's an interesting that's an interesting point that you um that you just made because and we did a show on this pr previous show uh, i think i was on there with asara motep and i believe brother sanjetti and uh we talked about and this is what prompted me to ask what is spirit made of exactly because in order for some something to physically interact with the physical world it itself has to have some kind of medium to also interact with the physical with the physical world you know what i'm saying so it has to be it has to be uh physical so that's why i said what are, what are what are what are spirit uh made of and like you know you look on my post i didn't even chime in back in on it i just want to give everybody a chance to chime in and, and you get all kinds of answers but let me post this link up so that people could get in here but that's a very interesting um uh question and it gets into the consciousness uh, aspect but you have to define consciousness though uh chief you got you have to define consciousness does it does it simply mean aware because how you just used it is aware because you could be unaware of something which means you're not conscious of something yeah so just like the question how do the deceased interact with the living um if i'm calling on the ancestors for help or for an answer for something um for them to deliver that answer 
I guess they would have to be aware of what's going on in my physical world as they're in the spirit world. You get what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. it, what in the physical world, I got a brain to be conscious. But in the spirit world, do they have a brain that allows them to be conscious? What is it made of? You know what I mean? So how does the deceased interact with the living? It's like a a, a, a deep question. I guess we could have, we would have probably about a hundred different personal philosophy answers. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a it's a question for philosophy. Right. It's a philosophical question. Well, it so doesn't have to be. It, you can ask for it scientifically because, first of all, does the dead? What part of the dead? Like. You know, with that question comes a lot of baggage. That's why I said, Chief, when you ask that question, you open up a whole big can. Another three hours, the whole bunch of yada, 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 yada. But this is the thing, because you have to, you have to you define. You can ask a scientific question. What'd you say, Wu I said, yeah, you, you, you can, you can address it scientifically. You, you can, you have to, you can address it scientifically. Wow. How are you going to address that scientifically? Okay. What does addressing anything scientifically mean? What, what's, what's, the, what's the difference between addressing something philosophically or scientifically? Explain that difference. What's the difference? Oh, you take it to the method, the scientific method. You, you, you have a hypothesis. So the hypothesis is, can dead people come back and interact with human beings? Okay, but even before that, you have to describe what it is that would be coming back. Like, like what is the person? You have to, without a conversation about personhood, like what makes you you because like for example if i if i if you look at yourself in the mirror and ask yourself where are you like are you your fingernail and so when you clip your fingernails it are are you gone no when you get your hair cut at the barbershop are you gone no you know what i'm saying if you if you get your foot amputated are you gone no so the so the part of the conversation has to first define what is the i-ness what is the you in you and stuff and 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 so what would actually be coming back because everybody knows that the that the body that we see decays no you understand that the body decays the part that could talk to you no you're talking you're having a conversation with the person so you would need a larynx Wait, so, right, you have to have a voice box, you have to have a larynx, you have to have a windpipe, and everything, okay? Right, So have a conversation with a person coming back. Okay, and so so we understand that all of that decays. All of that decays in the the grave. We understand that, right? Yeah. Okay, so so nobody's going to be using a voice box to talk when the voice box decays facts okay so why can't so back to what i'm saying if you approach it scientifically you can it does everything have to be philosophical and what does that what does that mean anyway i don't know the meaning of it what does that mean hey man look go ahead hey please brothers can y'all hear me hello yeah who is this all right hold up let me um yeah go ahead yeah, yeah, this is uh, outside the cube. Um, I just been uh, watching guys for a little minute, and um, from what I see, and I just want to uh, make sure that I'm clear, and you know, I understand, uh, brother Wu Jiao and brother Prefects, you guys do believe in a God concept, is that correct? 
Uh, uh, go ahead, I, go ahead, Chief. Um, I don't, you know, in, in religion to me, I call what, that what people believe in a central ent entity, male creator God. Um, I, I don't believe in a creator God. I'm a pantheist. Um, um, so I just believe in creation. Um, I don't believe in a creator. I'm, 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 I believe in evolution. If that's what you're trying well, to do. Well, well, not necessarily because, you know, just a, a rudimentary uh, definition of the word religion is the belief in and worship of a superhuman control and power, especially a personal God or gods. So, you know, you may not call yourself, you know, religious or anything like that, but you do believe in a God. You, you may not, you know, want to say creator God, but you do believe in a superhuman power that's controlling everything. Would that be fair to say? Well, do, you, do, do you believe in... In evolution, let me ask you that first. Well, no, I don't believe in evolution. I think it's a fact. Okay, okay. I agree. I agree it's a fact. So, Ved, hold on. So, if Chief is a pantheist, then he's a soft atheist, meaning he don't think that something outside of nature created everything. Okay, good. So, so basically, I guess what we can sum it up to say is that he believes that that superhuman power is actually nature. And that's fine. That's that's cool. And I don't have a problem. Yeah, he don't, yeah, he don't believe in a, a superhuman power. He, he don't think it's something outside of nature that made everything. He don't think that. He believes in a, oh. a, 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 you know what I'm saying? Like, like I just read it about how the different gods or, or nature religion, uh, you, you know, how he really was trying to describe forces of nature. Okay, well, all right. But, you know, when you use the word theist, in, in, in that form, you, you're also saying that you have a belief in a supreme being, but I don't want to get caught up in the minutia. If he wants to say that, you know, God is nature, then I'm fine with that. Though, you do understand it, though, right? There is no one way to be it, it, seriously. You know that, right? Yeah, like, because, yeah, 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 because so many people have so many definitions of God, and it's best when you when you build with somebody to understand their definition of God so you can move forward. So I, I do get it. Yeah, I wasn't trying to atheist just to be a non-believer. Chief is a damn non-believer at the end of the day. He don't believe that shit. Basically. <laughs> yeah, he's a non-believer. But as an African would do, you know what I'm saying? You, you, you know, the Africans are very complicated. I mean, God dang, complicated. Like, you can't even, it's hard. They say they animus. They say they pantheists. They say they monotheists. They say they this. They say they that. You shake it in the bag. Put it in the bag. But you feel but me? Everything, like, I, I, I feel you, but everything outside, but, but see, when you attach that moniker of theism and everything outside of theism goes against that. So that's, but he, he cleared that up. You know, y'all cleared that up, so that's cool. And uh, I just wanted to ask Brother Wu Jiao the same thing. Like, do you believe in this a God concept or do you fall in line of what we were just outlining just now? Um, that's a, that's a tough question. You had to unpack it, but to make it simple and no, no, listen, no, listen to, to make it simple for the sake of time and everything like that. Um, God is existence itself. I'll, yeah. I'll stand on that. That's, that's, that's you know, about that. unpacking something. That's, <laughs> that's, that's deep. the whole knapsack. Yeah. That's the whole knapsack right there. Exactly. Yeah. So, so God, so God, God, God is existence itself. And when you say, when you say supernatural or, or a supreme being, when you, when you say that to me, 
supreme being and being is is the same as saying macro and micro there there is a a eternal relationship between a macro and micro and so god is existence itself the supreme being is the macro and the being would be the micro and it's always a relationship all the time every time continuously and forever it's a it's an infinite and eternal relationship between the macro and micro but like I said, it would take a long time to unpack and have a conversation about yeah. that. But God yeah, is yeah. existence itself. Yeah, ain't call him an atheist for that though. <laughs> yeah, like I, I would, I would like, to, I would like to build with you. No, I, I, I would, could, I would like I, to build. I could yeah, be. I would a, like to build with a, you. Um, you know, one day on on that topic right there because you know I'm an atheist, and you know I've been an atheist for about two months now. You know, I used to be a Hebrew Israelite, so. Now looking at things. That transition, son. <laughs> what you say? Out. How the hell you make that transition? You dove about that, dude. Nah, but 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 you but you know what it was. To be honest with you, though, it was things that were right there in front of my face the whole time. And once you start, you know, looking at different scholars, and you know, a lot of times, especially in the black community, when you're looking at scholars who are of the European persuasion, people laugh at you and you know want to make jokes. I want to ridicule you for looking at white scholars, but it, you know, I believe in evolution, so I understand the evolution of man has to continue to move forward. And part of us moving forward is to get out of atheism, is to get out of uh, theism. And it just so happens that from what we know, that the Europeans did it first. Not saying that they're better than well, us or anything first, like bro. that. They were first. Got out of got out of theism first. All right, let's stop right there. See, that's why it becomes very interesting. Because um, mm -hmm. obviously, theism is a Greek word. So, so, so these systems that we can speak of existed way before theism. Think about that. Okay. Theos, right? So, you know, I'm not an atheist. I'm a real black atheist. <laughs> Total difference. Yeah. You know, also, I always say, Hold on, Chief. Don't cut me off. Don't cut my wisdom. Hold on. So, so what I'm trying to show you is, is that um, there are ideas and concepts that are in Africa that other communities won't understand. But if you put it under the scrutiny and lenses of science, it becomes it, it starts to make sense. Uh, so, you know, just to dive out the frying pan and then miss all the wealth and knowledge and wisdom in Africa because you think they had a particular God is crazy. You know what I'm saying? So, so when Wuja said existence itself, what, it, what was he really saying? He was saying everything is everything. That there is nothing outside of everything. But that's the same thing they say in modern science. Based off the study of evolution, hold on. Based off of the study of evolution, the study of evolution seeks to explain why life on earth is so diversified and why everything is connected. You, you feel me? But that ain't nothing well, but saying everything is everything. So they wasn't see, saying I, nothing different. You, 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 you feel me? They wasn't saying nothing different. Only do that. Nah, I, I don't, you don't understand, think that they were saying something different. And monotheism don't even come close to the understanding that them brothers had. Well, uh, you can look at the building, the monuments. You can live at this. Look at their culture itself. Like they did shit that they can't even do today, based off of, a, I mean, mathematics, based off of science, medicine. The whole platform is laid right there in that valley. 
science, everything that we talked about, evolution, Darwin ain't the father of evolution. He's the father of selection, they say. But you got to go to the Nile Valley where they deified evolution. Think about that. They deified that. That's but, see, but, see, this, but, but see, this is this is where I would agree when you try to say like everything is everything and you know if the, if the universe is just this, well, we don't have another universe to compare this universe to. That's number one. No, you there's a theory saying? though. I'm not trying to cut you. There is a theory of multiverse. Look it up. What well, see what well, see hold on. I would I would tell you just off of like you know how the Christians have faith and beliefs. I would think that there would ha there has to be something that rivals what we have, but we haven't found it yet. Because I, I, you have to be, and I don't want to sound demeaning to anybody who believes in a god or or whatever. I think you have to be a little bit small-minded to think that this only happened here. So when when we look at the universe and we look up at the stars and we see that every twenty hours a star is exploding, but we only see the star exploding because the, the light is just reaching us. Who's to say that there wasn't life on that planet next to that yeah, sun that exploded? Yeah, you're right, but that's monotheism do that. They're arrogant. They're the most arrogant people on Earth. Exactly. Yeah, but, yeah they fought wars but, but, over their arrogancy. So you won't find that in the Nile Valley. They didn't fight a religious war, but go ahead. But, but, what, but what I'm saying is I, I disagree with that because I don't, I don't see how the God concept can come into place if everything is everything. Because if everything is everything, that means everything happened the way it was supposed to happen, and there was no influence behind it. Now, if you want to call this influence, which is gravity, or, no, or if you want to, if, if you want to call, if you want to call that God, then I'm okay with that, as no, long as you're not talking about. No, I'm not. No, I'm not talking. No, I'm saying existence. How the hell can you get outside existence? You are existing. You think about that. How do you say that? You're here talking. You are existing. <laughs> by chance, though. But but it's all but it's all oh, by yeah, chance. Yeah, I'm not, no, I'm, no, because no, because no. because if if, if we were if, if we were a hundred thousand feet closer to the sun, there's a chance we wouldn't be existing in the same capacity that we are yeah, existing not, now. No, no, I'm not putting it. No, I'm not qualifying it by chance or not. I'm no, I'm not saying that we had a divine. I, I know the reason for humans of being here. That is so we can reproduce. That's it. Well, and, and, and raise the kids to the age of reproduction. That's it. So I you agree. don't get me. I'm with you. That's it. And people can't handle yeah. it. They cannot handle yeah. that. All kind of stuff. And, 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 and I agree with that. But I wanted to ask you specifically. That's why I asked the other brothers first. You know, not to make it seem like I was. Hello. Oh, come on with so that, what? man. Come on, man. So what? That's a crazy person coming in with the dumbest shit. <laughs> Hey. Well, that's 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 why I asked. Go ahead. It was like, Chief, if you got something to say, go ahead. But I want to say something. Also, after you even though I consider myself a pantheist and I uh, embrace nature, because, uh, you know, nature will provide for us, okay? But nature will also fuck you up and beat your ass. Right, 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 right. I agree. Flood and kill every goddamn thing. A tsunami to come up on the beach and flood the whole town, right? You know, we wasn't always here, you know. And sometimes I, I sometimes I say nature would be better off without humans here. <laughs> Shit would thrive. You mean the world? You mean the earth would be better without humans is what you mean. 
yeah. in, in our in our current in our current form in our current capacity, the, actually the world would be better yeah. without humans. Let me just but, clarify. But, but hold on, the reason the reason I say that is, you know, every you know million and a half years, like uh, the the world has has had three ice ages already. So the world is constantly being destroyed. But in its current form right now, what we're doing to our our, our Earth, it would be better right now without humans. Uh, I, I would agree with that. Yeah, I don't think humans are special. I never thought that. We just no, argue. We think we special. We ain't no more special. We ain't special. We think we special. That's it. I'm special. We just howling and screaming. Yeah, humans ain't no more special than anything else down on We're on a thread of sand on a hundred mile long beach. Yep, that's a fact. So you won't get a lot of but there if Jaguars, if, if Jaguars had the same intelligence that we had, we would be you know, way lower on the totem pole. <laughs> you know. So, you know, we have to be we have to be honest about that. Okay. But I but I wanted to ask you, Unc, um, I asked a question in the chat room, I guess you didn't see it. And um, another guy, he answered the question, but he was saying like, hey, you answered this question in one of your videos already. Mm, what was that? And it's just, instead of like searching it up or whatever, if you could just mm. briefly, huh? if you just briefly give me a brief, and I'll go watch the video too. But what I was asking was, I was saying like, if you believe in a spirit, because you say, you, you know, you're the God killer, you rub like atheist and you know. Yeah. Who believes so in a spirit? Oh, so you don't believe in the spirit? Save damn spirits, ghosts, and God get out of here! <laughs> <laughs> hold on, God hold on, wait, 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 wait. This your last, yeah, the, the, the last question. I believe in spirit. Yeah. I don't know. But, but see, that's but see, that's what I'm saying. I deduce that because I, I got that from when the brother Wu Jia was talking about spirit, and, and that shit was dope. What he was saying, it makes sense. But to an atheist like me, I'm like, nah, nigga, that shit ain't working. But to, you know, to the to the no, average, that was okay. Man, he was explain. Listen, man, don't look. Okay, okay, no, but, no, 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 but no, wait, no, wait, no, wait, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me get some clarity because we got we got to slow it down because we yeah, all over the place. So listen, please. No, no, got, but hold on. Let me people. finish though. Let, let me finish so you can understand what I'm saying though. Let me just give me like two more sentences. What, what I'm saying is what you were saying was dope because you was connecting it. But I got lost when you started saying like, okay, well, if you die and you can talk to other people, but you don't need a physical larynx and you don't, you don't need, you know, and I, I was just like, yeah, you don't need a physical larynx. But at the same time, I believe that, well, I, I believe that when you die, you just cease to exist. There's nothing after that, so okay, I don't see but, how you uh, can. But wait, wait, wait! Allow allow me to clarify because I don't want you to misquote me because I I never said that you die and you could still talk to dead people or anything <laughs> like that. <laughs> I didn't. So I thought, don't. I thought, you, I thought you were saying spiritually you could just talk to dead people. No, no, been, no. Wait, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. Listen, listen, because yeah. I I got it. no. Wait, wait, wait. Let me clarify. <laughs> Because I Go never, ahead. I never said any of what you're saying or what Unc is saying. First of all, let's let's make that crystal clear, and anybody can play this video back and see Go ahead. What'd see you that. Say? Go ahead. No, I said, I said that I put up a post asking what is spirit made of exactly? Because Chief X asks, how do how does a spirit or or the dead interact with the living? And I said, it doesn't. It can't. And, and that's what I, I said. In order for the dead to talk, I said, we understand. That's when Unc introduced. That's a philosophical thing. I'm saying, no, 
it don't have to be philosophical. We can look at it scientifically. And we know that the body decays. And in order for people to talk, they have to have a voice box, a, um, a larynx, a lung, trachea, in order to have the air pass through. You have to know the articulation, the manner of articulation, the place of articulation of how you produce your, your words and so on and so forth. None of that survives death. Your body decays. So if you're going to talk about spirit talking, they can't be talking in the sense that we understand talking. So I'm telling people, stop using that talking and say communication because there's multiple forms of communication and people want to go down that road and try to talk about that. That's how you deal with stuff oh, scientifically. Okay. So I'm not saying, I'm not saying, I'm not saying dead I people. Thought you was, listen. I thought you was giving the pseudos and the Hebrew Israelites a way out. No. Because, you know, when I, when, when, no. Listen, when I quoted the Hebrew Israelites about how do they talk to God, they say, well, then they move to some shit and talk about, well, it's consciousness and it's spiritual. And they, you, you can still corner them there. So I was like, okay, is this the same shit he's talking about? Because okay, I can corner then, that shit and right. cut that off. Okay, but thought, my, my bad, my bad. I thought you was going there. My bad. No, 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 no. Not, not listen, listen, listen. For the for last time, I'm gonna make this real clear because I I don't I don't play with that suit. No, no, no. I, I hear you. No, no. I know. I, I know. No, no, no. No. I'm saying I'm saying for the audience. For the audience, I'm gonna make it. I'm gonna make it real clear. That, Yo, why you that, that, that man, spirit, bro? No, listen. <laughs> spirits. Kind of communication, look, look, if you do not have a tongue, uh, a larynx, a voice box, you are not talking. So, <laughs> so anybody's definition. True, listen, that's not true. Hold on, bro. We, we need wait, to get some other wait, 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 wait. Hold bad, up. My bad. My bad. Hold up. My bad. Go ahead. Go ahead. My wait bad. a minute. If you don't have a tongue, a larynx, uh, some wind that's going to pass by this voice box that's going to vibrate your vocal cords and stuff like that. If you don't have that, you are not talking unless you want to redefine what talking is, then you're not talking. So there's nobody without those elements and those those components that are going to be talking. So whatever anybody's uh, definition of spirit is, if it doesn't include a voice box, a vocal cords, a tongue and air to pass by those things to, to articulate sounds, then you're not talking. I don't care what you say and what you think. Thanks for I, agree with, I, 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 I agree with that, but at the same time, go, go ahead, go ahead, my bad. Thanks for your call. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we're gonna have to, we're gonna have to, uh, cause we got somebody else on the line. I think we have. Yeah, uh, stay right there, though, Carl. You yeah, good? yeah, stay, stay in. Cause we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna cycle back around. But you know, you, you trying to hold right, the I'm mic. A, I'm gonna mute out. I'm gonna I'm mute out and just listen to like. How long were you a Hebrew, bro? Okay. I was, I was a Hebrew for five years. I was a Christian for twenty years, and Dang. for the past two months. Welcome but, but home. You know what? Welcome home. Hey, let me, let, let, let me say this before I mute out. Um, I joined the Suleiman Debate League, and I had a debate. Atheism versus creationism, you know what I'm saying? Like about a week and a half ago, I smashed the brother. I won the debate, whatever. But I know, you know, y'all ain't got to check it out, but I'm just saying, like, that's that's kind of what I do. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm into this shit now. And I, I don't really follow y'all brothers like that. I've seen the stream, and I said, let me just check it out. But out, yeah. I'm, I'm going to mute out. All right, I'm, so I'm going to mute go out, and I'm going I'm to listen. Okay, so I think we got somebody else. I think that's uh, I think that's uh, fortunate, fortunate on here. Sound like him. Damn, you busted me, man. I was finna come in here and take like I was young Pharaoh, man. Damn. <laughs> nah. You get out of here. I know your number, man. Stop that, man. So, so what's good? So what's All good? Right. What's good, Fortune? I got, I got something for y'all anyway. So y'all was talking about God, and we was talking about Africa. You know we all cool, but I just want to pick y'all brain. Most, I would say, from what I, what I keep seeing when I look in Sub-Saharan African beliefs, they have an aloof kind of God that keeps 
he keeps creating and then he keeps looking at humans and be like, I don't really like like them. I, I wouldn't say like us, but this guy, these guys we create in West Africa or, you know, in the interior, they're more like distant. They don't, they're not as personal as Abrahamic gods or these single gods. They keep creating and then they keep walking away from humans and leaving either intermediaries or ancestors who become, I guess, demigods. So my question is, um, how, like, how fervent is the, the belief in these guys if you can only really talk to them through either deceased ancestors or, or lower, lower deities? You know, because we, we, we seem to be a very spiritual people, but I'm starting to see that I did, I, our ideas of, of God is more like, I don't know, is it close to deism? Is it close to uh, believing in a God, but that he doesn't do everything? Or, or, or what? What are your thoughts on that, um, Ujawa? And then um, uh, Chief X. I'm trying to follow your question. I know um, what he was saying. I, I, All right, go I'll rephrase it. I'll rephrase it because, 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 okay, here I have a different view of God, basically. Like, if there's a God, I would be more, like, into deism or agnostic, basically. I, don't, I can't get with a human-ass God. And when I look in Africa, I start seeing them talk about God as being not so personally invested with people directly. They, they send intermediaries. They send, like, your, your auntie or your uncle. When they pass, you talk to them, and then they, they either talk to God or they got lower gods that you talk to, to talk to God. So how, I'm, I'm basically saying how personal is the relationship with God in the African context if they keep, you know, they have intermediaries and all these things. Um, well, this is the thing. A lot of, the, and it goes back to what we were saying at first, that, that a lot of problems come in when people who are not part and parcel of a particular system and have gone through the procedural educational system within that community, we tend to misconstrue what it is that they teach, what it is that they believe, and, and their body of knowledge. And so God, when I said earlier, the brother asked me, what, you know, what was my concept of God? I said, that's a long conversation, but for the, for, to, to be brief, I said God is, is, is existence itself. So un, under that umbrella, God, God is so personal that it's not even it's not even a, a, a notion that you can come up with to make God something separate than yourself to 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 talk to. Like, why would you talk to something that is part and parcel of you itself? So so there, why would you do that? You're separating yourself in order. To, see, the reason why I'm talking to you is because the way we live and the way we perceive life is that you're you're separate from me. But if God, if we're part and parcel of God, there's no separation for me to actually talk to. And plus, God's not going to talk back unless God has what I said, a larynx, a vocal cords, a voice box, a trachea, lungs, where air can pass through, a tongue, and all that other kind of stuff. And nobody describes God, uh, their God like that unless they want to ant anthropomorphize them metaphorically yeah. and all that kind of stuff. So, mm -hmm. so, yeah, but they are get spooky, and they, they, they do the, you know, the voodoo and all the divination, and niggas describing their dreams, and people taking psychotropic drugs and saying that God told them to do well, this. You just that. explain that though, so, for if yeah. you ain't, if you ain't, yeah, yeah no, no, I, I, no, I'm cool. I, I, I hear you, bro. I'm not advocating for. They hey. know me. I'm not gonna advocate for that. 
No, no, hey. but 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 hold up. Well, you 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 you, you, you brought up a couple of things. You you brought up a couple of things, and that's and that's gonna take it too, too far. But hold up. Let me just say this: that when I said that it's part and parcel, people are saying the word talk, but they really mean communicate. So so when you communicate, communicate involves contact. Because that's that's the that's at the root of what communication is is contact. If there's no contact made on any level, whether it's a quantum level or the, or the gross matter, material level, there's no there's no communication. So at the root of communication is contact. So in order for two things to make contact, they have to be separate first. And what I'm saying is that you're never separate from existence because you are within existence. So so at the core of it, why would you have to talk to something that you are part and parcel of in the first place? Okay, okay, that's that's cool. I'm gonna just say this one thing on the last thing on this part of the subject. Then that would be something we would have to ask. I mean, if we wanted to, a lot of these people who make claims like that, why would you have to go outside the realms of reality and all this to talk to God instead of internalizing it? You know, well, that's but, my see, thing. but see, but see, but that's go, goes to what I said before. A lot of these practices are being misconstrued and misunderstood by people, by us today, looking from the outside in. Because, like, for example, if you look in Kemet, and I always use Kemet because that's, that's something that I focus on and deal with all the time. The, the judgment scene, I always use this as an example, the judgment scene. I was going to bring that up. People will look at the judgment scene and say it's a judgment scene, somebody who's dead being guided by Heru up to, up to a bunch of scales in the hall of Ma'at, and their heart is being weighed against a feather. You know, everybody knows all that good, good, good stuff. But what people don't realize is that, is that everything that's taking place there is happening within you. There's no external separate entity in any of that scene. At all. The Wasir or Osiris, that ultimate judge there, is you because you cannot lie to yourself. You record every I, single thing that you do. Every single thing that you do. I don't know what you do. You know what you do. And you judge yourself ultimately. You are the ultimate judge of yourself, of your words and your deeds. And when they don't match, you have what we call today a guilty conscience. Because you, because you did not back up what you say. You, you, you didn't mean what you say and say what you meant. And so you create your own hell. You create your own heaven and your pleasures and stuff like that. All that is you. All of those deities are within you and part of you, part and parcel of you. So why well, you well, communicate you with them? Oh, I'm sorry, my bad. No, I'm saying so the notion of people trying to trying to reach out and communicate with them is because of what the word religion actually means. It's from two words, re, which is to do again, and legare or legire in Latin, which means a ligament, which is to fasten or bind. So what you're trying to do is rebind your perception that all these things are really you, not something outside of you. That's where the rebinding comes in. So religion is something that you do, not something that you believe in. It's the exercise. So that's what it's really all about. But like I said, that's a whole conversation that we could have, you know, on on a, on if a I whole show. One, if, if I can ask one question, because I see something in the chat. And don't take this the wrong way, brother. But, you know, you just kind of broke it down etymologically. The reason why I kind of scoff at etymology is because what it's doing is it's taking words out of the current context of how we use them now today so when you when you say what you just said that's not how we use it today i understand now, that 
I, I, I want you to I want you to understand that I understand that perfectly. And so what has to happen is what people do is that they will forsake the historical growth and and development of a word and only use it in the context it's used today and and it'll be used out of context and this is why the confusion when you when you try to fix a problem you cannot use what caused the problem to fix the problem right so so right. so so we go back to etymology only for the purposes of retracing it back but it but it but it does not trump today's use of it so you have to use both you have to say okay religion is to bind is to is to connect something again that's what it is. And so what I'm describing is the original intentional purpose of what religion is supposed to have been. But nowadays, it the word religion has been used synonymously with the word belief. And belief simply means ignorance. It simply means accepting something you do not know. That's how people right, are using right. the word religion today. So I understand that. But, but, at, but at the same time, though, I, I still don't. I hear what you're saying, and, and I would I would somewhat agree. And, and I want to. I don't just want to sound like a contrarian, because I do somewhat agree with what you're saying. But at the same time, it's also incumbent upon us, the people that are living in 2018, to use the tools that we have today to break free from that. You see what I'm saying? So when, when you when you go back, like I, I was watching the chat, and a, a guy was saying, I think it was. Chief Holiday, he, he said something weird. He was like, well, uh -huh, let me find it. He said something to the effect of, what's the etymology of Africa? Like, that doesn't matter what the etymology of Africa was because we don't... Well, for, first, of all, it doesn't, first of all, it doesn't matter because that's totally off topic. So please don't don't even go down that road. Like, like the, uh, et right, et right. the etymology well, well, of well, well, the etymology of Africa has nothing to do with what we're talking about today at all. Okay. And see, and that's what hey, I see, and that's what, and that's what, and that's. I, I, let me make this clear. We have to be careful. I mean, hey, it's, it's all that? good, but we have to be careful not to allow certain comments to take us off at least, at least the scope of the conversation, at least. Hey, you know what yeah, I you agree. Ain't you ain't put the link in the group, and I'm wrong. Yes, you did. Oh. In the uh, yeah. inbox. Well, I got it. Oh, that's how you got it. No, I'm you put it in the chat. Oh no, I'm saying in the in the thing. I thought you put it in the My guy, my guy don't speak English. My guy speaks I thought you were gonna pass it around. And that's not here no more. So he can't understand. Hey, <laughs> yeah, Chief. What up, y'all? Hey, this Sean, man. I just wanna uh say this real quick because it's pseudo Sean. Yeah, you are pseudo. Uh it speaks to the conversation. Um, I'm going to read something real quick about a paragraph out of uh, The Healing Wisdom of Africa by Melodoma <laughs> Patrice Somme. Uh, this for fortune, by the way. Since indigenous technologies incorporate the world of spirit, they often look magical and supernatural to Western eyes. But Western science and technology also have the elements of mystery and magic. In the office of the Silicon Valley engineer, for instance, I saw a poster that declared any technology sufficiently advanced appears magical. What may be difficult for the Western mind to accept is sophistication of a technology that includes so little machinery. But indigenous people are committed to interacting with the natural world without consuming resources. They have developed techniques that work and appear to work efficiently, precisely because they interact with the realm of the spirit as well. 
okay, you just, what's, what's that supposed to do? <laughs> what, what is that supposed to do? You just, what, you, what you just do? So, so that all goes against nothing I was saying about indigenous people practicing pseudoism because y'all trying to, you know, you know what, Sean? Just because people are indigenous in Africa don't mean they got stuff that's unscientific. It can't be un- not confirmed oh, by science. Hold on for a minute, Paul. You got, you got, killed. You got killed last week. Hold no, you me. got beat up. Hey, okay, hold on wait, for a minute, wait, y'all. Wait. Let's do this for a minute. Hold on before we start crossing in the uh, territory that we don't need to cross into. So I, 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 don't, I don't suppose that people practicing their spirituality is pseudo. It only becomes pseudo when you try to make it science. And that's why we call it pseudoscience, not the truth. And so people have belief and wisdom and ideas and concepts integrated within science or, or things are not science. If they have stories about ancestors and folklore and mythology, these things are very, very important to one, the human mind. Beliefs are very, very important to human beings. So it, it, it is important. You know what I'm saying? It is human to believe. You know what I'm saying? You got to know that it is human to believe. You feel me? And, 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 and it's extraordinary to know. You know what I'm saying? Like, man, it's essential to know things. But it's human to believe. So I don't want to call people believe pseudo. You feel me? Not unless they're trying to say they're walking on some kind of way. You know what I mean? It's scientific. Then you pseudo as hell. But, you know what I'm saying? And, and that's why Real Black Atheism was created. You know what I'm saying? To recognize the wisdom, the information, uh, uh, the custom traditions of African people, and you can't just brush that off. See, like you can brush Christianity off, and you can brush Judaism off, and you can brush Islam off. But what I have found is, as you try to brush off Kepita, or you try to brush off Ifa, you're gonna find things within that. You know what I'm saying? That that agrees with science. You're also gonna find things that science hasn't got to the point where they understand it yet. You're gonna find some things that were just outright wrong but you can't brush it off. Some people been on the earth for too long to brush their shit off. Can't brush. The Christians, you can brush that shit off, trust me. It's not brush it out of here. Judaism, yeah, get that up out of here. But when you start going into the ancient cultures and start to think about nature and the world around them, you know what I'm saying? Man, you ain't gonna be, the, the key, here's the key, to study these things, you know what I'm saying, to get installed in these things, you know what I'm saying? Understand them things. And when things aren't right, they just aren't right. They didn't know everything. Like, that's crazy. Like, modern science don't know. That's why I just to know. To know. Me, you don't know every damn thing. So I don't put that burden on African spirituality. Or hey, African well, hold on, um, Okay, so... Um, hold, um, but, brother, 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 um, let me yes, ask you a question. Hold on, hold on, hold on, How much time do we have with Zaro? We got time. Yeah, we got... We got well, we, we were trying to keep it two minutes, two hours, but we're gonna go another uh, thirty minutes. But let me say, let me say this real quick because because can I say can I say one thing real quick before I forget? Because I want to address what the brother just said. All right, go ahead. Because I think that's very very key what he said, and I'm in direct opposition of that. Because what he's saying essentially is. Okay, well, this is pseudoism, and you can brush that off. And this is pseudoism. I, I didn't pseudo-ism, say that. I didn't say Christianity was pseudoism. I don't think it's pseudo either. I think when people try to push it off as science, when Judaism try to try, try to give you some scientific shit, then like, yeah, that's pseudoism. But but Christianity is cultural. Judaism is cultural. You know that's that cultural okay. practices. Yeah, you can't call somebody religion pseudo. Come on, man. 
Like they wasn't even trying to make it scientific. People today try to make it scientific. And I think that's what Wuja was kind of talking about. Well, that's, okay, that's but, kind of but, because they that's that's kind of that's kind of because they have to because you know they have to compete with science because science has given them truth and facts so they have to and other religion. But hold on, let me exactly. just, let me say this before I forget. Um, right. One one I, thing. I want to say something else, but go ahead. Yeah, one thing that everybody has to do before they start to speak about about uh, a particular culture or cultural belief or all that good stuff is you got to ask yourself, first of all, do you understand it as it is? Because a lot of people will open their mouth without really understanding the culture that they uh, are attempting to talk about. And so we misconstrue things and then we'll be assumptive in our in our analysis and then we'll start talking about things and be completely wrong. That's one thing. and I see that happening a lot. And number two, absolutely. And number two, every single person starts off with a belief. A belief is simply accepting something that you do not know. We are all ignorant of something. And before we know something, we're ignorant of it, obviously, because you come into knowledge of things. So there's nothing wrong with beliefs in and of itself. It's the fact that people stay in beliefs and don't even seek to change that state. Because if, if, if you're in a state of belief, you're in a state of ignorance. And there are those of us who strive to come out of that state by knowing and so what we have is a set of tools and methods on how to do that. It's called science. That's what science is. Science is the tools and methods in order for us to know when something is known. And it's the accumulative or corpus body of information that we accumulate based on uh, the first definition I just gave. So people start off with beliefs and you, the destination is science. Science is the journey and the destination and beliefs is the starting line. As long as, people, well, 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 as, long as science, people understand that, then we're good to go. Yeah, because you know what, what, what science is? Science is the best tool that we can use to get to the truth that's available to us right now. You know, in, in a debate that I had uh, about two weeks ago, I said, well, how did you learn to write the letter A? It had to come from your mother, your father, or your kindergarten teacher. How did you learn table etiquette? It had to come from yeah, your mother, your father, or your kindergarten teacher. You know, you know what I'm saying. So I, I hear what you're saying. So and and I, and I definitely agree with that. But so where's okay, the butt? Yeah, <laughs> Where what's the what's the what's the other side of the <laughs> no, butt? I, just lost my, I, I, lost, I lost my point because I was trying to say something. All right, the spirit. The spirit okay, okay, the spirit snatching out of you. All right, so we. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was God. It, it, gonna, it was God. Keep it, it was God. We're God keep did it going. that shit. Yeah. So chief, chief X, because you know chief, chief X been quiet the whole time. I mean, uh, so so what what what's your he thoughts on on uh on on everything that you're hearing? What's what's going on? Because I I I don't see you done. You don't got comfortable and lit up a, a a Cuban cigar and everything. So what's what's going on? I mean, I I, I didn't hear the guy's last question, but um, we just been having an interesting discussion. Um, um, and I love it. We we've touched on different topics. Hey, hold on for a minute, hey, Chief. So when I called you, how fast did that show to come up for us to have a show? Uh, thirty minutes. Yeah, it happened just like that. We was like, yo, Chief Axman making trouble in the group. Let's have him on and do a show. Yeah, that's how that went down, yo. But I did thought you put that in the daggone thing. So for any of the, any of the members that didn't get the link, apologize. But go ahead. I like to hear the atheists, and I like to hear uh, um, 
Fortune favorite. Me, me. Fortune favorite, because you know I'm on the same page with you, Fortune. I, uh, me just I'm being sure me just being a little bit older. Uh, you mean being a little bit older, yo? Being around the interviews I'm with, yo. You know what I'm saying, yo? And sometimes we do have uh, uh, disputes and, and conversations. So, you know what I mean? At the end of the day, don't let nobody change your mind on what you think is right. Like, like yeah, that don't yeah. make you no more less African, yeah. no more African. The truth is there's we're a, all There's African. a method to it. Yeah, we're yeah, all there's African. a method to it. So I'm, I'm changing my mind with evidence. No, Evidence. No, you show evidence. A no, scientist. the point I'm trying to make is you don't have to show evidence. You know what I'm saying? Only in the scientific conversation do you have to show evidence. You get that? But every, I agree. Every, I, I, I agree. I, yeah, I, you I agree 100 percent. Every 100 percent because what what most people don't understand is if there's a fact already that's out there, I don't have to reaffirm the fact. It's up to you. The ball is in your court to say that this fact isn't true. And when I debate. I try to tell a lot of brothers these things because if I go into a, a court of law, if I if if the fact remains, if the, if the fact is that something happened, the woman was killed. If the fact is this woman was killed, it's up to you to prove that that I did it. I don't got to say a goddamn thing. <laughs> you know, what I'm saying? I can I can you know give up my right to speak. I can plead the fifth. So unless you can prove that evolution is not true, well, there's multiple facts out there. Unless you can prove it's not true, then you okay. end up you like most of the Hebrew. Are you familiar that now uh, a lot of Nile Valley culture, West African culture, their systems are evolutionary? Are you familiar no, with that? No, I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm totally not familiar with that. And young and just, just, off, just, just off my ignorance, I would disagree. But hold up. But wait one second, though. Uh, what you just described is called burden of proof. The burden of proof is always on the claimant. Always remember that for everybody listening, the burden of proof is Hello. always is always on the claimant, the person making the claim. Yeah. It's always like that. Yeah, yeah. But but let me yeah, make yeah, something. Yeah. Hold on, I'm, I'm gonna make something else clear. That the only um, the reason why I said that all conversations are scientific in nature and should be scientific in nature. Don't let anybody tell you different. Is because why why do does any one person tell any other person something? Because within your own mind, you believe and know whatever it is you believe and know. But when you transfer that, because we're not telepathic, when you transfer what's going on in your mind to the next person's mind, if you don't demonstrate to them uh, what you're saying, then then the other end of that is they have to believe you. And so so every communication that you have with a person is is a setup for either belief or knowledge and so right, right. and so and so we we have different thresholds where we'll accept things without knowing but then there's things that we have to know and i always use the example of of and we everybody goes through this all humans uh go through this and like you 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 if you drive right now you get in your car you believe your wheels are going to stay on your car like you most people don't check their lug nuts around all four of their tires before they get in the car and, and go to the store or go wherever they're going so there is because they a, have trust and confidence on the people that put them on they have trust and confidence on the people that put them on okay exactly no uh, no you're you're making my point for me that's what i'm saying so so everybody has a degree of threshold of of that demarcation line between what they believe and what they know 
and what they would like to know. So every single conversation that people have with other people outside of your own mind, it sets it up for those two things. Either you're going to either you're going to accept what somebody's saying or you're going to want to know what they're saying. And if you want to know, they have to demonstrate something that allows you to know. And so that's what science is all about. So every conversation should be scientific. That's what hey, I want to say. Hey, well, Charles, I, gotta, I, I, see, I, I see have a question I, about I, evolution. Hold on, hold on, hold on, man. Somebody else was go ahead, Chief. Yes. I had uh, I see Kofi in the um um cyber panel. Is he, did he have something to say or add? Yeah, we, yeah. Hold on, who else we got in? We got uh, we got three. I'm I'm just now looking. We got Kofi, we got Brother Sean, Fortune. We got a couple other people. So we're going. All right, so let's do this. Let's let's make some rounds. So Kofi, about evolution. We hold that table. That question about evolution. Make them rounds. Yeah, Kofi, uh, Kofi, yeah. Uh, first of all, Kofi Hotep, and uh, uh, welcome to the panel. And uh, if you want to chime in on on uh, the conversation, uh, you got the mic for. Uh, oh man, I'm I'm on the phone. I'm I I I chime in in a few minutes. Okay, what? so we, all right, we're gonna go. Come on, man, you on the you on the I'm right. <laughs> all right, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna go to. <laughs> right, I see fortune down there. All right, so we got somebody else that called in. I don't, I don't see the names, but we got numbers. So, uh, number ending in uh, thirteen twenty three. Uh, you got the mic. That's me, uh, brother Jill from Oregon. How's everybody doing? All right, hold up. Everybody's, everybody is doing okay, well. Okay, peace. I can tell. So, uh, I just wanted to offer um, some of my readings. Um, studying anthropology at the moment. Um, have a a reading from Lewis H. Morgan, if anybody's familiar with him, American anthropologist, 1800. 1800? Um, mm -hmm. uh, go ahead. Yeah. So I'm reading out of his book uh, called Ancient Society, and uh, it just happened that you guys were doing something similar to the subject on what I was reading. So it's from uh, page 35 or 32 through 36. Um, concerning ancient society and ethnical periods. And it offers seven lines of investigation. It's, he's basically saying to summarize before I read, um, there are um, several lines of progress towards primitive ages of mankind, uh, inventions and discoveries on the one hand, and institutions on the other. Uh, it gives seven of them, uh, the fifth being religion. And it says, the growth of religious ideas is environed with such intrinsic difficulties that it may never receive a perfect, perfectly satisfactory exposition. Religion deals so largely with imaginative and emotional nature and consequently with such uncertain elements of knowledge that all primitive religions are grotesque and to some extent unintelligible. This subject also falls without the plan of this work accepting as it may prompt incidental suggestions. Uh, I wanted to know if anybody had any thoughts on that particular, if they were familiar with these thoughts. Um, again, this is my first time reading it, so I don't claim to know exactly what he's trying to put forward. I actually probably would need some help. Um, my understanding is limited, but I thought that that might, you know, mix up the conversation here. Well, um, I'm familiar with that work. Um, I haven't dealt with it in a real long time but uh i'm familiar with that um where he goes through uh, a so-called line of progress and he outlines seven different um categories 
And like you said, religion being one exactly, of them. Exactly, you're right on point. Yeah. yeah, religion being one of them. But if you act, if you if you read the entire section, even on if you read the whole thing in in the in the progress, because I think uh, government is comes after religion or before religion or whatever. He 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 breaks down government, language, and religion. Those government are three I remember. Too, it's, uh, it, it's substance, government, language, the family, religion, house life, and architecture, and then property. Okay, so when he discusses religion. He doesn't give examples from an indigenous perspective or no African ethnic group in Africa and what their and what their religion entails and so on and so forth. So it's no. it's a it's a real agree, yeah. it's a real shallow thing, and you can't you 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 got to be careful with his how he describes what religion is. The way he describes it is more so dealing with how people misconstrue what other ethnic groups have done in their body of knowledge sure. what i was what i was talking about before so so you got to be real careful with how people are defining things especially when they don't give you examples coming from um a, at least a multitude of different um uh um uh examples to back up what what it is that they're saying and he doesn't do that in that section from what i remember yeah i'll continue to read and, and look for that um uh, i do know that his um his work uh, actually reading about him um, and the professor was talking about him in class that his work was largely on the Native American population, which, like I said, happens to coincide, with, I guess, with some of uh, the recent happenings uh, in the conscious community, mm -hmm. um, Aboriginal Africans or non-Africans or however you want to say it. But I, I think this would be a good for anyone who's um, contemplating being aboriginal or is confused about it um <laughs> even though he's even though he's uh i mean obviously as you said you know he doesn't do his work is not on anything indigenous to africa um he does do some it looks like he does have some good work on native populations here in america mm -hmm. mm. well yes. i you know I think the whole Native American argument is just a complete argument of folly. You know, like we do have tools in place to really figure out what it is. And so, I mean, I, I don't understand running from anything. So, you know, when, when I was going down the road of breaking out of pseudoisms, I, I kind of realized early on that uh, one thing you can't just classify uh, indigenous cultures, you know what I'm saying, one way or another. Uh, a lot of times, uh, Europeans, they do do a lot of studying. They went to a lot of places. And like, for instance, uh, you know, they wasn't used to seeing people without their clothes on. Well, they wasn't used to seeing people who didn't have their particular technology. And so they considered that to be savage, savage races. You, you know what I'm saying? So they ain't got the clothes on. They got partial clothes on. They doing this, they doing that. Uh, you know, they, they did run across some tribes that was practicing cannibalism, you know what I'm saying? Um, it just was a lot of things that they wasn't used to seeing. And they called it everything but what it, you know, absolutely was. They called them savage races. And even Darwin says this, and Darwin makes the point of that the Europeans too come from savage races. So this is just based off of uh, their state of mind and how they view in the world. And so a lot of times, right, we just start to really get into what what you most people don't even understand a lot of West African cultures, right? I promise you this: they don't even understand Egypt, 
and all that indigenous, like they don't understand it. And then we'll make the mistake and make, you know, uh, uh, statements based off our ignorance of it. You, you know what I'm saying? So like, man, we got to get out there and study that. You know what I'm saying? We got to do that. So the monster do a good job of doing that. We got to study that. And as we study it, the individuals got to be honest too. You got to be honest. Like you got to say, well, no, nah, that, that might not work. That didn't work. That works because everything that everybody said in Egypt wasn't right and everything that everybody said in West Africa wasn't right. No damn human beings were right about everything. It's a continual study. You, you know what I'm saying? So we just need to, you know, a lot of times Europeans just, you know, like I got this book right here, The Children of the Forest, right? And and the white boy, the anthropologist in here, uh, uh, Kevin uh, uh, Dunphy, he's talking to an indigenous uh, uh, Mobutu Mobutu Pygmy lives in the forest, and he's trying to ask him, you know, about God. You know what I'm saying? And, 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 and the brother's looking at him like, huh? He was like, where's your God? And he said, in the day, go in the forest. I can't, he said, can I go? They said, I can't take you there. If we look at it, we're going to die. So, you know, the white boy laughing. He was like, he said, so has your God forsaken you? Your God left you? He was like, what? He said, using his words, he said, my God wouldn't do that. You know what I'm saying? He said, he said, it's the forest. The forest is my mother and my father. The forest wouldn't leave us. The forest gives us everything we need. And so the white boy couldn't understand the Mabuti Pygmy, you know, connection with the daggone forest. It was to him, the white boy was like, ha ha, you know, like laughing at him. And he looking at him like, you stupid. So, so man, it's, it's, I'm telling you, this thing is, is, is based, is, it's going to be based in cultural understanding the cultural nuances you know what i'm saying I, i'm just telling you like you man okay okay it's really quick so i wanted to give you just two more pieces and 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 then your thoughts on these couple of uh sentences of what he says so page 35 he says uh the theory of human degradation to explain the existence of savages and barbarians is no longer tenable it came in as a corollary from the mosaic cosmogony. And I had to look up those three words. Corollary is uh, something that's basically just, uh, it's like a, it's a reaffirmation of something that you already, you know, thought of. So mm -hmm. corollary from the mosaic cosmogony, which is um, cosmogony is origins, uh, cosmic mm -hmm. origins of everything. So mm -hmm. it was acquiesced in from a supposed necessity, which no longer exists. As a theory, it is not only incapable of explaining the existence of savages, but is without support in all the facts of the human experience. Remote ancestors of the Aryan nations presumptively passed through an experience similar to that of existing barbarous and savage tribes. Though the experience of these nations embodies all the information necessary to illustrate these periods of civilization, both ancient and modern, Together with that, with a part of that latter period of barbarism, their interior experience must must be deduced in the main from the traceable connection between the elements of their existing institutions and inventions, and similar elements still preserved in those savage and barbarous tri tribes. Um, so, from what I get from this, he's he's basically saying that it, it's progress, and and all cultures go through this regardless of time, and that you know. Even though he puts forth, uh, as Wujau was saying, a lot of uh, linear things in those seven points, 
he also says that it's not linear and it's not the same to every child. Uh, I then also see some things that, you know, may, kind of made me uncomfortable, which probably need updating again. It's, it's from the 1800s. It says, uh, page 40, thus, while Africa was as and is an ethical, ethnical chaos of savagery and barbarism, Australia and Polynesia were in savagery, pure and simple, with the arts and institutions belonging to that condition. And I don't know from that suggestion if he's suggesting that there were none in though in Africa and uh, Australia and Polynesia, those savages, they were, um, as he said, upper status of savagery. Oh, so, so he's used the word um, savagery with progress? Yes, yes. So so uh, okay, and that's my point. And so here's a real here's a real funny point. If left unchecked, right, like the Mabuti in the forest, right, mm -hmm. um, I think they're at the highest level of progress in their environment. You get that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I so I listen to seriously. You a if lot you don't got a plane, if you don't got a plane or know about a damn plane, right? Uh -huh. Then and have no need for a damn plane. Plane can't fly in the forest. You'd be just crazy. It's not gonna work. You would. You wouldn't have <laughs> no need for that. You, you, no. you feel me? Mm -hmm. and, and so, so I, I use the Mabuti people because because remember, yo, they was isolated, right. and they and they had the ability, right, for their progenity. People that can't, you know, they they children to make it to the age of reproduction without a problem. Like they understood nature. They work within the confines of nature. They manipulate their ecology to do everything they need to do. You know what I'm saying? So, so, so you only realize you're behind when somebody runs up on you with an instrument that they use in their society that they need for their survivability, right? And the things that you have aren't fit to deal with that. You know what I'm saying? Right. So like, like right. you didn't need a gun. You had other weapons, but the gun wasn't necessary until somebody came with a gun. Then you got to get up to speed very fast. That's you know what I'm saying? So that's so so the person, so that's crazy to say they was like, you only underdevelop when a person comes there with something, you know what I'm saying, that that, that shows and proves that you're underdeveloped based off of their social needs, based mm -hmm. off of their cultural needs. We don't need, we didn't need a plane. You didn't need a bus riding through the forest. You feel me? You didn't need a pharmaceutical yeah. company putting together certain medicines. The, the, you know, the forest and the rainforest where they live, that's where all the goddamn medicine is. And me and Brother Ben had a conversation with that. The, here's the real reality of it. We need the indigenous culture, you know what I'm saying, to somehow, you know, merge with modern culture, you know what I'm saying? And that's when you get the best out of the best since these two worlds exist. And so you got modern medicine, and you know how modern medicine can be. It can help you in goddamn mm -hmm. At the same time, yeah. Same damn time, boy, you get a, you look at the the, the, the stuff, the effects, the side effects, be worse than the shit you're taking the medicine for. <laughs> right. That's funny, yeah. right? And so you need indigenous mm -hmm. people that's qualified, you know, with the medicines, you know what I'm saying? They need a boost in what they got. They need to be able to synthesize certain things too. You know what I'm saying? But it, it, it always could always be a healthy balance. 
And that's what I think they found in the Nile Valley. They found transitions between, you know, societies that, that seem to be more modernized. They That's the thing they did the best. They understood the humanity and all of that, and they brung forth these things. And that's why it lasted so long. So you do got Neolithic people lived on the Nile Valley. Neolithic people. And yeah, they fought wars. And yes, the more technically scared, you know what I'm saying? These things, these things occur over and over again in society. It is what it is with that. What is that noise? That was you, Wuja? No, not at all. I, so mean, I don't know. I just want to. Hey, can I, can I, can I, can I say something before I go? I, I just want to ask one question before I go. And I'm going to hang up and I'm going to let y'all deal with it. About evolution. I'm gonna, yeah, yeah, it's definitely about evolution. What? What I want to know is, you know, from you guys uh, coming from the uh, perspective that you're coming from, I want to know, what what do you guys use to defend evolution? And I'm going to hang up and listen, you know, but I want to know, what do you guys use to defend evolution? Because... According to you know all of you guys, all of you guys believe in it. Yeah. I, I I I I am also one who thinks that it's true. So I, I want to know what is it when someone calls you or talks to you and asks you these questions like, what do you go to first to prove evolution? Now, would... mind you, well, well, let me just say this real quick. Mind you, I'm one who. I have many proofs of evolution, but not everybody's gonna believe it. So I guess what I'm asking more it so belief, is, though. it ain't belief though. No, 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 no. I, I didn't say I believe it. No, I'm saying it's but not. What I'm, it ain't even a category. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> what I, I'm saying is like what. We hear your question. Um, all right, yeah, I'm gonna hang about. I'm gonna hang about that. I just, just want to know, like, all right, we, we, we got we got the question. We got the question. So let's let's go ahead. We can answer. Go ahead, go ahead, Chief. Briefly, I'll just say, um, you have physical evidence everywhere. There's skulls. There's fossil evidence everywhere. It's like you know, um, when they was beating Rodney King, you see they beating him. But people, white folks, were saying, "Hey, they're not really beating him. They're, you know, they're they're just trying to arrest him. They're not beating him." We see the physical skulls. We see the fossil records, physically. So that's just basic proof right there. Um. Well, well I don't see that. I'm I'm I'm, a, I'm asking for like your. I'm I'm asking for like your your, your top gun. Like if somebody asks you right now, Chief X, how do you prove? How do you prove evolution? I want you to go to your. I want you to go to your top gun. I got it. How do you can, I, can I? Because can I, because can I have I things it? that I can say. I have things that I can say that I can prove evolution with. But I'm just asking you guys, like, what do you go to? Because can I'm a I brand new atheist. Tell you what I say. Well, okay, let me just say this real quick. I'm a brand new atheist. I'm, I'm a brand new atheist, and I want to learn. So if you guys can maybe 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 you guys can give me something new that I haven't heard before, to you know, continue with going. So. All right, well, hold up. Let me say something. Let me say something. Evolution. Yeah, but one second. Listen, one thing that this entire social community we call conscious community has to become aware of and and really understand is that a lot of these topics cannot be microwaved. 
you're not going to have a conversation about evolution within a two minute, one minute, five minute, 10 minute, 30 minute uh, answer, question and answer session or whatever the case is. Anybody that wants to tackle the, the question of, of, of evolution and what the proof is for and stuff like that, you better be prepared to sit down for a couple of hours and then come back to the table the next day and the next day and the next day. You got, we have to remember, these are complex uh, uh, subjects. They're not hard. But they're but they're complex because there's so much misinformation out there that we have to clear up I agree. And, we ha and we have to properly define things first. People don't even understand what evolution is in the first place. People even attribute things to Darwin. That's not even he's not even responsible for because be, because of all kinds of other things. So I'm saying so when you ask questions like that, um, especially late in the hour when we when we great wrap up the show. Then we you could you could come back on and and we could have a, a topic just about evolution. So I, I just want to say that stuff right. like that stuff like that it it it'll 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 do more harm if we try to rush an answer to you than than it would be okay. to really unpack something and have a really good discourse about it. So so that's, that's not fine. really that's not really a, a a good question to ask at this late hour. Hey. Hey, 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 well, you know what, bro? And I appreciate that because I had a debate, like I said, and I defined every term that I use. And by defining those terms, I was hoping that people would understand what I was talking about, but they didn't understand. So, well, hold on. Let me, let me, exactly. let me, let me, let me leave you with this, though. Let me say, let me say this one statement that you could think about. Every single living organism on the planet is of the same kind species as its parents and as its offspring. But, but see, but, but see, well, hold on. But see, hold on. Let me just say this real quick. I agree with you. But the problem is with that statement, most people don't even understand phylogenetics. Wait, wait. So if but they don't understand. They don't have to. They don't, they don't have to. Just, just listen to what I just said. Every single living organism on the planet is of the same species, kind, or thing as its parent or its children. Simple as that. That's, well, how, that's, how, that's how you keep it very, let, let very ask, simple. All right, let's move on. Yeah, let's... Wait, 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 let, me ask, let me ask you this, and I'm, I'm going to hang up the phone. Do you, <laughs> you said that last agree time. <laughs> with the... I'm going to say this, and I promise I'm done. Do you agree with the phylogenetic tree? Yes or no? Uh, which, which phylogenetic tree? Which one? So, so like, that's, uh, that's, that, that, wait, wait, wait. What I'm saying, you about to ask me, we had to pull up a phylogenetic tree, and uh, if you talk about the phylogenetic tree, where where uh, every where shows everything is related and it, and, it, and it branches off and it shows the different right. branches and the different categories. Exactly. Okay, so now wait, yeah. wait, 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 because when you bring that up, now you're introducing taxonomy, and so now we have to get into taxonomy. Right. Ta wait, wait. Now we have right, to get right. into taxonomy, and we have to get into the the three major systems of taxonomy and stuff. So again, we're going to have to table that because it's too late for us to get into a conversation about that. All right. Yeah. So we appreciate that, but I'm saying we can't, we, you know, that like it's late right now. That's you about to open up a whole nother, yeah. um, a whole nother yeah, thing. Let's deal with that another time. Let's deal with it. But, but, but on a, on a broad scope, you Bro, bro, bro. All right, you're breaking up now. You said that was your last one, so let's let's go ahead. So, Chief, you, you had something to say. Oh, no, somebody else was talking. No, I didn't have nothing to say. I was just trying to get to the next person. All right, who who we had? We had a uh, 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 fifty three, fifty five, right. seven oh six. But, but but hey, but before you go, Wu Jiao, do you before you go? Let me answer this and I'm done. Oh my so, gosh. Do you do you agree with the phylogenetic tree though, as it's constructed right now? 
no matter what you're talking about, like whatever, you agree with the phylogenetic tree as it's constructed right now. Okay, brother, what's your name? My name is Outside the Q. Okay, Outside the Q. I will answer that next time we convene and we have a long conversation about it. All right, there we go. I, I promise you. I, I promise you. On my next bill, I'm gonna deal with. I'm, I'm gonna deal with you on that, and I'm gonna. I'm, I'm gonna force you to agree with with the phylogenetic tree. Okay, but, that's hey, and listen, that's that's all great, but we're gonna do that next time though. All right, so that's good. Good bill. Hey, hey, right. hey, hey, good bill, man. I appreciate y'all brothers. Good bill. I'm just gonna listen in. All right, and, and I promise you, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna make you deal hey, with the phylogenetic tree. Hey, you, I hey, I'm gonna hey, make you it's deal not. With hey, it's it's not gonna take that much effort on your part. But uh, but I appreciate I, I appreciate you calling I, in. I appreciate hey, you calling in. Peace, brothers. Good night. All right. Hey, All good right, night. Hold peace. I appreciate it. Good night. All right. So now, listen. I put the link inside the chat. You know, we're not trying to go too far overboard. I mean, over time. But if if I see a lot of people having conversations among themselves and making comments about about the things we're talking about, but you can come in here and let your voice be heard and um and make a comment. So in the meantime, it looked like we lost uh Unc as well. So Chief X, you had something else to say about? Oh wait, wait, did we miss anybody? We had we had seven oh six. Seven oh six, you had you had did you have something to say? Oh no, I'm good with Java. I'm just sitting back listening. Oh listen, he's brother the Yes, sir. Oh hey, man, Nahisi, how you doing, brother? Hey, nah, hey, hey, what's hold going on, Chief? Hold up, Nahisi. Now I'm not gonna let you off that easy. No, sir, buddy. No, sir. So let me ask you a question, uh, Nahisi. What is <laughs> What is, uh, well, how how long you have you you you've been tuned in, right? You you yeah, because I you you must have been sitting there for a minute though. Not really. I just actually just tuned in probably about ten minutes ago. Okay. Well, it wouldn't be fair to me to ask you. Okay. So all right, I'm I'm gonna let, I gotta let you off this time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now I was gonna ask you your your thoughts on what we were talking about earlier about uh spirit and ancestors and stuff, but yeah, that's that's a while back. So. Oh okay. Hey Saber, yeah. I wanna, I wanna. I was gonna say something about that because I wanted to, uh, I wanted to read some again from Sal- uh, uh from Maladome's book, and he speaks to that the ancestor, well, basically ancestors in nature, mm-hmm. and he says in order to crack open something in yourself to allow you to be aware of the presence of ancestor spirits, you have to walk into nature with your emotional self, not your intellectual self. You need to open wide your heart so that you can become moist and drink deeply from the emotional echoes that you have received from the frown of your gnarled tree of the twist of a branch. Seen in this way, nature, the dwelling place of the ancestral spirits, is a vast field of grief. I say this because every harmful thing done to the earth is registered in nature. Nature is the place where the real work of the healing takes place slowly and gradually. Mm. Now see, now that's a nice excerpt, but but by it being an excerpt, uh, one thing we don't know where the demarcation line is between the emotional self and the intellectual self. Like where 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 does one stop and the other one begins? And then how many selves are there? We got we named two of them just now in what you read: emotional self and intellectual self. Are there any other kind of selves? And then three, um. The definition of spirit, spirit realm, and all that kind of stuff. Like none of that's included in at least what you read. Now, I'm not saying right, right, he, right. He, he doesn't define it in in the context of uh, that paragraph. Yeah, but he he may define it elsewhere in the book and stuff. So that's what I'm saying. When we, you know, that's why I always say like like these topics can't be, uh, not to say you're microwaving it, but 
these topics can't be like quickly just ran through, you know, and stuff like that. So so we have to like systematically talk about it. And at the very least, we have to define these ambiguous terms, these potentially ambiguous terms like God, spirit, soul, ancestor. Now, you know, now we can't even agree on what ancestor means because uh, some people use ancestor for any old any dead person. Some people use it for uh, kin folks or rel relatives. And so uh, I guess that's why we even uh, uh, speaking with Chief X is because he brought up the issue of ancestors and stars and being stardust. And the thing is, what's interesting is that if we are all products of stars and every scientist knows this, and I think a lot of people will accept this without without any pushback, is that we're here because of a, of of some star or stars exploded and so we're all a result of of stars and we're you know they they say it as we are all stardust if that's the case then there's no discrimination with that if a star is one of the ultimate ancestors then that's the one of the ultimate ancestors of everybody on the planet now you got people who dislike different ethnic groups we got rape racism and stuff like that but we all have a common ancestor though so now we don't even have to go as far back as as stars. Let's just go to mitochondrial Eve. That means that every living human being on the planet today can maternally trace their lineage back to one woman. So how does that fit in with the bigger picture or the idea of this 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 push for a lot of people to separate and make distinctions between Europeans and black fo white folks and black folks and stuff like that. You got people who who will not even try to be in the same boat and do anything, come up with all kinds of crazy stuff, mixing mixing scientific jargon with with stuff they made up and stuff just to be separate and not understand that. So how does that fit in? Because mitochondrial Eve is everybody who's living common maternal ancestor, whether you like it or not. I mean, so does any does do people give that that thought? Like 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 when people think ancestors, do they think do they think mitochondrial Eve? Or let's let's make it uh emotionally um edgy. Um, let's say you have uh, ancestry down your line of I mean, let's just call it how it is. We we've been in um, slavery. Say you have an ancestor down the line who may have been a white slave owner who raped one of your ancestors. He's ultimately, you know, the reason why one of your ancestors is here physically, like even though it may have been a rape or whatever the situation, do you give honor to him too as well? Because without him, he wouldn't be here, right? Right. So those are the kinds of questions that that will obviously make a person who's a critical thinker understand that when you examine and analyze these subjects and issues, you definitely have to. Uh, put your emotion in the closet because your 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 our tendency to be emotional and react emotional will cloud our judgment and so you got people who will not even address what you just said because they 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 attach their emotions they get so attached to to these issues to where it clouds their um, study and their pursuit of of uh, knowledge and so yeah which I, I think uh the topic of you know spirit drives and ancestors, um, it seems, in my opinion, to be a, a a bothersome and an embarrassing conversation for a lot of people who are into African spirituality. 
who may embrace, you know, um, um, a traditional religion per se. Um, it seemed to be uncomfortable with this conversation. I agree with you because, because um, especially recently when Unc brought up the topic of reincarnation, a lot of people got, a lot of people's comments that I read were, had a defensive character about it. And it, it wasn't a con, it wasn't just dialoguing and, and, and trying to share information and, 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 and push forward with the conversation. It was more so defending, defending something. And only time you defend something is when you feel like you're being attacked, like attack and defense go together. So, so, so some people are perceiving just, just having a conversation about it as an attack. And I don't understand why people do that. It's just unnecessary. So that's why I was kept saying in my comments, I kept saying people need to relax and slow things down. Because like, for example, one thing that I, that I brought to, I bring to the table about this conversation is this, um, the idea of, of what we know biologically now today that we didn't know in history and in the, in the past. It, and matter of fact, the human genome was just uh, mapped recently in recent times, not recent, recent, but in recent times. I think 2000, uh, I want to say 2003 or 2013. Those are three on there. Um, with the, the sequencing of the human genome, now we understand a lot better admixture and lineage your paternal lineage your maternal lineage and your admix admixture and so what happens is and we understand the the, the process called recombination which is we understand that we get 50 percent of our dna from our mother and 50 percent from our father approximately close to 50 percent from each parent now if two people two parents had multiple children each of their child will will get 50 percent from each parent but it, it will not be the same 50%. And so because of that, every sibling, every sibling or every child of those of that set of parents will have a different set of ancestors. Because, because one child will get a 50% from their mother, but it won't be the same 50% as the, their next child. So each sibling, although you're full-blooded siblings and have the two of the same parents, guess what? You have totally different um, well, of course, you're going to share ancestors, but then then there's going to be some ancestors excluded from one child and included in the other child. And so do people consider that when they talk about ancestral veneration? Now, nobody really considers that uh, for all this time because it hasn't been an issue because because biogenetics and and what we know about all that stuff is a fairly recent thing. But guess what? We're going to have to eventually incorporate it and consider those things because these are these are facts that we have that we now know and so that appears to be or being perceived as a threat on tradition because tradition is based off of given knowledge for a particular era or period of time and when the knowledge change the tradition is supposed to change but a lot of people fight the change and they perceive it as an attack and then you get this this battle, this battle and this back and forth stuff. So that's what I see is happening right now. And so people are going to people eventually people are going to have to understand and address it. They're going to have to reconcile that. They're going to have to reconcile that. If I have a brother like I got a, a brother and a sister, we have different ancestors. Of course, we share some, but we also have different ones. And that's something that people have to understand. And you don't get the full ancestor. 
You don't you don't get the full ancestors. You get pieces of of ancestors. That's how genes work. You get pieces of them. You don't you don't get the full ancestor. And then you got to address what makes you you. Is your is, is you know I is, think is, that mm-hmm. Go ahead. I think that uh, what you were saying uh, as far as tradition, like um, that that really did summarize how I, I, I saw some of the responses to that was um, people were defending. I guess, as you were saying, a tradition. I think, I think that religion sometimes is uh, religion and tradition is probably a lot like mixed together. Like they see religion and tradition as the same thing. Like I, I don't see any of my peers that you know are church going folk um, as people who are unintelligent. They just don't venture down that path because going to church is really tradition. If they thought about it, maybe they might try to rationalize it, but tradition will will trump intelligence or any type of rational or facts that I try to bring to. Them, so yeah, and that and that's exactly. what and that's what we're talking about. Like the starting line of every pursuit of knowledge is ignorance, and this is why we come up with such sayings as "the more I know." The more I I know not, and we'll you know we'll we'll cliche it and fancy that saying up and stuff like that. You know, um, the more I know, the 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 more I how, of how much I don't know and stuff like that. And th- and the reason for all those sayings is because it's because at the starting line of any pursuit of knowledge is ignorance. This is why you pursue knowledge in the first place. Obviously, you're not going to pursue something you already have. So we all start out on a starting block of ignorance. But then we then we race down the path. And then the destination is is to be in a state of knowing in a state of knowledge. And so science is the journey and the destination, whereas belief is the starting line. And so some people are comfortable sitting there on the starting line. That's just a fact of of how some people are like everybody's not the same. So some people are comfortable sitting right there at the starting line. You know, the gun is shot, pow, and they don't move. They're, they're good to go. They, they want to stay at the starting line. It's all good. Then you got some people who will start to run and they go down the path, but then they come across difficulties, speed bumps and hurdles and stuff like that. Then they get tired. They don't want to jump over them. So they stop right there. And you got some people that will make it to the destination. That's just how humans are. That's how we all are. And so so we you know, we got that difference. We got the diversity. So some people are just not going to get it. Some people are, are content with where they at. That's just something that we're going to have to accept. Can't save everybody and everybody is not going to be the same or have the same outcome. And that's it. But the tools are available and the potential is there for everybody, whether they use them and whether they um, uh, take advantage of it. That's a different story. And that's just it. And every, everybody, everybody is real cool and good um, until their belief system gets questioned. You know, like um, sometimes in the what you call what you wrote, the social community the so-called conscious community. They'll get on Christians and everything. And then I started questioning a lot of the sisters, why you believe in chakras? Why you believe in kundalini? Why you believe in <laughs> Touching on their beliefs. Oh. <laughs> and I remember y'all was, doing yeah. a stream. y'all was doing a stream last week. And I think the title was, um, um, is African spirituality pseudo, I think was the title. I said, oh, uh, I'm about to get in the uproar behind this. 
Then you had uh, people who embraced African tradition, religions um, on the stream. Everybody was just like scattered and, <laughs> and worried. And, oh, shit, they got to tap into something I believe and, te- and teach. I mean, it was like, it was crazy. It was funny to me, though. <laughs> I think you need somebody to actually play uh, devil's advocate that, you know, that opposes you, that actually has uh, like a rational point of view, even if they don't believe it, have somebody try to, I learned that from a debate class a long time. You can't really debate a subject until you debate with something that you don't agree with. Yeah, and, you know, and now listen, I, I come from a background. I come from, a, I, I was actually on a debate, an amateur debate team in college. And so we had training in debating and stuff. And so one of the things that we were always uh, told is that you should, like, first of all, everybody should learn how to play chess because once you learn how to play chess, then then you should you should play yourself because in playing yourself, you'll you'll learn how to detach yourself from an issue and you'll be able to be more objective. And the reason why is because in chess, you know, you got two sides. You got the black and white pieces or white and brown, whatever pieces you got. But if you play yourself, you you're no longer the, the goal is no longer to beat a person. The, the goal then changes to 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 beat the squares like you're going to pay attention to the squares and the positions of the pieces and you're going to move for the best move regardless of what color you're using at for that particular move. Obviously, you're going to take turns and, and switch color to color, but you're going to move for the best move based on the current situation. And so debating is the same way when you're in pursuit of knowledge, you, you operate the same way. You don't get so attached to it to where it it uh, ignites your biases and your emotions. You have to stay objective as possible. And, you know, we have a, a, a degrees of that objective as possible. And you go where the evidence goes. And so that teaches you by, by practicing playing chess with yourself. That kind of conditions you to be more uh, scientific and, and follow the evidence. And a lot of people are unable to do that. And that's just something that's real among our people. We we there's a lot of people who are. But you know what? Not I'm, able to do that. I'm very intelligent, and I find myself guilty of doing that before. Like like they, like I'm gonna tell you the the five percenters, man. They they got it down pat. That's wait wait wait. Say it again. I don't know. The, the, I don't who, know. the who got I, it? I, down I, I pat? find myself guilty of some of that. Uh, like um, um igniting my biases. I, I was saying uh five percent ordination of gods and earth as no. Oh, well, well, but see, but this is the thing. Intelligence is not really a factor, uh, a factor in it. You know, I mean, I, mean, I guess it depends no. on what you what you mean, you know, what you mean by intelligence. But, I think so. but you got you got some know. you got some intelligent people. See, I mean, you know, that that's that's going to get to a whole nother conversation because you got for, for example, you got doctors who are unhealthy. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you got you got you got you got people who who are in the service of healing people, but they themselves are unhealthy. So so intelligence so intelligence you know intelligence really it it plays a part, but it's not it's not as much as you think. It's it's real simple. It's 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 the changeover and a paradigm shift that people need to have to to always seek to be objective as possible. Now we're never going to reach the hundred percent uh objective. Uh, point, but the pursuit of it to get close as possible is what everybody should be should do. And the, an example I always give is about temperature. Like if you and I were, were in a room, and I were to ask you, um, uh, what's the weather like outside? Is it what, what's the temperature outside? 
and and you and Sean were were in the room, and both of y'all go outside, and both of y'all come back in. Sean comes back in and tell me tells me it's cold. You come back in and say it's warm. Now, what you all both told me, you you gave me two different answers, but both of your answers are subjective expressions. And now now I'm stuck. I'm I'm, I'm stuck, and I gotta make a choice. I don't know who to believe, and then that's, it creates a whole drama. That I gotta I gotta do a whole bunch of extra stuff. But now let's say you all went outside and came back in and y'all expressed yourselves objectively by telling me the, the degree of the temperature in Fahrenheit. So Sean came in and said it's 72 degrees. You came in. You have to say it's 72 degrees. Well, guess what? I can't argue no more. Nobody argues. So so the goal in science is to be objective as possible and to use objective expressions and to try your best to stay away from subjective expressions. Because that will eliminate the debate and the ambiguity, ambiguity of things. So that's what we do, what we do, and we, what we learn to do, especially in school when you learn how to pursue uh, knowledge in uh, epistemology and in science and in math. Math is the most objective language known, because one plus one is two all day, every day, no matter where you are in the world, mm -hmm. no matter what color you are, and all that good stuff. One item and two items together, one item and one item together makes two items. No matter what your language is, you might not even use the word item, I-T-E-M, but that and that is two dats, <laughs> you know, or whatever the case is. Math, so they say math is the language of the universe and so on and so forth. That's where we get those sayings from. So, right, yeah. So we have to be as ob ob objective as possible. And there are people who are either trained and good at it or people are just naturally good at doing that. And they, they become, you know, really your good teachers, people who can objectify. Um, and I'm using that word as opposite of subjective um, to, to be able to communicate that way. And that's what we all should seek to seek to do. And that's how you be real clear. Let me give you an example, John. Last night I was doing some research on um, the difference between pork and beef. Right. And uh, I ran across so many biased sites. So I, I was just skipping them. So when it got down to it, come to find out pork is healthier for you than beef. It has a better nutritional value than beef. So. Oh, you boy, you, 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 you about to make some enemies so, tonight, boy. When I posted this. <laughs> I seen people got in an uproar about it because everybody in the so-called conscious community is against pork, but they'll eat some beef, right? So it tapped into everybody's belief about beef and pork. And when I broke down the stats, I had scientific sources and everything, is nothing nobody can say. Pork is, has more nutritional value than beef. Pork is also more environmental friendly than beef. Nobody wanted to accept this because they eat beef and they're against pork. <laughs> so it was just hilarious. So I, later on today, I started teasing people about it. All the beef eaters are mad now because <laughs> they've, been, they've been snuffing their nose down at pork eaters and they eating something that's less healthy than pork. <laughs> yeah, now see, 
Now, see, something like that now, I know I know by you saying that just now, right now, I'm sure people who are watching right now are probably going to be like, what? Chief X done lost his mind, boy. They're they right. going to they, they gonna burn you at the stake for saying what you're saying. But see, it's stuff like that that people should not be afraid of and, and to actually at least analyze the data. So if you have data and you present it, then nobody should feel threatened or insecure enough to to uh, to dismiss it, throw the baby out with the bathwater, or attack you for saying what you're saying. And so that's why scientists are, are much more comfortable having mo having different conversations than than a quote unquote religious person, because religion steps on people's emotion emotional connection with whatever they they believe. Whereas a scientist scientists are more prone i'm not speaking for all scientists but but this is just a, a a consensus majority consensus scientists are go follow the evidence and remember science is the domain of evidence and math is the domain of proof and and people gotta understand that because people be like prove it prove it you can't prove it like man science doesn't prove anything science tries to falsify everything and what's <laughs> what's left is the preponderance of of accuracy and reality that's what science deals with so it's, it's the domain of evidence and math is the domain of proof but I'm saying this to say that that if you are scientific in your thinking and mathematical in your expressions, then you will not be insecure to have a conversation about just about anything. That's the bottom line. So anybody that gets real defensive off, off the rip and stuff like that, you already know that they're not scientifically inclined or mathematically expressive. And that's where we have to be. And I know in Africa, in many African cultures, this is something that was pushed and was highlighted and you know my my focus and 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 um and and thing is in the Nile Valley and every and people have to understand that <laughs> math and science were deified in the deities of Jehuti, Ma'at and Sashat and this is why Jehuti and and Sashat together they they encompass the 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 math the science the arc you know um uh, language and all those kinds of things those are the deities that are governed over those kinds of things they deify those things and they push that math and science express yourself mathematically and think scientifically i hope people can remember that do your best because now i saw somebody in the comments said without subjective questions um there will be no objective uh etc etc and and so so there's there's a relationship between the two. And remember what I said, we all start off with ignorance. If we knew everything, like nobody knows everything. And nobody knows what they know prior to them knowing it. So which means you start off in ignorance. When we're born, we are born totally ignorant of the, of the world before us. And we go through stages of development, cultivation, learning, et cetera, et cetera. Some people can learn. Uh, some people have to learn by experience, direct experience, and some people have to learn or can learn by um, by good teachers and good instructors, instructors that can that can bring forth the information from in them outward. That's what you call education. That's what education really is: is to uh, educare, which means to to draw out of someone that which is already in them. And so some people learn different ways, but that's what, what we all start off uh, in ignorance. And that's it. Some people are 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 content with that. So, Chief X, what you the questions that you raise is really pushing the envelopes, and some people may may feel uncomfortable, um, uncomfortable about and having a discussion um, about. So, you know, I see I seen a lot of your posts and in your videos. You had like a five minute, seven minute video about 
ancestors. You had ancestors. You had a question, 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 question. You know, uh, and you and you raised some questions that nobody should should be offended by or or or, or whatnot. Um, it's just a question. You know, it's a dialogue that you that you're creating and you're starting. And I'm I'm telling you, as time goes on and as more breakthroughs in our knowledge happens, people are going to be forced to re assess and reevaluate traditions that have been going on for decades centuries and millennia period there's going to be no way around that and 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 nobody should be um you know feel uh feel a way about that so chief can i challenge you a little bit on that uh the, the pork thing sure but long as long as long as, long as you're clear on what my topic was, just let me be, tell you what my topic was. My topic okay. was the difference between pork and beef and which one has a better nutritional value. But folk began to deflect, like I've seen in this comment chat thread, thread here, and got to okay. talking about pork and how bad it's for you and what pigs do and they eat their own. That's not the conversation right. pigs eat how nasty they are, what their carcass looks like. The conversation and the topic was the difference between beef and pork, which one has more nutritional value. But go ahead. So are you talking about, because I know uh, a lot of times beef, beef is like ground beef. So when we eat, people eating hamburgers, they eating all kinds of parts of the cow not just specific parts. That's why right. a steak, so with a, with, you know, if you get a, if you get a, with a what the scientists did was, uh, what you're basically about to say, they were talking about certain parts, the best part of the, of the cow, and the best part of the pig, um, the best part okay. of the pig were the pork chops and loins. So when uh -huh. you compare both of the best parts of each animal, because scientists are specific, it wasn't going to compare yeah. Uh, guts to uh, uh, you know <laughs> exactly that's what I was going to say man I'm coming out, I'm like man you ain't telling me that I'm going to eat chip, chitlins yeah, they weren't talking about, me they were talking about loins and pork chops and <laughs> certain parts of exactly. the okay. like bacon isn't the most nutritional part of the pig man, are you are you no. mean you mean to tell me pig's feet is better than uh that that sirloin steak <laughs> <laughs> That's, that's what I was. I, I know. I know that's not what you was arguing. Uh, I actually heard someone say that before. Right. To me, it just it's it's a lot of things that I eat that I used to eat. That I used to could eat that I can't. And uh, pork is just one of them. I, I can't even eat beef that much uh, because it, it just doesn't agree with my stomach. Once once I stop eating it for a while, you know, for whatever reason, um, it, it just didn't agree with my stomach. So I eat a lot of other different stuff. Uh, but anyway, like I was saying, so you're saying the best of the pig, which would be like the chops or the loin is better than, um, uh, uh Angus steak. Right. As far as nutrition. Mm -hmm. Now, let me I ask you something. That. Let me ask you something, chief. I, I had posted up something and I saw you, I saw you commented on there and you, you basically gave, uh, Moringa, uh, um, as as an answer i had asked is there a list of all of the nutrition 
of, of all of the uh, the vitamins and minerals that the human body needs? Like, is, is there is there a, a concise or or even an exhaustive list of everything the body needs in terms of of the vitamins and minerals and things and their dominant sources? And, and so that, that that was my question, and I I don't think I really got a a, a answer or like a book or a link or something because I'm I'm really looking for something like that because I had a book before and I no longer have it. I had a book that was all of vitamins and minerals from A to Z, and it was a real good book. It broke down every every vitamin and what it was good for in the body. Like certain vitamins are good for for the eyesight, certain vitamins are good for like carotene for for nails and hair and all that. Like it broke down from A to Z. All these different things. I no longer have it. And so I was trying to get something like that um, again for my daughters. And so I was looking for something that that explains that list. First of all, all the things that the human body needs on average and then where the sources are for, are for those things. And I know I know you put uh, Moringa, somebody put Iris Moss and stuff like that. But I'm not looking for the the actual thing i'm looking for a list like a you know a book right. or something. you know i meant to look that up because i was curious myself and i actually like to know that that's going to be my homework tonight um a list of what all the human body needs um you know yeah well by the way i'm i'm i don't eat pork or beef so so I'm, we should I'm, have we should have a, um, a, a um, we should have a, a a conversation on the stream one day about veganism meat eaters and pescatarians because i did a, a a study on that one time mm -hmm. and out of and i was trying to be unbiased as possible so out of the meat eaters vegans pescatarians the people who fared well and test and were the most healthiest were pescatarians pescatarians had the lo longest lifespan also um and most of those were japanese people because i i think they're largely I was just gonna ask you, Chief X. excuse me I was just gonna ask you that. Is I was gonna say why do why do people think that Asian people, you know, why 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 do they have the best health in the world? They could all have Hey, uh fortunate. I'm I don't know if you're speaking into the mic, but we can't hear you very well. Can you hear me? Yeah, there you go. There you go. Now I was saying a lot of people wonder why Asians are amongst some of the healthiest people because they eat a lot of different shit, but they incorporate a lot of seafood, a lot of fish, and a lot of vegetables in their diet. So they can eat squid, octopus, pork, and even cat and dog, but as long as they're eating a lot of that seafood where they at and a lot of the vegetables, that's why they probably maintain that, that status as some of the healthiest people. Right, and here's the, here's the key here. Pescatarians are overall the healthiest, had the less health problems and the longest lifespan. Um, the difference between a vegan and a meat eater was they may live about maybe two, three years more. Um, but meat eaters, and I'm unbiased, meat eaters did have the highest heart rate diseases, but vegans had the highest anemic rates out of everybody. Reason being, and people didn't know this, you can, vitamin B and vitamin and iron works kind of hand in hand, but they're different. But you cannot get vitamin B from plant sources. Vitamin, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, excuse me. Vitamin B12 only, and I posted the scientific links, comes from 
dairy and meat sources. You cannot get vitamin B12 any other kind of way. There's one plant that has it, but vegans don't eat that plant. And that plant is called purple laver. Okay. So this is why vegans have the highest rates of anemia. Okay. I didn't say iron. I said vitamin B12. Okay. So after all that, pescatarians win. They beat meat eaters. They beat vegans and everything. <laughs> now, now that's, that's interesting because also like, like, I noticed that you put the ism after, you know, vegetarianism, veganism, pescatarianism and stuff. You know, isms is, is like is like, you know, an expanded extension of these things. And so what what people have to realize is that that there's lifestyles to it. It's not it's not only a diet. You know, there's a there's an entire lifestyle because you can be a a vegan as far as what you eat. But your lifestyle and what you put into your mind, your stress levels, your your adrenaline, your your uh, what do you call it? Your uh, um, what do you call it? That hormone that's released uh, uh, cortisol, um, whatever the harm, the harmful hormone for the fight or flight, you know, along with adrenaline and stuff like that, that stuff eats you up. And so that will do a lot more damage. Then you have estrogen dominance. You have estrogen that's uh, prevalent in, in the bodies. It doesn't matter what you're eating you know, um, that, that can, can get out of hand and harm people. So it, it, all these different things come with a lifestyle, uh, as well, you know, along with, you know, literally directly what you eat, but there's a whole lifestyle that comes with these things. And that's what people have to really start dealing with. And matter of fact, um, um, this kind of is a perfect time for me to, uh, let me quickly do this real quick. Um, this Saturday, anybody who's listening, who lives in the area, I'm trying to, let me put up the, um, the flyer again this weekend or this Saturday, I should say this Saturday, we are um, myself and Unc and um, a brother named Dirk Twine. Uh, we are going to be speaking at this Black Power Powwow at the Black Dot Cultural Center. And the brother uh, Dirk Twine, uh, this will be my first time hearing from the brother or hearing anything about him. I'm not I'm not familiar with his work or anything, so I'm going to be listening tentatively. But the theme of of the whole talk is mind, body, and soul. And he's going to talk, he's an herbologist. So he's going to talk about physical health, herbs, and herbology, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, that kind of speaks to what we're talking about right now. So I'm sure he's going to bring up vegetarian, you know, being a vegan and be a pescatarian and being an omni, uh, you know, meat eater, et cetera, et cetera. So, so I'm sure he's going to bring that kind of stuff up. So, so if you want to chime in on the conversation, come out to the Black Dot Cultural Center. It's in Latonia. So if you live in the Atlanta area, it's free. Just come. It's from 6 to 9. And we always go over time. Last time we went from 6 to 1 in the morning. We were just building, building, building. Really, really good conversations, you know. And so it's going to be good. So anyway, but uh, go ahead, Chief. I just wanted to um, plug that in again. Yeah, so vegans have to. Somebody said that's not true. But uh, you can easily look this up and I'll, I'll, I'll repost it on my page if anybody wants to do research. You can only get vitamin B12 from dairy and meat sources. That's not a shot. It's actually the truth. You can get it from purple laver, but vegans don't eat purple laver. Okay. Which one is riboflavin? Which one is, um, which, which B vitamin is, is uh, the yellow, the riboflavin flavor or whatever? Is that I'm B? I'm not sure, would y'all? Not sure about that one. Um, okay. So, I was telling I was telling vegans um, that you know I, I, for 23 years I didn't eat pork. 
I just started back eating pork this year. Um, so I was telling vegans, I know a lot of people are extreme with it, but vitamin B12 stores in your body for six months. I was suggesting that vegans should at least eat some salmon maybe once a month and they can store that B12 and they won't have anemia problems, okay? Salmon, I did read, is nothing unhealthy about salmon in any kind of way. Salmon is one of the healthiest meats there is, okay? So I was just suggesting that vegans at least, don't be so extreme, have a, some salmon at least once a month. You can store that B12 and you will never have anemia problems. You don't have to eat it regularly, but once a month, just eat some damn salmon and relax. <laughs> so, you know, meat has different textures, you know? Um, just like certain plants have certain different textures. You know, broccoli might be rougher than uh, uh, um, kale or something, you know what I mean? Everything digests differently. You, you digest beef different than you digest salmon, okay? Um, so salmon is something I always represent and tell people they should at least have at least once a month, whether you're vegan, vegetarian, or whatever you are. Well, that's interesting. So now, you know, I put the link in there. You know, it's one o'clock. We definitely went overtime. Unc is about to come back in. Let's, you know, see what see what he brings up. And then, uh, you know, we can kind of close out because, you know, I, I, I can go. Listen, I'm, I'm MC Ironline. I could, I could talk all night. And I know Chief X. I know you can. I know you can talk, boy. You, 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 you light up a, a Cuban cigar. You, you want to roll, boy. That's a wrap, right there. Well, I am. I'm actually studying still. This is Gerald in Portland. I'm still studying. Got some work to do. So I'm up. I've been reading the whole time. So it's whatever. I like to continue. Yeah, I'm not gonna be too long. Like 1:30 tops for me. So we got we got 30 minutes. So anybody, you know, the link is in there. I think Brother Sean had reposted it a few times. Uh, so we got the sister uh, uh, Julanda. Julanda, uh, she always brings some. Uh... Hold up, I'm here. I'm actually studying still. This is Gerald Portland. I'm still studying. Got some work. Chief, I'm gonna have to mute you because you, you got an echo. We got an echo. Uh, Chief X, I, I had to I had to mute you because we had some echo. I don't know what you were playing. Like it sounded like you were playing a video. I'm gonna repost it a few times. I don't even know if you hear me. You 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 playing the video from the um from the YouTube side. So yeah, now nah, Unk is coming back in. He said, "Well, Jai was always on the curfew." Now nah, listen, uh, Ebony Knowledge. I, I listen. You obviously don't know me because I I will go through a a talking marathon. You know, I say sleep is for the week. You know, you'll go to sleep twice before I before I I hang it up <laughs> but um so hold on me unmute you chief because you you had you had you were playing the youtube side so we were in echo right, I know. We just start okay moving. yeah so anyway so 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 since we got you here man so so okay you brought up the um the topic of the ancestors and stuff like that i'm trying to think of some of the other posts that you had brought up i know you brought up um um Actually, I've seen some of the some of those ones you just mentioned about about the health and stuff like that. I know you went through a, a thing with uh, a brother Inky, like you you were going back and forth with uh, some things with that. But I don't even want to. That's I know it's going to be a whole another conversation. So <laughs> <laughs> just to be clear, because Inky was saying something, I just want to be clear with people. Um, 
he's selling a product called, he calls it non-GMO Moringa. Yeah, I just want to let people know there's no such thing as GMO Moringa. Hybrid, hybrid and GMO are two separate things. There's hybrid Moringa only. There's no GMO Moringa. No one has ever went to the lab and gene spliced Moringa seed. So whatever Inky is what saying, is he's fallacious and lying and bullshitting to make some money. What is watermelon? Watermelon. <laughs> some crap. No such thing, actually. So, okay, so now, all right, so you brought up the uh, veganist. So basically you were saying out of the three types of uh, eating styles or, you know, pescatarian is basically overall the winner. Overall uh, winner, overall healthiest. Overall healthiest. Okay. So now how is this health being judged? Is, is it is it life's longevity, like, like how long people live or do they live? Because you got people who live who live long but they don't live a prosperous or healthy life like they they you know the number of years like the number but then you got people who live long but actually actually fulfill life like they actually have a healthy life you know they're able to do things into their old age older age and and you know what i'm saying stuff like that so how how did like what did they determine well, yeah i did this research maybe about three years ago on facebook and i made a post about it um and this post went on. It was my longest post. It went on for like oh, about two weeks. People continued to comment, comment, comment. So as people were commenting, I was learning and reading. And I didn't want to be biased. I really wanted to get to the bottom of it, find the truth. Because I was representing meat eaters. But like you say, we can't just be biased. We have to be scientific. And um, I just started going through sites, uh, age, um, longevity of life. Um, I, I, I looked into what um, health problems vegans suffer from mostly, what health problems meat eaters suffer from mostly. Um, were they um, judging the health of a vegan and a meat eater who work out or didn't work out? Because most vegans work out and are healthy. They're more health conscious. So when they was doing stats compared to meat eaters, I had to throw out a lot of bias studies because they were interviewing meat eaters and doing health testing on meat eaters who didn't work out. So they finally did it for workout vegans. Oh, but hold, hold and on, working out meat eaters. Hold on, but pause, pause. That that supports what I said because it's a lifestyle that goes with it. Like like you can't just go strictly with what people eat. Like you, like you just gave an example. Uh, uh, in general vegans are more health conscious because it because, because it takes effort to be a vegan in the first place so so yes they will pay attention to cardiovascular um going to the gym hitting the gym whereas a meat eater is the more of the norm and it's and and you don't you're not as conscious of what you put into your body therefore you're not going to be that uh or prone to be conscious to actually hit the gym and and deal with stuff like that so that's and that's just the way things have have become so i just wanted to point that out you 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 you're speaking to what i said earlier the lifestyle right. itself so when i was doing this research i didn't want to be biased and i wanted to make sure things were on point that they compared a working out vegan to a working out meat eater and um i think the lifespan difference and this was about three years ago so i just off the head 
may have been a difference of two years. So if you're vegan, you might live approximately two years more than a meat eater. No huge difference. You know what I mean? People think, you know, lifespans, people, the way you, a lifespan is basically more about your genetics than what you really eat and you work out. Mm. Be healthy and work out and add three more years to your life, but you're not going to just sit here and add 10, 20 years to your life just because you're a vegan and work out. You get what I'm saying, Wujano? Yeah. So it, there were just slight differences. Um, so I, 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 and I researched this for two weeks. And pescatarians were the best. Now I, I want to. I had to bite it as a meat eater. <laughs> What's a pescatarian there? They only eat seafood or fish. Yeah, they don't, do beef, they don't do beef, chicken, and things. So like that. let me let me read this to support what you were saying earlier. Um, it says this is a concerning uh, vitamin B12. It says um, it says the only organisms to produce vitamin B12 are certain bacteria and archaea. Some of these bacteria are found in the soil around the grasses that ruminants eat. They are taken into the animal, proliferate, and form and form part of their gut flora. I'm hearing noise now. No, hold on. The chemosynthetic came as a result of post popular Okay, I, I, I'll mute you for a second. <laughs> um, so, where was I? Okay, um, so these bacteria are found in the soil around the grasses that ruminants eat. They are taken into the animal, proliferate, and form part of their gut flora, and continue to produce vitamin B12. Now, here's, here's what supports what you were saying. There are no naturally occurring notable vegetable dietary sources of the vitamin, speaking about B12, so vegans and vegetarians are advised to take a supplement or fortify foods. Otherwise, most omnivorous people in developed countries obtain enough vitamin B12 from consuming animal products, including milk, meat, milk, eggs, and fish. Right. So... Now, yeah, so the only way vegans can get it if they take in some fortified food that's fortified with B12. Like, uh, I think it's yeast. What's that name of that? Uh, Nutritional yeast? Yeah. Then you can get B12 from that because it's fortified. And it's kind of a form of bacteria. Hmm. But other than that, so B12 only comes from meat and dairy sources. People don't know that. People were mad when I mentioned it. But I was only trying to enlighten people. And they don't drink milk anyway. You know, I think the most important thing you said, uh, this was like a couple of weeks ago, uh, when you was going back, back and forth with uh Inky, and you said basically you should get your vitamins from your foods. Yeah, and that, I mean, come on, man, like that's that's common sense. So really, you know, a healthy diet really consists of a balanced diet uh with exercise. You know what I'm saying? That's the truth. Drink yeah. waters. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, 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 people stay away from the, and stay away from the processed foods. That's the shit that gets you. It's the processed food that's going to cause you to get that heart attack. I mean, so the body, speaking of evolution, the body has not adapted to processed foods. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's adapted to a lot of things, but not uh, processed foods. And you can just look in African culture. You won't find African culture. You, you won't find a vegan African culture. Yep. All right. 
Dr. Ben, Dr. John Henry Clark always said, every major civilization started along a major river, okay? Niger River, Amazon River, Nile Valley River. And along them rivers, ancient Africans was eating fish. They were fishing. All African cultures today, if you're anywhere near a lake, a river, Gullah Geechee, you're eating fish. That's what they're there for, for you to eat. Um, just to clarify, I had asked you about riboflavin, and and uh, just to answer my own question, it's uh, vitamin B two. So oh. I, I knew it was a two in it. So you said B twelve, but it's B two, and that's um, uh, riboflavin. That's the that's the vitamin that that uh is yellow. That's I call it riboflavin, which ribose is yellow, the color yellow. And yeah. So, so if you you know some if you're a meat eater, you, you you need to eat healthy and make sure you're getting all your nutrition. And as long as you're getting some good fiber and able to remove waste, you're gonna be fine. Yeah, I'm. Uh, and I would like to add when you when you're getting meats to stay away from uh, the processed meats, like um, sausages, the hot dogs, stuff like that. Even if it's just beef, because like I said, those are the mixed up things. Uh, like I, I'm reading up on some things because I was trying to challenge chief on some of that it does say to your point about b12 like some vegetarians like in b12 um in comparison with and beef uh beef has a much higher content of vitamin b12 than pork um but uh it also says what makes pork bad is uh references to processed pork such as sausages baking salami um again like we're talking about pig feet and chillings and i think that that's because that's the main diet, I think, of uh, colloquial hood or black folks. Um, <laughs> I, I, I think stay away from because, stay away from bologna, spam. Yeah, all of that, all of that process shit. Yeah, but you can have that with beef about, too. Yeah, I'm talking about pork chops and loins and, and But what's 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 interesting yeah. is that as a child, uh, we were. What about pork ribs? But hold up, you still get no, you take the bone out of it. Well, but what I was gonna say is that it's that's interesting because because uh the ch the children are coerced with the fancy commercials and stuff. Um, bologna, bologna, uh, b o l n g a a, my bologna. <laughs> My bologna tastes dun, 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 whatever, however it goes and stuff. And steakums, bologna, all the processed stuff is 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 geared towards the youth, and we grow up on that those kinds of things. So by the time we get to our old age, our elder or adult age, I should say, not even eldership, we already starting to uh, see the consequences of those things, you know. But I got a question to you on since we're on nutrition, real quick. Um, I, I, I was saying w one other thing uh, and when it compares to the beef uh, chief eggs, I wanted to know if you um, took into consideration grass fed cows or grass fed beef versus not grass fed beef because it says there's a real difference in nutrition for both. I was wondering if you took that into consideration when doing the comparison. Yeah, what, what, whatever the, when the scientists did their studies, you know, they're pretty good at um, um, weaning out bias uh, 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 tested. So they made sure that um, if they were to compare 
a grass-fed cow, they had a grass-fed pig. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, okay. Mm. Well, hell, I could pretty much do that. I'm, pig, I'm about to say, pigs don't eat grass. Pigs pretty much eat anything, right? No, nah, that's not true. You got <laughs> pigs that do eat grass. That's not true. Yeah, that ain't true. Okay. They, they can okay. be very picky when they want to be. No, you, you got okay. pigs. Some pigs that specialize in eating grass. So, you know, you can't listen okay. to religious people. They're going to kill you with the pork. And so we know why we, we know why Brother Unk don't eat pork, though. See, we know why. Why? Oh, why is that? That shit, that shit come from the residue of religion. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's me. That's me. That's, that. And that's people's main reason why, why it's scary. Right. People freaking out. All Jews. It is. All Jews. religious. All, get past it. all Muslims. I say that's why I, I stopped because I got one Islam. Listen, I hey, Chief, I'm looking at that. It's it's banned in some countries. Hey, hold on, hold on. We're talking about. Hold on, wait a, wait a minute. I can get past Allah, Yahweh, Jesus Christ, but I can't get past eating that pork. I'm not eating it. <laughs> hey, but I got. I, I don't eat pork for a different reason, though. I don't eat pork because the pig. Little, little as known, a lot of people. The pig has an intelligence similar to dogs and cats. People don't eat those animals, but they eat the pig. That's the reason why. I've heard, I've heard that before. You know, you're not supposed to eat intelligent animals. That's why people. That's why people don't. That's why people don't eat horse. You gonna eat whatever gonna make (laughs) well. Eat some pig. Well, listen, listen, listen. Listen, they gotta eat. You ain't, if you try to survive and that damn pig there, that dog, you gonna eat it. Trouble. <laughs> hey, I got I got preservation, baby. I got I got a quick question. Uh on on the list of top five, where does fruits, where does watermelon fit? Number one, baby. Number one. <laughs> hey, y'all know, y'all know you watermelon. Eat watermelon. <laughs> you know what watermelon good for, right? Yeah. Water, yeah. Watermelon is the best thing. Water. Natural uh uh um erectile dysfunction. Yep. It's the best what? Say it again. Oh erectile dysfunction. Yeah, that's fruit. it. Yeah, that watermelon good. Hey, where's the brother still on here that had that question about evolution which should go to? Nah. Gone. Uh, that dude been trying to get off the phone for about an hour. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, he's still Just on one that? more question. Just one more. Oh, he ain't off. He ain't off the phone. I'm gonna say this and then I'm gonna get off the phone. Uh, wait, 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 hold up, brother. I disagree with that. After I say this, I'm gonna get off the phone. Twenty minutes later. After I say this, I'm gonna get off the phone. Hey, my computer went off for a minute. Let me give you my go-to with that. I always go to dung beetles. That's my go-to. You know what I'm saying? So, so, so the dung beetle actually it, it kind of unifies uh, Africa with evolution to modern science with evolution. And here's the reason why. Uh, dung beetles are a model species. So in science, a model species is a species that they use to test and to understand certain natural phenomenon. So what is the natural phenomenon that, that dung beetles help modern science understand? Biological evolution. So here's the point. When you go to the Nile Valley, right, when, when you look at Kepada, which is the dung beetle, right, the meaning of it is, is, is clear that, 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 that Kepada represents, represents unrolling, evolution, transformation. 
right? And so Charles Darwin, in his book, The Origin of the Species, wrote a subchapter on dung beetles. He was an avid dung beetle collector. So now, if Charles Darwin, going to the Galapagos Islands, right, can sit around and, and look at uh, different species of insects and different birds and look at finches, right, and look at the different environments within the island and come up with this grand idea, which becomes the foundation of modern biology. And guess what this idea was? Natural dam selection. And all natural selection is, is that nature will transform living organisms, right, to reach the age of reproduction. That's all it is. So you cannot tell me that black people on the Nile River being there since 300,000 BCE, you feel me? Could not look at nature and understand that nature transforms the environment. You can't say they didn't because they showed you that. They knew it so much that they deified the idea. Whether you like deity or not, you know, atheist, real black atheist, this is one fact you can't get around that the dung beetle was deified in ancient Egypt. And here's that, that, that mix of spirituality and science that you can't get around. Can't get around that. As a real black atheist, as a black atheist, as a plain old white atheist, you can't, you can argue to the cows come home, but you can't act like Charles Darwin could, could study beetles, you know what I'm saying? But the Nile Valley Africans that study beetles you know what I'm saying? Because we talking about African beetles now. Ain't no goddamn beetles on the Galapagos Island like that. We talking about these African dung beetles. You feel me? And I'm saying we've been understood natural goddamn selection. As a matter of fact, we based our culture around that. You can find the same thing in West Africa. You can find it in Ifa. You can find it in just African traditions. You know what I'm saying? They systems is based off of transformation and evolution and understanding the damn environment. That's my go-to. Nigga will argue you down to the cows come home. That's my go-to. Now, if I get a smart white boy on the white boy on the show, I just say, "Yo, Gene Two Fusion." I hit it with that. Gene Two Fusion, nigga, I'm done. Gotta be simple. I got one easier than that. Just tell everybody. Anybody ever had a child? Um, just go through the um the the stages of development of the baby from um when they take the ultrasound. I mean that's that's micro evolution right there. No, you know, I, I can show a picture. No, you just fucked up. No, it's Why not. not? That's not. You messed that's up. That's not micro evolution. No, that's called development, bro. That's not evolution. That's development. Okay. You fucked up. Your go-to was fucked up. <laughs> Your go-to was not evolution. That was development. Yeah, you. I, you ever heard of gene two fusion? No. How many chromosomes do a chimpanzee got? 23, right? The 48. 48. All together. Wait, wait, wait. What'd you oh, say? Oh. Now you fucking up. Wait, wait. What'd you, I'm saying, what'd you say? You said 48. Who got 48? That's correct, huh? 48, you correct? Yeah, 48 on chimpanzee. I ain't say humans. Humans got 46. Oh, I, by the way, I see people in this chat bashing pork, but they off topic. I was just doing a comparison. But if you want to bash 
if you want to do that, actually, the most contaminated meat is not beef or pork. It's chicken. Salmonella. Yeah. Chicken yeah, has found to be the most contaminated meat of all three of them. And vegetables get contaminated with salmonella, too. Anyway, but it's also the highest in protein. Yeah, I like I like birds. I like turkey. I like fowl. Anyway, so what I'm saying is, how many chromosomes do human beings got? Uja, I'm sorry. Say it again. How many chromosomes do human beings got? Forty-six. Right, twenty-three and twenty-three. Right. Chimpanzee got forty-eight. So the key, the key is why. Why, if evolution really occurred, and if and if chimpanzees and human beings have a common ancestor, then where in the hell you would have to find that chromosome? If they couldn't find that missing chromosome, then that means evolution didn't occur, and, and 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 chimpanzees aren't, you know what I'm saying, don't have a common ancestor with humans. But guess what? They found it on, they call it on, 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 on the number two gene, they found it. It was fused together. It got fused together in humans. That's why we got less chromosomes. They found it right there. Look up gene two fusion. Ain't not getting around that. You know what I'm saying? Like, where's the missing chromosomes? You know what I'm saying? They and, and it's on the gene on on the number two gene right there. Well, let me ask you. I mean, chromosome. My fault. Chromosome. What? Uh, how many chromosomes does? Um... The common ancestor that all humans have with the the fish, how many chromosomes, <laughs> how many chromosomes does that have? I don't know, man. You can find out. Well, I I just bring that up because the number of chromosomes does not um, negate or you know speak to the fact that evolution happens or not. You no, know I'm saying whether they was common ancestors. No, I know. I'm saying so. Yeah. All all human all human beings have a common ancestor with a sea creature. But that, that sea creature don't have 46, 46 chromosomes either. No, but I'm saying that's what but we talking about having a common ancestor somewhere down the line, yo. Yeah, all human beings have a common ancestor somewhere down the line inside the water. And that and that water creature does not have forty six chromosomes. Come on, Wuja. Talking about the most recent common ancestor. Yeah, right. I'm talking about chimpanzees and humans, man. I'm not no. talking about forty six billion years ago. No, I'm agreeing with you. I'm just, I'm just uh, oh. highlighting the fact that the number of chromosomes that humans have versus another uh, uh, ancestral in the ancestral lineage of human beings it does not uh, dictate whether evolution happened or not. Because all human beings have a common ancestor with a sea creature that also does not have 46 chromosomes. Yeah, but it dictates whether they had a common ancestor or not, though. Whether they were had a common ancestor, them genes right there. That's for sure. We is that is that what's common on there? The Nahisi. Nahisi. Then yeah, that's what, me. What's going that's on? Me. Did I what's going that? on, bro? How you doing, man? Did I explain that right? Yeah, you explain that right. Run it, yeah. run it again, yo. With more technicality. Run it, run it again. I mean, it's uh, on that chromosome two. You got a fusion, which is taking it from uh, forty-eight chromosomes to uh, forty-six chromosomes. And also, when it when the diversion took place between the common ancestor 
humans going one way and chimps going another way. Mm-hmm. You also have, it's like 250 some inversions within the chromosome. That would be on chromosome 11. And this is where the chromosome actually does 180 degree flips. They say that is responsible for our human characteristics that we have. And that's the path that we were taking during that 6 million year diversion. So once you start studying the chromosomes, how things are done, it makes evolution a little bit more clear. And that inversion took place on chromosome four. So you can look at that, you know, go study that if you want to. So uh, this will be the last thing I say, because uh, this is 130. I said we we're going to end at 130. Um, what it sounds like for for simplistic simplicity purposes is that evolution, whenever we talk about evolution, notice that the common theme about evolution is is the articulation of how living organisms are related directly or indirectly with one another so in a nutshell when we discuss an evolution we are expressing in some form or fashion the relationships between living organisms on the planet and so we find direct relationships and we find indirect relationships and we could tell the distance or proximities of these different relationships based on the genetic data especially with what we have today by the human genome being sequenced and the technologies that we have uh, at our fingertips now so so you know i'm just summarizing basically like evolution is 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 a description and analysis of the relationship of living organisms on the planet and so earlier the brother asked me about the phylogenetic tree and stuff like that anybody knows anything about that just in general you understand that that tree or that diagram is expressing exactly what i'm talking about how everything is related and it comes out into they call it a tree because it unfolds like branches from a tree how you know branches break off and divert and so on and so forth and things would be categorized but that's really what evolution is about and people think otherwise um you know i don't know where they where they get that from get what from <laughs> get what from you no, I'm saying to to describe evolution anything other than what you know similar to what I was just saying. Evolution is really a, an analysis and and description of the relationship between living organisms on the planet. It doesn't it, it doesn't it doesn't seek to it doesn't seek to to uh, discuss uh, the start or the beginning or the creation of of um, all these things. It just d- discuss discuss the relationships and the unfolding of. It. Everybody on this um, live stream watching and listening, can you please go subscribe to my YouTube page, which is simply Chief X. Chief X is my YouTube page. Please subscribe. How many subscribers you got? Uh, I think I'm up to maybe 1,500 now. I'm not sure. Well, shit, you got more than we got. How many we got right here? So, um... Yeah, that's it. I'm 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 done for the night. You know, it's been a it's been a good uh discussion. So Chief X, you know, I know you you be you posting up these these challenging questions and you know for people to We gotta um, get you know we gotta get we gotta get like Ben in the song here and really tackle that. Really tackle Ben wanted to be here so bad. Huh? <laughs> Say what? Ben wanted to be here bad. He had the link. Man, he could have came in. I seen him expressing it in the chat. That's what I said. What did he say? 
What Ben say? He like kind of seemed like he was bothered that he wasn't on this screen. And nobody, nobody gave him the link. It's Wuja for Wuja. Put that on you, bro. You know he don't want nobody talking about ancestors and African spirituality without him around. <laughs> oh well, yeah. I put the link inside the inbox, so so uh, that's how. He said, "How'd you get here?" That ain't true. Yeah, I got you, the link on. The, I got the link on the side of the chat room. Oh, okay. Uh, hey. Yeah, Chief, I don't, that ain't true. That, 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 I don't think that you funny, Chief. That ain't true, no. That ain't true at all, yo. Uh, I, uh, I, I know personally Ben doesn't feel above scrutiny of African anything. I mean, he would get immediately challenged with that. Tell him Jolanda Ben mad at him, huh? Huh? Jolanda said Ben is mad at y'all. No, well, <laughs> Matt, he ain't mad at us for what? I know you just scrutinizing African weenie, but that wasn't even what the show was about, though, at all. It just kind of twisted to that. You know what I'm saying? Kind of twisted that. But, I mean, you know, it is what it is. Been good. Shit. Real good. Yeah. But is, it, is this deeper underlying shit, you know what I'm saying, that we all got to understand and we don't all have the answers? Shit. You know? Where you at, Sean? You still on there? Sean, sit with him. I know. <laughs> so y'all was all a a a fortune. So you and Sean was going back and forth over what? Who was y'all going back and forth? Man, I was trying to tell him about some of the pseudo stuff. I guess. Yeah, I was coming up. With, I was going to ask would y'all the same question, but shit, y'all start talking about all about all this other stuff. I was telling them about the Egyptians. These niggas was eating a plant because they thought they thought the, the the milky the milky whatever little white substance was was the seed of one of the gods. So they started eating it, and I guess that was they thought it was an aphrodisiac. And and Sean and them ran right with it. They ain't got no scientific evidence that that it aids and you know the male you know getting nah, you know the male lie. getting this thing don't up and all. Lie. Don't you lie. <laughs> I came back. Who is that? Who John, is that? John came Who is that? Who's that one? That was John came back. That was Sean came back. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Come on, what's some evidence seeing? Because y'all, y'all, what's the name of that deity? The one who always naked. The one the Hebrews always complain about. I don't want to see no dicks and gimmick. Which, which, which God is that that's always erect? Sean, yeah. Ma'am? Yeah, man, yeah. man. Mm. We didn't already win. Yeah, they got that. Y'all right. did. We went with it. We beat you up in the back. What y'all beat him up with? No, no, y'all didn't. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Listen, let me just lay it down here. We ain't got to go back and forth. The God, man, they had a cabbage or a lettuce or whatever that they ate, and supposedly it got opiate qualities when it was getting high or whatever. And they and, and I guess the explanation was that the Egyptians saw it as an aphrodisiac or something that aided in male All right, so hold uh, on fertility. Hold on for a minute. So are you trying to tell me people that built pyramids, the greatest mathematicians, started the science of medicine, wouldn't realize if if a plant got their penis erect or not? Seriously. Have you read any of those medical papyri and some of the some of the stuff that they tried to use? I, hey, don't don't be capping for the Egyptians. These are the same niggas that tried to use animal doo doo. 
Now, I ain't gonna say doo doo. Let's say animal, animal dung. No, I'm saying, think about that though for a minute. These these dudes really was into medicine, yo. So you don't think that's an easy one? Either the shit gets your shit hard or it don't. You you know what I'm saying? Nah, uh, uh-uh. I I don't I don't think you know, just because you, you can do pyramids. Let, hold up, up, hold up, up. Just because some of them man, could be a pyramid, don't boy. mean some of them can't. Hold up, hold up, hey, kill yourself, Sean. Go drink some, <laughs> go, go drink some Clorox, nigga. I said just because, yeah, yeah, I'm saying they can build pyramids and they can get be wrong at the same time. That's what any unbiased person would would say about any coach. I just want to know how does any person know what they believe? Like, how do you know that that's what they believe? Yeah, it could have been just experiment. Hold on, hold on, hold on. When I, well, I, I, I didn't say I know that that they believed in that. It, even if they didn't believe it, they whatever explanation the people gave me. When you read up on these plants, they're eating a plant that supposedly is an opiate. So whether they're getting high and just having fun, I'm just pointing out no, whatever explanation no, they give to me. You really said, you say was it that? an opiate though? Hold on, was it an opiate? I have I have to pull up I have to pull up the plant I had posted it in the Moxie Warrior chat some days yeah, ago. Like heroin, is an opiate, and that do have your penis hard for a long time. Opiate. Well, yeah, well, I don't look it up. I don't look know if this opiate. plant. I don't. Yeah, but I I don't know if this plant has the same similar effect. It can get you high, but I don't mean it gets you dang up there. I'm trying to tell you, man. Take it from a person that sniffed heroin, yo, for 15 years, yo. Opiates, that's what opiates have you, have you taken this plant? No, listen. Are you listening? The active ingredients are similar in opiates. So, like, it, it, you have a hard time. So, like, people with cancer take opiates, right? Different narcotics. And it makes your stool, you get constipated. So, that's one of the things that opiates do. To men, it makes your penis erect for a long time during sex. That's just opiates across the board. You know what I mean? Look at the seriously. Hallucinogen. So you said any opiate I take, I'll be able to get an erection. Yeah, I'm telling you, you won't be able to come fast. Hell yeah. Any opiate you take will do you like that. And any opiate you take will make you constipated. And any hallucinogen will make you hallucinate. Okay, I'll, I'll go I'll go look into that and I'm not gonna just take your word for it because you my big brother on the God killer. Man, I'm not I've gonna been, just take your word. I'm gonna look look it up. I've been in drug rehab, Joe. <laughs> I like I like fortune. You always have a good sense of humor. I'm an expert. Look, I'm an expert at drugs. Shit. I this I promise hey. you. Hey, you ain't did everything, and you shouldn't be proud. Yeah, I would don't 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 say that. You ain't did everything, and you've done what you've done. That's the past. Now you talking about the plant? Every damn drug, except for uh, what they call that shit to make it hallucinate. I ain't never fuck with that. I ain't fuck with my man. Can we like tone down the cursing, y'all? We still on the air. Yeah, I ain't never did the acid. Yeah. Hey, there's some people that get high and they can't they can't even function enough to have sex. So how? You, you got to do an experiment, nah, man. I mean, man, that's not true. A crack, a person on cocaine don't want to have sex. How come when the conversation? Yeah, how, wait, wait, wait. Hold up, hold up, y'all. Hold up, hold up. Why, why when the conversation changed to this subject that all the cursing, the curse words start coming out? I, I want to know that. Like, what's the science behind that? Break okay. that down. Drugs, alcohol. You cussing. know that's that's Vince's up. <laughs> I want to know. 
So, nah, but the so truth, I'm just giving you the reality of what opiates do. Side effects. Look it up. Type in side effects. Well, look, this is what I'm saying. Okay, listen, listen. That's factors. You can't just say everything across the board because you did. You had an experience. There's people that get high can't even. They can't even. Listen, some people listen. ain't even trying to have sex when they get high. Right, some listen. people just sitting there staring at for the. Are you listening? Okay, but yeah, yeah. like, 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 they're man, active where, ingredients. Where, where are we going with this? No, they're active ingredients. Okay, somebody else assessed it. What, what, some of y'all assess what I'm talking about. I don't want to be, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I go look it up, but I'm just saying. I just didn't take everything at that face back. We're about to shut it down. No, I'm just saying, cause yeah, we 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 overtime. You could tell, you could tell when the conversation is is. <laughs> man, nah, he's talking about a, he's talking about a plant. Uh, come on, man, keep up. That's nah, nah, y'all 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 were talking about a plant. Then you went it's to op- opioids and then erectile dysfunction. Nah, nah, and nah, but, but that's the, the plant had an opioid in it, Mujah. That's what that's why we get there. Right, I know, but 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 hey, that but but blue lotus. But in the wait in in the entire yes. conversation, I haven't even heard the name of the plant. Like at least, come on, man, we gonna we gonna talk about a plant. Like, what's the name, name of the plant, Sean? What's the name of the plant you talking about? That's why I start off by asking how do we how do you even know that that's what they believe? Because that's that was my next question. What's the plant? Somebody said lettuce, and I mean, I, it was, 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 it, was it was it was it was it was it iceberg lettuce, romaine lettuce? Yeah, blue lotus. Yeah, was it the blue lotus? Is that what it is? Oh, you mean lotus and not lettuce? It sounded like you said lettuce. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, I might be mumbling. I'm I'm reading and listening at the same time. No, I'm talking about uh, fortune. It sounded like fortune said lettuce. Was it? No, I didn't say lettuce. I didn't say lettuce. Uh, I said it was a, a plant. I didn't actually pull it up or whatever. I'm just. Oh, giving what? him an example of what me and Sean had a problem with. That's all. Oh, okay, but what was the plan? No, what what was the plan? What was the plan? I don't I have I would have to pull it up and I we we in the last stages of the show. I don't want to oh. take all that time to do oh, all Oh no, nah, okay, that's cool. But but I just, I just want y'all to realize something. We are we are talking we spent the last y'all spent the last ten minutes talking about a plant that's no name. How <laughs> you do that? No, 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 wait, hold on, hold on, I'm not, I'm not saying you can't, I'm just saying for the past 10, 10 or 15 minutes, y'all, y'all, I, y'all have been talking and, and nobody named the plant. Like I'm, I'm trying to figure out. Like that's that's kind of. did. Are you serious right now, yo? Or you just just having nah, a great Wait, time? Sean. Sean named it. All right, what was the name, Sean? Nah, I didn't pull up the uh the plant name, but it's the God Men is what he was talking about. And then he was talking. He he brought out the God Men, and then he was he was talking about uh, it's basically like the lettuce, like we just stated. And it is so I mean, somebody did say like. so. I thought I heard lettuce. That's all I was trying. Is it yeah, iceberg it is lettuce? lettuce? Is it is it romaine? I mean, you you said you said it was lettuce then. Okay, I'm saying it's a plant. Okay, yeah, you I, heard, it's I, heard lettuce. Some, I heard somebody say lettuce. Yeah, I'm, so I want to yeah, know. Was y'all, was y'all on, I'm about to click on off. I just want to say um, thanks for having me today. And um, all right, yeah, appreciate. Relax and watch my series and fall asleep. All right, yeah, and you you on uh uh West Coast time, so you three hours behind us, and you still you still shutting it down early. That's a shame. Yo, shut it down. Yeah. I just got some shit to do. <laughs> yeah. All right, no, nah, right. hey, we appreciate, I, I appreciate Hold on, we appreciate you uh coming through, Chief X, and 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 you know your top, you, your topic post, and I'm sure everybody who's listening going to probably chime in and and going you going you going to try burn you to the stake on your. So much love. 
Be careful listening to Aki Sudo. Yeah, I ain't mad at it. <laughs> I'm going to send you some watermelon. Hey, hey, Chief, I come from Sudo Beginners. I ain't mad. <laughs> <laughs> somebody, somebody said I, I remind them of the dry eye. Uh, what was it the dry eye commercial? Uh, like oh, clear eyes, clear eyes, dry eyes. Like calm down, folks. Yeah. Like real, real boring. Hey. No, the the thing is, listen. How you gonna have a conversation? I'm asking a real question. How you have a conversation for 15 minutes about something that that don't even get named? Well, well, because really, really, I got it. I got it for you. 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 It is lettuce. Sean, you're right. You're right. Sean, it is uh, lettuce. They were saying uh, a better lettuce was associated with man. The Egyptians believed to be an aphrodisiac. It's tall, straight, and released a milk-like sap when rubbed. Characteristics superficially similar to the male organs. I didn't want to talk about this. You know how this gets when people hear this crazy stuff. Lettuce was uh, sacrificially offered to the gods and eaten by man in an effort to achieve potency. And all my point was, if they believed that and it yielded no results scientifically, then us as a people, you, you decide whether you want to discard something like that or not. Sean, the one getting all emotional. Oh, but I'm saying, uh, what what is the plant called today? What is how, what is it identified? Yeah, it's, 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 the, it's the native lettuce in Egyptian, the one that emits the milky white sap. I don't have the exact no. name. It's just Egyptian lettuce. It's not no... Oh. It's not no... Um, no scientific name. Other type of wild plant. You know, yeah, it's you not know, no other kind of wild plant. It's the Egyptian form of lettuce. Yeah, but I'm saying, does it does it exist still today? And what's the name of it today? Okay, I didn't get that specific. Oh no, uh, I, I mean, I'm asking. Just, I could, I, could, I can go just look at. I can just go Google up Egyptian lettuce. But that's that's what I got because that's what it says here. It's just saying that the Egyptian lettuce. Uh, it was tall, straight, and released a milk-like sap when rubbed. This is what they describe in the Egyptian letters to be, the one native to the to the land of Egypt. Okay. Now, I was just curious. If you want the scientific name, I have to, you know. No, well, know. no, I was just wondering if, if you had it near you. I mean, you know, easy, easily uh, gotten. Because, like, for example, the uh, what people are what people are calling the, the lotus is really a, a uh, lily. And we have the scientific name of it. The Nymphia Seraluia. So we know we know the the um the the normal name for it and we know the scientific name for it. So I was wondering whatever this lettuce is, if if we had the same thing. We could do do the same thing with it. Right, right, right. Like uh like uh Egypticus lettuces or whatever. Now I don't have that exact name, so I'm just when I look again it's just talking about like I'm just assuming it's a plain lettuce there. So but if I just you know if I get that scientific name, then I keep going. But that's just what me and Sean was talking about. It's nothing major. Me and oh, the I, well, the reason why I was asking was because if it still exists today, then I mean somebody could te somebody could see if it has the results that people say. Like see see if it does. Yeah, um, yeah. Does do that. Oh, oh I got know, one. I got one for you though. Go eat the lettuce. Hold on, hold on, Sean. Sean, didn't I tell you to go drink some Clorox? Hold on, let me let me let me give him something. It's called Nymphe Carule. Now you know I can't speak I can't speak all this stuff, but when it go when you go to that, it says property and uses. It says some evidence is indicates the medicinal effects of plants, including N. Carule, that contains the psychoactive alkaloid 
Apple. Hold Apple on, hold on. Fine. Wait, wait. Pause, pause well, right there. Wait, let me spell it. Is it C A E R U L E A? It's it's N Y M P A. No, no, no. The second, the, the second word. The second word. C A C A C A E R R U L E A L E A. That is the that is the that is the that is the water lily. That's what I just said. That's what I just mentioned. That's the water lily that people call people call the the blue lotus. Mm-hmm. Right, and they said it's got psychoactive effects like that. Um, so I was right. The so, I said that. Okay, bro. Okay, I'm just making sure what I heard because I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to go out and get my head cut off that fast. You know, I'm gonna at least drag it out. <laughs> no, but uh, so okay, and just like Uck said, the people, people that build pyramids, yeah, why wouldn't they use this stuff? Why wouldn't they experiment I, with it? And they need to get high. I ain't say that. I said that somebody has got enough sense to know if some damn letters work or not. They ain't wasn't that crazy. That's crazy. That's like saying we sitting around eating lettuce and don't know if it work or not, but yet we go out and build a whole Hold up, up. Hold up, up. If they got enough sense to know that the, the letters work or not, when they find something that get them high, how do you, how you know they ain't using it? I don't read Metanetra. Do you? You got to ask Wujan them. I, I don't, but when I look at look when I look at translations of papyrus and I see them experimenting, which is nothing is wrong with experimenting. Hey, you've been, you've been perhaps, playing with Hebrews too long, fortune. <laughs> no, 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 son, you the one you you the one that be not with abstaining from work on Saturday and, and praising Yahweh, bro. That's you. But it does it does sound like you contextualizing it in a modern sense. Like, oh man, I'm sure they was getting high if they had the like. I guess in a modern sense, like uh, if it's crack around, you know, people are gonna smoke it, even though we know. But no, nah, this is this is what happened. Yeah, I read it. I read it somewhere, but I don't. I didn't have the scientific name that Bujai was asking, so I had to look look and find it. Look, look them up and find the actual names of the plant. When you hear somebody say, "Oh, they were, they were using opioids in Egypt," you be like, "Well, man, what is that?" You know, and you see that, and, and they reference something, but they don't tell you the name that you can find today of these same plants or whatever. So that's that's how I got to where I got. And I told, and you know, me and Sean got into it over that. Yeah, but you didn't say the whole context of why. I said, if you study the culture and then you try to assimilate getting high with the, with the, with the remage, then you would, you would kind of take that back because this is a people of purity. I mean, these people wash their hands before they went in the temples and so on and so forth. Now, if it's a plant, which yeah. we have come to Hold find. Up. No, out. well, not all of them yeah. did that. Not everybody went into no temple and washed their hands. You That's ain't even let me finish, man. I'm talking about the. What okay. do you say? What do you say? Okay. You gonna start? How you gonna start lying as soon as you open your mouth? You just <laughs> lied. Wujai, Wujai, gone. These are holy people. They All wash right. their hands before no, they go to the temple. I said, if you study the culture, if you study the culture, these people are people of purity. I'm talking about these Wait, people man. that were building these priests. That were built, that were around the temples all the time. They wouldn't even walk in certain temples without cleaning themselves. Hey, Sean. You're talking about priests, Egyptians and priests, they no, synonymous. No, 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 no. There's more non priests than priests. Oh, oh, this is where it all came from. This I see what you're saying now. So, so you mean to tell me that Muslims. 
can do all that shit before they go in their temples in 2018, but niggas can't do it. You crazy as hell, yo. No. That ain't what I'm saying. I'm saying. They take their shoes hold off. On. They walk. Hold on. They wash their hands before they go into their temple. Right now, in the day, you can be in Afghanistan and they do that. You don't just run up into the he, temple, bro. Come on, man. You he's go. speaking for all Egyptians. All Egyptians are priests, and you know that. No, I'm saying right now in Islamic culture, you so, do not run up in the daggone temple without doing those things. You know that, right? So I, I think, though, that you're judging a society from its lowest form. I guess that's what you're trying to say. You're you're trying no, to say, well, the priest may. The Wait, priest may. Like, oh, yeah, high, man. Right His whole argument is yeah, that high. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. Hey, Sean. Do I, you I guess you're saying the common man. Yes, I do. Uh, I do. Uh. Sean, so we right now today, if you take your ass in Pakistan and run up in the, in the mosque, they're going to shoot your ass if you don't take off your shoes, wash your hands. We're not talking about them running in the mosque. He just he just generalized all Egyptians. Some of these are holy all people. Muslims, they they all Muslims. I'm going to say this again. All Muslims take their shoes off. Before yeah, but all Muslims aren't one race. Muslim, that's a faith, bro. That's a faith. We talking about Egyptian. That's a group of people, a race. Right now, yo. You know what, yo? not just one race. Y'all is crazy. Egyptians wasn't just one race. It, you, hold on, hold on. Hey, Muslims, hold on, hold on. Muslim, saying a Muslim is not the same as saying an Egyptian. <laughs> That's not the same. You acting like being a Muslim is a race. That's a faith. That's a religion. Okay, so no, but hey, hold on. Let me holler. Hey, everybody, be quiet for a minute. Hold on, everybody, be quiet for a minute. So, why the hell would an Egyptian go into a temple if he wasn't part of that cult? I didn't. You now, you straw man, and making me say something I didn't say. Deal with what Sean said. He took my criticism by saying Egyptians, as in all of them. They're all the holy people. These people walk in and they do this and they do that. You don't know what every damn Egyptian did. You just reading no, books, bro. He's talking about based off of their religious affiliation or based off of their cultural practices. It included certain things of washing your hands. That's part of the ritual. It's not. And I'm not disagreeing with that, but the context that's regarding these plays. These plays. Oh, Wait, well, that's irrelevant then. Go ahead, son. Let's start talking. You don't want to listen. What? All I'm saying. I, All right, I'll listen. Go ahead. Make your point. Make your I, point. And I'll do listen. I said that to say that your initial comment was in regard to you making the claim that the remage went around getting high like they were drug addicts. And I was saying that if you understood the culture and the context of the culture and the and um. Just just reading and reviewing the literature, you will see that this these people are a people of purity. So that's why I use the example of them going into the temples. It was sacred. These these things were, you know what I'm saying? What they were doing was sacred to them and they were preparing for the afterlife. So to to do the things that you were assuming that they would do would be incorrect without understanding the culture. And you can like I said, you can go in the in the lang in the, uh you can read the language, you can go in there and look at the literature, and you will see 
I mean, if there's a, a plant that we deem to be an aphrodisiac, which you said, that, you know what I'm saying? I was like, well, can you show, can you show me a primary? Because we could just look at it and we try to break it down. I said, um, and then, you know, he was like, well, they got this plant to their face and they're sniffing this getting high. Well, no, see, now I didn't, I didn't say that. You I didn't did. say that. I made, two, listen, I made two points. I made two points, one of which I got mixed up because – because uh yeah, I just mixed I mixed the getting high one up. I can't yeah. I can't substantiate the getting high. Hold on, I can't substantiate the getting high. Now come on, give me points for honesty, nigga. I'm not saying that they was, I'm not saying that they wasn't. You know? <laughs> hold up, hold up. But I missing I missed some letters, nigga, as an aphrodisiac that they believe to get them to get you know, get them prepared for whatever. Now what kind of I'm letter? not gonna believe that. Romance? I don't know. It was just like a plain iceberg letters. <laughs> no, they said they just said the Egyptian form of letters. Yeah. Who's out on one of this? A quick question, because I think I know where this is coming from. I've, I've been like looking up the Blue Lotus. I actually came across a a, a blog of somebody talking about. Uh, the same thing that Fortune was saying. It's a party drug of ancient Egypt temples. I'm like, man, this is crazy. Um, and he refers to the uh, Turin papyrus, mm. Turin erotic papyrus. Turin. Mm. You, have, uh, mm. you know anything about that? Yeah. Yeah, the lotus. So I, the water lily. So is, I, I is, think mm. that's where it's coming from. Well, no, no, no. It's not coming from there. It's coming from uh, the deity men. Men was always associated with lettuce, uh, a particular plant of lettuce, because of how it looked and how it grew, and the milky white uh, substance that comes out of it when you break off the leaves. That's why, because of the uh, male uh, genitalia and um, the sex. And, and so, so yeah, no, and this, I was hesitant so, to talk about that because you know how people get when they hit some stuff like that. Well, no, but still, the 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 thing is, there's an association made. There's an association made between the plant and the deity men. Now, remember, the deity men is not a real human being. None of these deities are real sentient human beings with blood flowing through them. They could walk and talk and and argue and all that kind of stuff. So, so the deity, all the deities gain epithets and stories to explain their existence that's that's what defines them so the room the uh lettuce is associated with his with the phallus the phallus of all men but this deity men itself because of the way the lettuce uh grows it grows very fast and straight up and then it uh secretes a a white a milky white substance and that's similar to a male uh penis Okay, cool, cool. Now you know that's that's antiquated in today's terms when people hear that. I mean, I'm I'm above. I'm I know I'm overstanding just like you. The only thing I'm saying is, if they believed it aided in um, erections and it was an aphrodisiac, and scientifically they found out, oh, this is just a dud pill, then I'm just saying, hey, they may have just they used their beliefs instead of. That being scientifically a fact. That's the only thing. That's well, the I only mean, thing I'm missing I, in the shine. Well, I mean, but the shine is an Egyptian apologist. Well, listen, this is the thing. The, the, the <laughs> listen, but wait. <laughs> but, that is amazing. But hold up. But one one second though. Crazy, one second. Yo. The um the remage are documented 
for using this lo lettuce for its seeds to uh to process the seeds for its oil and they use this oil in cooking and for other medical reasons and they actually have it in a medical pap papery and things like that so as far right. as erectile dysfunction and stuff like that you know you're gonna have to pull that up but what's interesting though is that lettuce <laughs> e even lettuce today you know, uh, the word lettuce itself, like like how, how I was asking you for the scientific name, you know how we got regular names and then the scientific name. The, the scientific name for lettuce is lactus, lactuca sativa, which which is the same word that, that's for lactose, which, which deals with milk. And so lettuce, even today, it goes back to this milky substance. When you break the leaves off, it, it secretes a, a, a milky white uh, substance. Uh, to the point, even the word salad, the word salad comes from uh, or raw lettuce, you know, that we use for salad. Uh, like lettuce itself is, is uh, lactuca sativa, but salad, which is a which is a collection of lettuce, is called herbus salata, which which simply means salted greens. It's green stuff that's salty, that's salted. And so and, and you get this this salty substance from, you know, one of the lettuce and stuff like that. So what we call salad is really salted greens. It comes from that, like, like you know, mm -hmm. we don't we don't deal with those words. But I'm just saying, anyway, back to so this is a phallic food, right? Well, it's associated with that because of how it grows and what it what it resembles. Just like the Tekken, just like the obelisk, uh, could be a phallic mm -hmm. symbol. Just like the um the um wow the uh the what you call it um there's 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 things that are symbolic of breast and there's things that are symbolic of the phallic. And they make mm -hmm. the and they make these associations, but they're not literal. And and see, this is something that people got. Of course, understand. of course, of course. Yeah, people got to understand how. Too literal. Yeah, they got to understand how they document and express these things in figurative expressions. So the plan. Yeah. The plan hey, are you about to go to sleep, Because I had one last question to ask. Because I don't want to keep you up. No, nah, you got you, you, you trying to be like the other brother. All right. You, you got you you got you got. Listen, no, no, no. I, I, I said before you leave, I'm, I'm gonna be up all night. You got no. I'm saying you got you, you got this forever. One more question, but go ahead. All right, all right. Now, now this this is the real thing. And Sean, you can put on your put on your chili and sturdy pom poms. Yes, I'm talking to your saber. Okay. Now I don't agree with you when you was talking about the Egyptian judgment scene is somebody's own conscious judging themselves. I don't think that's a suitable punishment for any remesh person. No, I don't read the language, but it doesn't make sense to me because nobody's conscious. They would, they, nobody would ever condemn themselves to uh, a bad, a negative fate after judging their own heart. Even if they can admit they did wrong, something horrible, I think most people would get away with it if, if it's just their own consciousness. Okay, pause, think about all pause the stuff that. that's happened to us. All right, pause that. Pause that. So okay. let me let me address it and we're going to do this quickly. Uh, show me. Can you show me a Rauniu Peret Heru, which people know is the Book of the Dead, where oh, some where up, where some where somebody <laughs> where somebody was was judged unfavorably and was eaten by Yo. by the deity Amut. Show me. Show me one. Wait, 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 let's, let's deal with, let's deal with that right there real quick. Wow. Let's deal with that real quick. Yeah, yeah. The fact, the fact that I can't find it, the fact that I couldn't find it only proves my point. Ain't nobody going to condemn themselves 
win. Wait, hold on, hold up. Um, some loose shit. Oh, man, I got muted. I can't hear. Um, um, go ahead, go ahead. Um, okay, yeah, I would say that proves my point because nobody would condemn themselves to it. Think about the look. Think about the deceased. He's not writing that technically. Somebody's doing that for him. You know. So okay, but wait, wait. Let's, no, let's, let's, let's let's walk through it because I I asked you that question for a reason. So so there there's no I book. Of, no. There's no book of the dead where somebody was eaten by the uh, monster that that sits there next to the scales, which we know is Amut, right? Right. Now, okay, absolutely. Now, now, by the way, Amamut or Amut uh, is a word that means to eat, to devour. It comes from the word am, which means to to swallow or to intake, to to eat up. Okay, so now, what that is, because you say you disagree with me. Now, what it is is nobody's going to condemn themselves to that state, a permanent state like hell, because we're looking at it from from an Abrahamic perspective of of it being hell. But now, check this out: what you're judging is the content of your mind. The heart is not a literal heart being weighed because we all know that a heart will always outweigh a feather. So so nobody with any sense would ever try to weigh a heart against a feather in the first place because a heart will always weigh more than a feather. So, so for people to even come to a scale with a heart and feather is stupid. But that's not what's going on. It's a, it's a feather of mine. I mean, it don't have to be a regular bird's feather. No, no. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm talk, just... Wait, wait, wait. I'm talking about wait, what's, what's actually shown. What's actually shown is a feather and a heart. And we all know that a heart will always outweigh a feather. All right? So there's no way getting around that. My point is, is that none of that is literal. The heart represents the mind. Okay? The feather represents a, a set guidelines that your mind is supposed to follow while still remaining its free, uh, keeping its freedom, which is the will. So what's going on there, the 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 monster deity is what we all go through when our words and deeds don't match up with that guideline. We call it today a guilty conscience when you do something that, you know, you did wrong. Or 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 that you didn't follow through with what you said you were going to do, et cetera, et cetera. You put your you put yourself through a a internal torment that we call a guilty conscience. You feel guilty. We call it guilty. And so that's why we oh, have, wow. that's why we have a guilty verdict in the court of law, et cetera, et cetera. When you do wrong, that's the external uh, extreme of it. But I'm saying internally, you feel guilty for certain things throughout your life. And so you are judging yourself because only you know what you did, what you do wrong or what you don't uphold to that you say you're going to uphold to. So the Osir or Osiris that's there is your ultimate you. That's the ultimate you judging yourself. And what's what's being guided right, so, what, and what's being okay. guided to the scales okay. is the fact that you are analyzing the contents of your mind. So, so that judgment scene is the world's first psychoanalytical tool. And it's not just for dead people. It's for the living. What you're seeing there is what living people do on an everyday basis. The, the, the duat, the duat or, the, or, the, or the, um, the underworld, as people would translate it, is the subconscious. It's what you do before you go to sleep. Simple as that. There you go. I think that's very lax, but I'm going I'm to leave it at that. I mean, that's... That that means the Egyptian idea of punishment in the afterlife is, or in your own life is, guilty conscience. There's a lot of folks that can get away with a guilty conscience and still do horrible things. 
no, 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 no. The judgment scene on those papyrus is different than the physical coerced laws. Remember, the word for law in in the societal law, the governmental law and stuff is a di is a different word than the word ma'at and isfet and all that stuff. So you can't so you can't do that. So so th these are different things. What I said again is that the Rauniu Peret Imheru is a is a text that is the world at least that scene I'm talking about that particular scene is 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 the world's first psychoanalytical tool it is for you to analyze the contents of your mind and to and to judge it to put it to the fire put it to the test and that's what's going on there that's what's actually happening there because no heart is ever going to be lighter than a feather the the heart listen the heart represents the mind and the will and so remember the will by nature and its own properties and um and attributes is free so so when people say free will that's a redundancy because the will itself is free and for it to remain free the will hates to be coerced by rules or or laws so the scale represents the balance between the will feeling free but at the same time following a precept called ma'at which is represented by the feather. So the heart and the feather go together and they are weighed and balanced. They have to be balanced. So your will has to be tricked into doing the right thing, but yet still remain or feel that it's free to choose because that's what the will is. The will is simply the faculty of choice. And so that's represented by the heart, which is in your mind. All this takes place in your mind. So there you go. We're getting you some tissue. Okay. You ain't getting me no tissue. I just don't want to keep being redundant. I, I respectfully, my brother, I'm I'm unconvinced. I'm unconvinced. But it's a late night, and I don't want to keep being oh, but, redundant, but, but, my but brother. I'm, but hold up, I'm I'm trying I'm trying to figure out what what. Okay, take what I just said, right? So what don't you uh, agree with what I said? Like, what do you think is going on? Do you, do you, like, first of all, right. wait, do you actually think that a dead person? who doesn't have a heart like how is the person walking to the scales without his heart and his heart on the scale and then and then how the heck are you going to have a amalgamated animal that is part crocodile part lion part hippopotamus and all that kind of stuff no such creature really exists so remember none of I this don't stuff believe in it at all but but in the context that i believed in it i i'm thinking that they believed in it in the way that they presented why why do I believe that? I don't believe it's as complicated as we trying to make it. As, no, it's not. Listen, uh, listen. Amazing. The way the, the way I just explained it is real simple. I I uncomplicated it actually. No, John, you took a while to get to the. You took a while to explain this, man. And it's no, like, no, I didn't. No, I, so I, I, I I I actually repeated myself when I when I said what I said. I actually said what I said maybe three times. I I could I could say it right. very, very I could say it very quickly. I could say it very quickly without saying it three times i just said it three times in three different ways just so everybody listening can get what i'm saying and and people could could challenge me on it or whatever so we we could actually read yeah, the whole I, we, we, could, we, could, we could i know but we could read the whole text like like what what does Raul, we ain't gotta do that no i know but I, but but what what is the purpose of the text in in its totality what what's the purpose the of purpose like, seems the purpose seems to be weighing weighing of the heart to see whether the person was guilty 
maybe in their own heart or or what they have done negative in their life. Because remember, they gotta they gotta be able to affirm all of those um those affirmations. I've not done this. I've not done that. And yep. then afterwards, aren't they supposed to proceed to uh, what? I don't. I don't want to. I ain't gonna even say that because I don't even know. But they they proceed somewhere after that. They, they there's some positivity after you can uh, correctly affirm all these things. And if you can't, then there's some kind of negative punishment. If this is all in my mind, and I was able to say, okay, I got a guilty conscience because I know I didn't kill great people but I still get to live while these people are dead and subjugated. A guilty conscience is good enough for somebody to live with. So no. people can handle the guilty conscience. Wait, 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 that's what wait. I'm saying. Uh, but, that's what but, I'm... but hold up. But, but to that, again, this is going to be my second time repeating myself. The, the, so, so the laws of society, the communi community laws are different than this scene that we're talking about. People were punished. The, the word itself is different. The word for law in a in a in a, in a community sense. There's no punishment by the deities of, of the natural rule in the afterlife. Is what you're saying. There's no punishment. Man, There's listen, no, listen. The deities are not. That. The deities are not real physical people. I know they're not real. So, I, I don't so believe how, in none of this stuff. So I'm how, an agnostic. So I don't believe they, in the. I don't so believe how, it in that that way. So how? I'm so how they gonna punish? How they gonna punish anybody? Like, like, how they, how they gonna put somebody in jail if they're not even real? Like, like they're not physical, real, sentient human beings. I didn't say they was gonna put them in jail. I ain't hear them ever say they was gonna put somebody in jail in afterlife. But I read some stuff too. Why are people in the in DL Medea? They talking. They talking. No, say, go ahead, go ahead, say it again. Hey, Sean, go ahead, go ahead, say go drink it. some Clorox, bro. No, go ahead, why, go ahead. Why do ahead. people have personal piety where they talking to the gods? And I can pull up a papyrus where a guy is, a guy is saying, oh, I apologize, Jehudi, or I moved yeah. everything I did, yeah. this and that and that. You are a merciful deity. Yeah. Nobody's asking a principal to be merciful to them. No, well, I well, believe the they may have had some well, level of spookism religion. Okay, I mean, no, okay. to a degree, why uh, wouldn't they? Okay, but listen, first of all, uh, don't listen to everybody to tell you that the deity is nothing but principles. The deities are are that and and a bag of chips. They they are mo they are principles and much more. All right, simultaneously. First of all, second, you can look at a text. Uh, it's called a man's argument with his ba. Look at that. With if his you, ba, if, yeah. If you wanna if you wanna read and understand uh the 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 how the remage or the ancient Egyptians saw the makeup or the composition of what a human being is. Read that particular story and you'll understand the role of the Ba and how it plays in it because the Ba is present in that judgment scene as well. You have Ren and Nudet, you have a Meskinet is there, you have Shai is there. Shai is the word for destination. Ren and Nunet is the word for name. Now, why at the judgment scene is the deity for name and the deity for destiny there? The reason why is because when you're born, you are given a name that reflects your destiny. And so at the moment of death, you're being checked to see if you fulfilled that and you lived up to your name. And if you don't, then you're going to feel like you are missing. You are void of something. And that void becomes a torment to yourself. You only do it to yourself because only you know what's going on in you. Nobody okay. else. Nobody okay. else. Nobody else can ultimately judge you. That's yeah. why. That's why nobody yeah. can die for your sins. That's why the whole Jesus story okay. doesn't make so, sense. So, so whether corrupt people and kill it, whether corrupt people, because when I'm reading some of these papers, they complaining about the corruption. When when you're reading um, 
the uh, what's the some of the wisdom texts. They they complaining about the corruption that's going on in Kemet. If the laws of Kemet fail, because some people let other people get away with stuff, where is the judgment, the ultimate judgment in these people on these people? If the if the law of man, which can be twisted and corrupted and loosened at any time, I, you can't just depend on that in the remet society. If they actually believed in the pseudo deity punishing people in the afterlife. That would make more sense than them just saying you're gonna have a guilty conscience. Well, I mean, you again, know, again, the people that it, run this world have guilty consciences, and they ain't stopped doing what they did. Yeah, I know. So I but can't correlate that when I, it comes to theology. I know, but again, you this is your third time doing it. I'm saying that when you want to talk about the communal laws and and punishments that, of what people do in their in the day to day activities of ancient Egypt. And then you want to talk about this papyrus, just understand those two different conversations. You're trying to overlap them. Okay, and, I, I don't want to try to have that conversation and, with you no more. And, and I, I will, for this time up. being, refrain, and I'll study myself as far as the, um, what you call that, um, the, uh, 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 the, the afterlife things well, you're talking about. Well, I'll just yeah. focus on what people do in their in they everyday life. And well, we can discuss that. And you can yeah, because that's that. a, but, but, but I just want you to understand. That's cool. But I want you to understand that that's, that's a different, that's a different set of things. Like what, what we're talking about in the, in the book of the dead is not what governs a person's life and, and whether they get punished in life and stuff like that and all that kind of stuff. That's, that's a, even different words are used for that. Those kind of laws. Okay. So where do they do that then? If not in the, um, the, uh, you know, like the tapas, I need judgment. Where do they do that? Or do they have it at all? Or we just no, relying no, on nah, it's, the, it's, the, the law the ma of man to do the job well enough, man. You is a lot, is a lot of papyrus that deals with, uh, punishment, court, uh, punishment dealing with, you know, the everyday life of people when they, uh, still, right. okay, or, you talk about or the they don't pay system the, or they of man, but what I'm saying is, uh-huh, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, all I'm saying is that you know very well that that's, people can, you know, the Pharaoh can, you got people that usurp the law every day, so it's just like, you know, I always, when I seen the judgment scene, that's what I was, that's, that, that was my, that was the best thing I thought of. Now, when you rely on the court system and commit, you know people can twist that you know you know people can just do what they want yeah but if, but, if it is what it is okay let me ask you this is your assumption that Kemet was a um was a utopia a uh, perfect world absolutely not but i but if you take away that spookism part about them believing that they're gonna get punished if they do wrong in their life if you take that away then to an extent you start substantiating the idea that it was almost lawless at times and very corrupt but a lot of other people charge against the society. And no. I always use well, the judgment scenes as well, a form of morality. Okay, well, you can't do that because, like I said, the, the communal laws, the laws that, um, that were used in the community on a day-to-day -day basis of, of paying taxes, treating people certain ways and all that kind of stuff is different in a different conversation than what takes place in the duat and the afterworld, the underworld, because everybody only, a lot of people only know about the book of the dead. You got the book of gates that talk about the 12 hours of the duat and the gates that you have to go through. Each gate represents a section in the duat that you have to travel through and experience. And you have to have passwords to go through each gate, 12 of them. And then there's the book of the heavenly cow. And then there's the book of what's okay. in the amduat itself. Then you got the book of the earth. You got all these different texts that that coincide and correlate and interrelate with each other that explains all this stuff. 
and and none of it is literal and real like how people try to explain it or try to apply it it doesn't apply but there is a real law system and real rules and stuff that people follow while they were alive and day-to-day activities that's a different conversation i'm, I'm just trying to get you to see that okay. that there's two different conversations all right all right all right i'll yield i don't want you to think i'm a troublemaker Ujjal. i no, like no, you very no. much but hey, i wouldn't be listen, myself if i couldn't no, ask you listen, questions but okay but you ain't gotta apologize or none of that stuff man listen we it, we <laughs> do this all the time it's cool it's just late that's all so it's cool no uh, I'm, okay. I'm i just okay. want you i just want you to understand that that it's just two different conversations though that's all i, I want you to at least understand that uh before you all right you all right and and but that judgment scene um look at it look at it again especially look at the one um you can look at annie or look at who, who never look at either one because those those are the popular ones and those are the ones that are, are um, beautifully preserved look at those look i mean you can even read the translation look at what's going on look at why it's going on and what's happening like why why are the why are the assessors sitting up there and who's reporting to them and what are they reporting to them and why and what do they say when they report back to them so to to just give a quick gist of it you know that the deceased person um now now also keep this in mind that that sleep sleep is the sister to death have, have you heard that phrase before you heard that before right mm -hmm. okay so when you're reading these things just keep that in mind as well but the deceased um is led to this hall this double hall of mati mati is to two so and then they're guided to the scales and then jahuti is recording uh enpu is the one is the one that is uh making the discernment he's the one that's uh, judging the plum or the the um line on the scales and so on and so forth matter of fact the word sab which is the word for canine which is what anpu is it actually means to judge and the egyptian judges were called sab sabu uh by the way for people who uh may want to look into that but um once the person is declared um tried and tested jahuti therefore records all of that stuff then he reports to the assessors, the deities, the Ennead, the company of the gods, the Pesedjet. These are the Ennead, Greeks call the Ennead or the nine. It's not a literal number nine. The, word, the number nine simply means um, a group, a many. And so he reports to them. Now he doesn't give them, he doesn't give them his paperwork because these deities don't read. And a lot of people don't understand that the deities are illiterate. Only Jehudi and Sashat read and write. So Jehudi doesn't give him doesn't give him his his report. He announces it. He reads it out loud, and then they repeat what he says back to him, but in the affirmative. And then the per and then the person is allowed to be guided to the next stage, and he's and he's led to Wasir. And, it, and mind you, he's declared Ma Keru. Now, why is it that after the judgment scene? This is a question that people have to answer. Why is it after the judgment scene? That a person is declared ma'acheru, which means true of voice and not ma'a something else. If if what they're being judged by is some is is what people think, like why true of voice? Why why does the voice have to be true? Are you uh, are you familiar with that and do you know the answer to that? I'm not gonna pretend I, I I know remember all that stuff Reggie told me. Not oh. at the moment, no. 
Okay, but but I'm but I'm I'm just I'm saying. I'm familiar just, with the term "truer voice." Okay, right, true, truer voice, ma keru, truer voice. Why, why those words? Why, why was that choice of words used in all the um, Book of the Dead, where a person is judged and then and they come out on the other side of judgment as ma keru? It says uh, the sesh sesh ani ma keru, et cetera, et cetera, or who nefer ma keru. All these people are ma keru, truer voice. Why? Why is the voice? Why is why is that? And so I'm not going to, so, you know, like I said, it, it, it can get into a long conversation, but I'm just putting these things out there so people can understand that it, that that scene is not literal and it's not what a lot of people think it is. You know, some people, you know, you can, you know, people get on it and, and understand it, but it's not what a lot of people think it is. And so, but, but, but in order to really know what it, what it is, you got to really just take your time with it and put together the other documents that go along with it. Apply the Abraham and faith to it. No, you definitely can't do that. <laughs> That's what everybody do, yo. That's what all the African spirits do. That's why I say you can't necessarily. I mean, it's complex, though. Can't do it, yo. Really can't do it. How many people we got in that chat room, yo? Hey, if y'all in that chat room and ain't subscribed, yo, y'all funny. Y'all funny style. I think we got like 80 people still watching. Yeah, 74 people watching, man. All y'all need to subscribe, like, right now. Right now. <laughs> subscribe. Hey, go to the Real Black Atheists on Fire channel, too. Make sure y'all subscribe. So we're going to figure out, we're going to do a regular, we're going to do a regular show. Regular show, once a week. Once or twice a week, for sure. What day do you think that should be, Wu Uh I don't know. I guess it's up to everybody else on the squad. Machine. That's the case. We um. Pick Friday. Be there, be square. Shit. What you, what? Friday. Sunday. Can't do the Sunday, can we? Like I said, I think, I think it's, it's, uh, you know, when everybody, everybody can settle on, on a good time for everybody. What's having good for everybody? Sunday evening, like a Sunday evening, remember? Back to the old time on Sunday. Remember how you do that? Well, yeah, that was with the blog talk. Everybody seemed to be okay with that. So switch it over. Switch back to blog talk. No, 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 not switch over. I'm saying, I'm saying everybody was comfortable with the times that you were doing the blog talk show. So just use that time slot. All right, so y'all listen, y'all listen, y'all. If y'all in earshot, we're gonna start doing the show every Sunday at ten. Y'all gonna know where to be. At. Y'all being at. Gonna do, gonna put a fly together. I'm a raw squad show is back. Uh, yeah, but unfortunately, I want I want to say that 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 you know don't don't hesitate to to uh you know raise those points and all that good stuff because you know anybody because see you know when you get around people that that I mean it, there's good conversation there's good discussions especially when when um good questions are asked whether we know the answers or not it provokes it, pro it provokes good conversation. Um, yeah, I try to ask. I try to ask. At least some decent questions, man. It's a lot of times I'd be on the spot. I'm like, uh, what about this? <laughs> so, you know, I love it. I love it when I get involved and then, you know, you can't do nothing about it. Let me stop. <laughs> man, you sitting there trying to act like that customs ain't routine. Man, they had routines they did. Everybody, if you was going that damn temple. Yeah, but they're not, they're not, they're not, devo see, yeah, they're not devoid of criticism either. They're, they're a match, you know, and if they were, and if they, Man, why you know? is that though? How is them two put together? How is what? the rituals that they was going to do before you went in the temple no matter what? 
How does no, they, no. He was he he was saying that the Egyptians were holy, something holy people and all. I'm like, do you know a lot of them people didn't? <laughs> well, I can, yeah, listen, a lot of them people, man. But, look, they ain't even they didn't even do all that. Okay, but everybody but, in Egypt didn't do the same I was thing. I'm talking about going no, to the temples, bro. No, yeah, you, I, I was going to say. Oh, I didn't ever say that. I, yeah, that's I never said they didn't the take their shoes off. That's why I brought up the Muslims. Yeah, yeah, I'm well, talking about the, when we were talking about the drugs, the drugs aren't just in the area where the priests are pick that up they want with it too. I never said that they didn't do that. was human beings like me. I know, that's that's what that's what we got confused at. That's what I'm talking about. Shine trying to do his little romantic Kimmy thing. He got his little Egyptian uh, sandals on. They got the oil burning right now. You know? <laughs> Pitch a gap. Let me stop. Let me stop. <laughs> So do you uh, judge crazy. society from its best or from its worst? Well, do I judge who? Do you judge society from its best or from its worst? Like do you I judge, judge them, I judge them judge objectively. America? So you can't judge them by their best or what their bad parts. You got to judge the whole thing. So say this: there, there, there are people who do. Um, crack cocaine in the community, as we were talking about earlier. There's I'm not accusing him of doing crack, brother. No, this no, is what I'm saying. I'm, I'm using an example. I'm using an example. So here in America, I know there's people in my community that do crack. So would that be a would that be a scar on? The, oh, you using America because that's a horrible example. That's this is a horrible America. Why, you want to weigh the scale of America? The shit. Nah, that's not a horrible example. Not a horrible example. I, uh, you want me to judge America by the bad stuff it did? It greatly outweighs the good. It's not a bad example, bro. I, I think that's a good, better example than what you were using because you were saying you were supporting the Egyptians as uh, a race, and that's you know not the case. Egyptians would be more like okay. a nation. Uh, it's uh, like the Romans. Uh, he compared. He compared Muslims to Egyptians. That's what. That's. That was wrong. No, no. Muslim is a state no, anybody no. can partake Muslims in. Muslims is not a race neither, though, bro. Yeah, it's not. I, that's yeah. my so, point. What are you, but, but Hebrews is not a race. Is an institution is an institution. So what we would be calling, I guess, with what the Remetch would be practicing by going into the temples. Like you're saying they're going into temples, getting high. They are part of I did not say that. Not one part of this situation that <laughs> I did. You let the sign do that in your book. <laughs> let sign do that to you. This is what, let me tell you what I was saying. No, I was trying to say, I was trying to talk about the drugs. Sign starts to look, these people are holy. They could never do that. I'm like, dude, you talking about priests and the, and the vegetation grows around everybody in Kimmy. They don't just grow where the priest is at, where the temples is at. They just can walk out of the temple at night and pick up some lettuces and do such and such. I'm just, I'm just debating his straw man. You ain't him. You ain't exactly hit exactly what I was saying. Because they kept throwing their little stuff in me. So yeah, I, I, I don't understand then. What's your, what's your final thought on uh, the Egyptians and their use of the blue lotion? Oh, well, this whole conversation was about Africans and... Um, the use of uh, psychotropic medicine or drugs. Uh -huh. They use mushrooms too. They use all kind of. Uh, and I'm saying, I'm saying that you don't. It, it started with, oh, you don't need to use drugs to talk to God type thing. And Sean was kind of denying that the Egyptians either had something like that or even would take these things. And I'm like, nigga, it's there. I, do you want me to? I'm sorry for saying the N word. 
you want me to pull pull it up? So that's how this conversation happened. When I when I brought it over here, I you know we ain't get a chance to tell you everything about how it came about. That's why it's getting mixed up with what Unc is saying, and that's getting mixed up with what Sean is saying. Sean really used to drink that Clorox. Hey, just real quick, while I had this picture up, uh, this is what we were t discussing. I was just showing that if you look at this uh, heart, uh, I don't know if you can see my cursor, but the heart is on the left scale, obviously, and the feather's on the right. But if you notice, the feather is outweighing the heart. The heart is slightly above the level of the feather. So we understand that that's not literal. This This heart will always outweigh the feather. But when the feather weighs more, then, you know, you really, really good. You know you good. Hey, Wujawu, what if the pharaoh was a bad pharaoh and his scribes, why, why wouldn't they make him have a bad conscious for all the stuff that he had? Because we're talking about people in the afterlife. Man, so unless they talking about it. No, Wujawu, don't say nothing. The same way you go to a daggone funeral and everybody that dies good. There you go. Wait, I'm hearing, I'm hearing some... Uh, Oh, that's uh, Nahisi. Nahisi, I'm, I'm hearing some music. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's Nahisi. Yeah, mute him out. I got to mute him. He hey, right. hey, you know, you, you heard me, right, Fortune? I don't know if he's there. I think he dropped out for a second. You muted him out? No, no, no. no I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. No, no. Somebody yeah. was asking me a question. I need you to hear all that. I heard you. You said something about a funeral. I listen, Brad. Hold on. Listen. The same way you go to a funeral right now. And you know the brother was no good. You don't get up there and say he was a no good man. You got the best things to say about the person that they friend with, yo. What friend have you? So if a pharaoh was a murderer and they was afraid of him and all that stuff man, while he was alive, did he die? So you, so you, just you won't condemn this man because so you're just not gonna listen. I'm gonna listen, okay. I'm gonna listen to you. Um, you, mean, you really didn't hear that example I just gave you. How old are you, Fortune? That was a, I, I, listen, Unc, I have the right to disagree with your example. No, no listen now, to me. Hold on, hold on, Fortune. How old are you? I'm about 20. You <laughs> say <He's> about 20. <laughs> 20. <laughs> How many funerals you been to, Fortune? I had less than 10, probably about five or more. Damn. So in five funerals, have you ever heard anybody say that was a no good sum? Have you ever heard that? It's always that she up. You have, have you been? A, yeah. Well, I'm sorry, but yes, I have. I've been in a funeral. We got right in the car. People started talking crap about the person. No, no, that no, motherfucker was, no, no listen. Yes, they have. How you gonna tell me what experience no, I have? Fortune, relax. Fortune. I'm gonna say this again. Not in the car. While you in the church. While you looking at the casket. Did they say anything negative about that person? In front of no, no, not in front of the pastor. Not why the cast is going down. That's safe though. That's his point. Thank you. That's my point. So I'm sure. Okay, you well, listen to my point. Let me, let me finish. So I'm sure you had people telling the pharaoh, say, saying after they left, man, that was a no good pharaoh. He did people. Come on, dude. They was people like us. Like I can't believe you don't understand that. That is crazy. No, no, no. I can't believe you don't understand me. You mean a ruler that's supposed to be damn near equivalent of a god of the nation. He's above he's above criticism because he's dead. You that's that means they, they, they couldn't even tell the truth about the corrupt. Wait, wait, I'm trying to understand. I'm trying to tell the truth about that. No, I'm trying to understand your I'm trying to understand your question though. What was what was your question, your original question about that? You said why is huh? oh my man? I said I said, well, well, if he was a bad pharaoh. Well, give me one second. 
Okay, so while he's taking a second, I want to show this is this is the uh, what I was showing before. It was the papyrus of who Nefer. Talking French though. This talking. This French. um this particular scene is the same scene, but from the papyrus of Ani. And uh, what I mentioned earlier was you see these deities. You see uh, Shai here standing here. You see uh, <coughs> Reninet and Meskinet, and you see the person's Ba is right here. And you see the birthing stone, the deified birthing stone here. So you notice that it got elements of birth and early childhood when uh, the child is uh, nursing. These are nursing deities. They also deities that deal with naming people and dealing with your destiny. But here we are supposedly at a judgment scene at the end of somebody's life. And so I'm just throwing these things out there because people, I don't think people really understand what this text is really conveying. And what it's all about, especially this particular scene. But the text is long. There's over 200, uh, what they call chapters or spells within this. And this is only, most people only know about the quote unquote 42 declarations of innocence and then the judgment scene. That's really only two people will always deal with. They don't deal with none of the rest of it. <laughs> they don't even deal with the funerary procession scene. Like why Why is it that, that you have these uh, pale skin colored women? That are marching with with the with the you know sim priest. Yeah, we and, dealt with that. Remember that and all that. Yeah, yeah. But a lot of people don't don't really um. So, so fortune, you that. don't understand. Well, why I, 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 let me tell you what I I'm about to tell you, you my point. No, no. Put that in the papyrus, yo. You really don't understand that. No, listen, listen. Oh, 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 no, no, you consider this. Did they not? Did they not write Egyptian pharaohs out of history? Did they not call certain no, people criminals and all this stuff? Obituary, where the obituary is beating up the person. Have you ever? That's not an obituary. Who John? Was that an obituary? The the uh the papyrus of Andy? Is that his obituary? He was going no, on on this new and this. He was no. That's not no obituary. No, uh, what else is it? It's a funerary he text. Said, let, we y'all explain to me that it's, yeah, a, it's the affirmation. It's talking about Chicago. It's a funerary text. It's dealing with the person's funeral. All right, man. I think that's a good analogy. Obituary. I think that's a good analogy because it's only found in tombs no, no, or no, wall no, release. No, it's obituary. No, it's an obituary. No, that's no, not, I don't believe that. No, no, no. It's not. It's not because, remember, the papyrus was pre-written before the person died. And they had to fill in the names at the last minute. So Noah's can't be nobody's obituary. What's, what's a cookie cut obituary? <laughs> Absolutely. No. No, it's not. See what I'm saying, man? No, it's not. Man? No, oh, it's you just not. tried to jump in there with that pseudo, Wait, wait. Man. No, no, no. It but, ain't no damn pseudo. But, it, but there is. But, All but right, so inside clear of, it up. What inside, is it? Inside of tombs, inside of tombs, no. you do have, you do have, um, you do have stelly or, or inscriptions inside of the tomb that will talk about um, a person's life and their accomplishments and what they did, which will which will be what we would call an obituary. Okay, so but, but, but in the case that a pharaoh had a guilty conscience, what would they write there? This is not it. If we know this person's corrupted, man. See, can, can I ask uh, a different question to, to, to clear it up? Can I ask a different question, really quick, to clear it up? What is the purpose of having one of these one of these funeral processions? What is the purpose of uh, the papyrus of Ani? What would be the yeah, yeah. not for you, Wajahu. Okay, you saying what's the purpose of the of the text? Yeah. So, what's the purpose of what? What is the text trying to convey? What What is it trying to put forward? What is the purpose of even putting it there? Of having this papyrus made out before 
and uh, like not having a name filled in, and it's for, I guess, a pharaoh or person of higher status. What, what would be the purpose of having this? It's a it's an ancestralization document, and it's a document that um that that teaches you how to become a divine being, and it's something that you go through while you're living, and it's culminated in your death. And that's why I spit, so, spoke earlier that sleep is the sister to death. Because it's something that people do every single day prior to them going to sleep. Because the duat that people understand, the duat is also the subconscious. Because you have the conscious woke state or awakened state where where you where you where you perceive what you're doing, you're in control. And then there's a part of you that's not that operates behind your back. And so you enter this world of that subconscious and you and you have no control over that. And so that's what's labeled as the duat. And while you're in the duat, if you can bring your conscious down in the duat and travel and open these different gates, then you do that throughout your lifetime and you're working and cultivating yourself towards a divine being. And so as a divine being, you're trying to be ancestralized and to become something permanent and always remembered. And this is where Uncle spoke about earlier how the stars come into play, where a person's goal was to be one of those imperishable stars, not just any star in the sky, but the stars that never go below the horizon, that they're always visible in the night sky. That's that, that's what a person's goal was, was to become one of the stars, not literally, but to be like a star, to never be forgotten and forever immortalized. And so the document is an ancestral testament of what you need to do every single day and to declare your innocence Um by cultivating the will while the will is free to follow these precepts so you have to like it's almost like saying draw within the lines without being forced to draw within the lines you have to you have to have that perfect balancement in order to do that because the moment that you impose laws and rules on the will the will will rebel and every single human being goes through this process um today we call it like teenage rebelliousness because at a certain age in a human being's development uh, your will wakes up and and the will is governed by the deity Heru and he, and that's why Heru is the one that that is marching you into this particular hall in the first place that, that, so we're, that we're discussing it's so fortunate yeah I'm where, here. Where, I'm does, here. where does he's a raggedy crazy leader fit in in that where do you put that at what line would you add that in oh you said a raggedy crazy leader yeah, where would you put that in that? Where, where does that fit? How would you put that in that? Yeah, you know, his my thing is if if there was somebody because now John was saying that it's written before they die, so it's somebody who, in the rare case, admit they got a guilty conscience. I'm asking what they what what do you do? What do you do? If this he's a horrible man, he's about to die. Y'all writing his thing. The same thing you do with all crazy people, yo. You give them they do. You give him, give him, give him a slap on the wrist. Oh, nah, man. they won't come back to life. Because you just said it, you're going to judge yourself in the end, and you refuted that. You're the only person to know yourself. You're the only one you can't lie to. Yeah, they don't, they don't, they don't well, do you, that. You can admit that you did it. You can admit that you did it, but are you going to subject yourself to all the uh, the punishment or retribution that you inflicted on others? That's, well, how that's you going to get that? How you going to get that in death? Yeah, you can't get punished while you're deaf. What, what you, punished? you said that they're writing the hold, hold up. He, you, Rujai, did you not say that they write this before they die? No, not the person. The person don't write it themselves. 
Right, no, no, they're there with the, the you know people who are the scribes who start writing this for them, correct, at some point before they die. What they supposed to do, right? No, I'm saying, I'm saying a lot of the uh, books of the dead that they call the books of the dead are, um, they're thematic texts that, that have elements that share it without, throughout, you know, throughout all of them. Like if you were to collect all of the books of the dead of the various different people, you'll see a whole bunch of common theme, themes within each and every one of them. There is no way that individuals will all write the same thing uh, like that unless it was something that was culturally done. Uh, just right, like, just right, like, right, right. Just like, just like today, when you open up any, you go to any library, you open up any book, there's a certain style that people write. Paragraphs are separated. Paragraphs are indented. Paragraphs are separated by two, two lines as opposed to one and so on and so forth. There's certain standards in the culture that are are in there by consensus and so this particular ancestralized ancestralization document had its standards and canon and its canon came from the coffin text what they call the coffin text and also the pyramid text um as well so so it was an ongoing development of this particular document and it it started off as only something that was recorded for the royalty then it became recorded for for um for others officials and regular folks so so, okay. so what was your point though oh my point was that um okay you're saying that uh it's about you know clearing your mind i get it now now that these people are some uh, it's written for these people before they die i'm saying that in the rare case that there is somebody who's feeling guilty what do they write there and you saying it's Unk is saying it's the same thing you do when somebody dies you give them their respect or something like that. Uh, so, right. I mean, I don't... You, so you can't see how that don't click with people? How? Because everybody do it. You can go the worst person ever. If you're that bad, don't nobody show up. That's how you know you was that bad, don't nobody come. Don't nobody still don't stand up and say, yo, he's the worst. It just don't happen, yo. Like, who feel like doing that? Only in the movies. <laughs> yeah, only in the movies. <laughs> in the movies. Yeah, you know, so, man. Well, 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 who, well, wait, you still equating it to a funeral when Jawu said it's not a funeral. No, no, no. I didn't, I didn't, I, I, no, said I said it's not, not an obituary. I said it's a funerary text. I said it's not an obituary. Are you playing with words now? Or are you playing with words? Funerary text, that just got to do with death, man. That just got to do with death. When you're talking about a funeral or something like that, people are around. Of course, ain't nobody going to want to talk out of favor. But we talk about scratch that sit with these people why they may still be man, alive, alive and these people may be guilty. King, bro. You, what? Who they work for? Nobody yeah. would, well, look, nobody can judge you but yourself. So what if a man openly judges himself? Ah, I did defile the guys. I did do this. What do you write there? Nobody's, There's nobody's that point where... No one's going to do that. Hey, 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 Fortune, let me ask you That's something. That's my point. Hey, what what is what is uh, coming forth by day mean? Like, what, what does that mean what to you? What is coming forth by day? Yeah, like you know, you know how they say that's what the book uh, real name is and all that. Well, I don't know if it actually said. I always see different different um, translations coming forth for light or something like that. Yeah. So but what does that what does that mean? I don't like, know. What, what is, I'm saying, what does that mean to you? Like, right? Whether you whether you read that it says coming forth by day, coming forth by by light or whatever. What is it? How? What is that related to an individual? Like what? What is I don't that know. Coming, I don't know. But coming forth by what? If you say, if I'm saying light, then I would say coming out in truth or something like that, or coming forth by I don't know the morning or something. Okay. I don't know. Now I don't how, get much. Now, how does a dead person do that? 
<laughs> yeah, but you said this. Hold on, hold on. But you saying that it's written before some of these people die, right? Yeah, the the text. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you just put the name. So there's no dead. There ain't no dead people then if they were getting written written while they're alive. Now if they dead, then you got just people speaking for these people. So it's like I'm still not seeing any accountability personally. I mean, what do you? All right, I don't get it. So what would you suggest? I would look, listen, uh, uh, you know that there are cases in Egypt. I don't know what they call it. It's called damnation something where they'll they'll they start slandering. I don't know if they slander, but they start writing these people out. They start wiping them out. Even in the Bible they yeah, do they, this. They, I'm they, gonna they wipe did, your name out of historical They record. did uh they did uh, nothing like that, yo. They did her subject like that. Yes, and they called him a criminal. They called him a criminal, right? No, now no, I listen, not I mean, not Shepsa, have been hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Now listen, listen. Has Shepsa, which is Ma'akara, yo. She brought Egypt to a big prosperity. Nobody gonna call her a criminal. They they did those for different reasons. They they tried. No, to... Akhenaten. Oh, Akhenaten is a is a is a different story. I heard that they called him a criminal, a heretic, and all of this stuff because of whatever. Now now, if Akhenaten gets some assessors, I don't know if he has one. He may not. But if his assessors may do the same thing because in his man, he was on a peaceful journey led by the. Uh, what you call the Aten? He he supposedly was passive when it came to people in the Middle East or whatever. He might have looked himself. Look, hey, but look, you know what's worse? Judgment what's... of the priest versus judgment of uh, the, the 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 gods and deities in the the judgment scene, like how he was judged. The Pharaoh, Ignatin, Ignatin, because I'm just going to deliberately call him that because I'm an asshole. He was a Pharaoh. <laughs> I, but, 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 but the rest but, of those guys are pharaohs. They, they, they. You know, some people can look at the pharaohs above the law. I'm not saying that he is, but hey, if he's called God at different times, hey. So if this guy is going to forsake the natural order of theism in Kemet, and they calling him a criminal, but in his mind, hey, I'm, I'm my Karu. Well, I'm I, well. He ain't, maybe they ain't got my Karu in his version. He just got Aten. But I'm good in my in my right. But over here, everybody else calling him a criminal. Maybe even his own son. But but see what's so what's what's how do you worse? judge that person? But listen again, you mm. are the ultimate judge. Can't nobody judge yeah. you. Why no matter what but, they say? But you, hold up. I'm I'm gonna say this again. Can nobody judge you but you? You're the only one that so knows. Even somebody Wait. who is a criminal and, and a horrible person, I have no right to judge him. He can only judge himself. No, I'm saying. Well, that's all, the, I think listen. that's the point of the uh, the judgment scene is that's the greatest judgment because no matter what you say about society, society will never know everything about you. Only you can know everything about you. Well, again, it goes so, to it goes to what I said. That's why I use the word ultimate. You are ultimately mm -hmm. the the only person that can judge yourself ultimately because only you know the full contents of what's what you consciously uh, are aware of and unconsciously or subconsciously aware of. And people who do wrong or can justify their wrongs as right as long as it's in their mind is right, correct? But I'm saying, but, but, but hold up, but wait, hold up, hold up. Because see, if you, but if you slow it down, now you have to define, you have to define what's right and what's wrong and based, and based on, and based on who is, 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 is setting the pendulum. Who, who is setting the focal? You said only you can do that, right? Right. And so what I'm saying is that a person 
sets up their own hell or heaven based on what they set up as in in their mind uh, of what they feel is will, is is within these pre uh, precepts within the within the uh, left and right uh, lanes. Like if you know, I say color inside the uh, the lines. They know that you know that nobody else knows that but you. Nobody knows that but you. And that's why that's why different people around the world have different sets of communal laws like like China in China. I could probably do something in America that's totally legal and OK. But if I were in China and do the same thing, it, it may be against the law over there. So so it's even reflected on a on a larger communal scale where it depends on the eye of the beholder or the or the people that are involved. So not everybody has the same thing. Ultimately, like I said, ultimately only China Chinese can judge Chinese because you are governed under the jurisdiction of those laws. So okay. uh, so you personally, you set your own jurisdiction. And that's why I said Osir or Osiris. Matter of fact, that's why I pulled it up and I forgot to show it. All of these people inside of the Book of the Dead is called Osiris. Did you know that? Uh, I think yeah, I, I'm aware of that you guys you come you uh, walk in a in the ways of the deity or you become just like the deity or whatever. Okay, no, no, no. I'm, I'm gonna do it better. I'm gonna show. I'm gonna show it. I got it on the screen. If you uh, where's my cursor at? Is my cursor on? My cursor on? Where we at? Where we at? Hey, uh, there, 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 there. Okay, there it is. Just want to say thank you for having me on. I appreciate your time. You guys have a good night. Look forward to. You know, conversing right. with guys in the future. Okay, appreciate it, man. I'm I'm right behind you. Let me I'm gonna make, I'm gonna make this I'm gonna make this point. Then I'm, yeah, I'm we're gonna close out. I just I just wanna make That's this point. I just wanna make this point. Uh, this is to add on to what I was saying. Uh, if you can see my cursor in this column, this is the this is the um papyrus of Annie. In this column, you see Jed Medu in uh Wasir, which is the word Osiris right here. These last two glyphs spells the word or name Osiris or Wasir. Okay, and then it goes to Sesh Ani. So it's the word spoken by the Osiris scribe Ani. And so this is the one who's speaking. And, I, and I'm only showing this to back up what I'm saying, that the deceased person or the person who's who's the prominent character in these texts is called Osiris. And I could show you where a female is called Osiris. So it's not it's not only men. These people become Osiris. They become the ultimate judge and you judge yourself. And I see somebody in the chat ask me, you know, what does Enpu, um, Enpu represent? Uh, it depends. So in this context, in this context, Enpu represents the discernment. It's the discernment to make sure that the, um, like you see what he's doing with the, um, the, um, the scale, Adjusting the scale and everything like that. The the dog itself, the canine, the dog, the sob, it, it represents the word for judge. It's to judge something is to discern. It's to make a discernment. And so you have the sob or the canine, Enpu and Wapwawet, both of these different deities, because of the nature of an actual real dog and what real dogs did, they they were able to sense death and uh bones and skeletal things and all this other kind of stuff. They became the deities behind the funerary and mummifications. And the dwelling place or the domain of Enpu was in the embalming, uh, the embalming chamber. All right. And they also guarded the, the necropolis or the cemeteries and things like that. So they became known as the guides or the people who guided people through the, the duat and stuff like that. 
Um, but like I said, none of this stuff is literal, but there's rhyme and reason behind it all. And it would take too long to really get to the realities behind the symbolisms and all that stuff on, on a show like this. And plus, this kind of stuff is discussed in a controlled environment called initiatory environment. So, you know, people procedurally walk through and learn about all these things. You know, you see that Jehudi uh, as a baboon is sitting here, the, the companion, and you see Jehudi standing. My cursor went off. You see the baboon right here. You see Jehudi here. Um, and you see the, um, uh, where's the other one? I had the other one showing um, just real quick. Let me show, let me go back to uh, Hunefer's one pulled up. And I just want to point something out on Hunefer's real quick uh, for those to see. Um, because we got people who doubt certain things. I just want to show if I could zoom in closer. All right. Um, you see Jehudi, Jehudi right here. And Jehudi's recording. And notice, uh, where's my cursor? Man, right here. The cursor. All right, there we go. So we see in this column right here, we see Jed Medu. That's the same thing I was saying in the other one. Jed Medu means words spoken by. Jed Medu in, words spoken by. And then we see Jehudi, the name Jehuti right here. We see the Ibis bird and his name spelled out Jehuti. And this is this is the uh, epithet that he's known by, famously known by. You see Neb Medunetcher. So for those people who are wondering about Medunetcher and the story Lord. about Jehudi. Oh, the Medunetcher. Is that what they're saying? Right. He's the Lord of divine words. Mm -hmm. Lord. So these are words that he's he's um, speaking, et cetera. But I just want to point out that, that that's one of his titles, Lord of Divine Words. He's the one that's responsible for giving human beings uh, the writing system. But no deity and no person really did that. So you got to ask yourself, well, what what is it really talking about? But that's for a whole other conversation. But yeah, yeah, the I'm, Greeks, the Greeks say that too. The Greeks definitely use that. But I don't know about that. Yo, I can't do it. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. All right, so we done for the night. Um, I'm done. So, uh, hey, I, I want to appreciate and thank everybody for uh, ch tuning in, chiming in the chat, everybody in the chat, um, everybody that came into the uh, on the panel. I think it was good, uh, brother Chief X, um, and and all his posts and everything like that, and all the questions. Um, feel free, man. Don't don't that people shouldn't hesitate to ask questions and everything. Um, you know, as long you know, try to try to raise some thoughtful questions. Don't don't just jump from the hip, man draw from the hip people people come out the clear blue sky with some questions yeah yeah he was a good dude he was a funny dude today fortune uh somebody asked me what is my what is my what is my name stand for uh well jow well is a form of the word that a lot of people say when they say unk uja saneb uh, which means life, prosperity, and health. When they say Unk Ujasineb, my name is a is a is a um, is a is derived or a form of the word Uja. But people pronounce it Uja, but it's really Wuja. E even that word. But my name is not Wuja, although people mispronounce it. It's Wuja U, Wuja U. All right, it's not just Wuja. It's Wuja U. And what it means is we get that pronunciation from Unk. You can blame him for that. <laughs> I know. Unk be butchering my name to this very day, man. It's, but it's Wu. It's, it's three syllables. Wu Jia Wu. It's three syllables. Wu I just say Wu. Wu Jia. Right. I know, but it's Wu Jia Wu. 
So if you want to put a stress, the stress is on the second syllable, Wujiao. But anyway, my, my name means he who is in a state of prosperity or vitality. And that's only one part of my name. My name is Wujiao Minib Irima'at. And so it's he who he who is is in a state of prosperity or um vitality or sound. And Minib 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 means stable will. And Irima'at is a practitioner or doer of that which is right or true. So that's a breakdown of my name. Mm. So hopefully we're gonna be back Sunday. I don't know I'm gonna be back Sunday with with without anybody. That's what I'm doing. All right. Mm. So lastly, uh, if you if you live in the area in Atlanta area, please come out, hang hang out, man. Chime in. We have we have a lot of fun, man. It's it's a lot of good conversations, and I think this week is gonna be really uh, good. Not gonna be any different. Um, I'm looking forward to hearing the brother uh, Dirk. Twine, it's been my first time hearing uh, of him, actually, you know. Uh, so I'd be real interested and I'm listening. Because uh, health is one of the things that's really, really important. Uh, well, it's it's probably one of the most important things. Because without you, without your health, man, you, you could know all this stuff. You could be able to regurgitate all kinds of books, memorize all kinds of information. But if your health is not right, man, that's that's not good. So, so we really need to um, not ever downplay health. And the importance of uh, being proactive and preventive of, of, you know, any ailments and stuff like that. So it's always good to hear brothers speak about health and everything. So I know I'm going to be listening in. But if you live in the area, come out. It's this Saturday, 6 to 9 p.m. It's being held by the sister, uh, put together by the sister Camila Montgomery. She's on Facebook if you want to hit her up. And um, this will be our third time uh, speaking. You know, so I'm going to try to actually some of the things I was talking about tonight, I'm going to probably uh, uh, discuss. I'm really going to kind of vibe off what the brother uh, speaks about, you know, so. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm kind of flexible, so I'm, I'm just going to kick it, <laughs> you know, unlike before where I have a I have a set topic and something, pre, you know, kind of already I already know what I'm, I, I discussed. But this time I'm going I'm going to uh, just ride the wave with the brother, you know. Because um, I do have something to say about health and everything, uh, coming from a, a Nile Valley perspective as well. So, all right, well, that's me, man. So, Unc, I don't, you know, I know you could, you could close out and, and do your thing. Hey, Ash, the only thing I got is, man, look, man, uh, see y'all Sunday night. Oh, well, organized lie. Oh, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> I got that energy right now, boy. Yeah, <laughs> that's like your slogan. You know how like the Rock or Stone Cold get in the ring and they just—that's yeah. your shit. Up. That's my shit. But not at two o'clock, three o'clock in the morning. It ain't my shit. No. <laughs> three o'clock morning. Y'all, he see he he working. You working? Yeah, I'm working. Yep. Yep. Y'all up for it? Y'all got another five hours left. <laughs> oh, you know, you know that. You know that. Yeah, I used to work the night shift. Yeah, I got about another three hours left. See what I'm saying? Y'all chill. That's why I love when will come on. This show will always be longer than he think it's going to be here. We're going to close up in the next five minutes. There had to be two hours later. We still be I'll be like, yes, Tam's flying. Yeah, ain't nobody going to watch it because it's too long to watch. Nah, <laughs> hey, but that's how you chop it up. We're going to chop it up into bite sized chunks. But hey, you know, like, listen, man, I. I have a sickness that I, I cannot do a show under 30 minutes, even if it's just me solo by myself, man. I, I don't know what it is. 
I can't do anything under 30 minutes, man. I don't I don't know what it is. Yeah, I'm not doing it. We're gonna sit on stage. We can't do it like that. We're gonna do it for an hour and a half. We out. Do an hour, hour commentary and a half an hour with people coming in with questions. That's what I'm doing. No, that no, that ain't gonna work. I'm gonna tell you when once you get people with questions, trust me, it ain't it's not gonna be no half an hour. Sure, cutting them off. Cutting them I can't off. go over five minutes. <laughs> We're gonna rock the channel back up though. Watch how we rock the channels back up, yo. Watch. I, I gotta do it like the blog talk. Be consistent, ten o'clock, Sunday evening. Yeah. Used to be that shit. Used to be goddamn technology just goddamn put that on the back burner. <laughs> yo, we could go back to a blog though. They come, they come wherever we at. Goddamn Michael. Microwave came out, folks started using the stove top. <laughs> Go back to that gas though. Go back to that gas. Look, I'm out here. Hey, yeah. hey Wuja, you need to get that theme music going, man. You know what I mean? I'm a raw squad up. You know what I'm saying? Y'all know.